And we're live, PKA something or other. Uh, <laughs> Kyle? Yeah, many sponsors tonight. Texture, MeUndies, ZipRecruiter, Stamps.com, Dell.com. And uh, we'll also be hearing about Dawn of War 3. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good show. Just the three of us tonight. A very personal, by the a very fireplace show. kind of PKA tonight. I like, I like it sometimes because they're the ones that go off the rails, right? When when there's a, a guest, especially like certain celeb guests, you know, we try to stay mainstream. When it's just us, no no holds barred. Yeah, I'm more I'm more, you know, hesitant to talk like at length about theoretical animal fights or what <laughs> we would do if we were in charge of the world when guests are on because they don't know us well enough to be like, would he really? kill everyone in chicago who's a blackhawks fan would he really like because i don't know i like that that. especially if it's a guest i don't give a shit about like like if i really don't care about this person's opinion of me going forward like like just don't give a fuck at all like like i i like you know getting their head a little making them think we're sociopaths make them think that we're up for some crazy right-wing shit it's fun (laughs) make them think we're sociopaths the step one to a good podcast is to make them think you're sociopathic and unrelatable yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, you want them to feel alienated and like an outsider and, and just and just really awkward the whole time. That's how you get good entertainment yeah. out of these people. That's just what we did to that kid from Iraq for four hours. <laughs> Kyle's got the best first topic, but I went to the PKA subreddit and they showed a screenshot. It was a fake Milo, but he was like, I was just distracted by how good looking Kyle was. And I believed it, hook, line, and sinker. Like, I completely <laughs> thought that it was the real Milo writing all those things. No, you, you, Milo has been now banned from the internet, as you know, right? Or has he? Or just Twitter? I don't know. I've he, never um, done a, gone to his Facebook page if he has a big one. He made a video saying that he was, like, coming back. It might be May 5th or May 18th or something, but, like, next month, so Milo go to Milo. That makes sense. A big oh, oh Cinco, Cinco de Milo, yeah, that's yeah. The but yeah, apparently he's gonna like reemerge in a big way. Maybe we can get him on the show again. Mexican hey. gangbang, that's how you do it on Cinco de Milo. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, Kyle, you had something that yeah. you know you you've been talking a lot recently about scouring Amazon for weird shit and Amazon. finding reviewer pictures. And yeah, you man. told me a couple days ago something you ordered that's it's very interesting. I, you've got yeah, it with just, you. Just touching on like the the Amazon reviewers, it's a new like thing I've discovered. Like there's there's cam whores everywhere, right? They're, they're on there's ones for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. There's cam whores for, for Reddit and actual cam whore sites. Wherever you go, there are women seeking attention for their bodies, and there's nothing wrong with that. Why wouldn't they? Um, I've seen plenty of dudes like flexing in the mirror on Instagram. So what I discovered though was that I was buying some lingerie. He follows for a, girl. a lot of accounts, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, buying some lingerie for a girl, and I scrolled down to the bottom to the user reviews, and I was like, holy shit, girls are taking their pictures in this random lingerie and posting it down here on Amazon, and I'm just going through like all these, and occasionally you'll find a really hot chick, and she's just into that. She's like, oh yeah, here's a picture of me in these booty shorts, and then uh, a picture of me in this crotchless underwear, and like like all kinds so of like, like see-through boyer, sheer stuff. Like they like being like almost exhibitionism, I think that's the word. Like they mm-hmm. like, but they're Maybe not ready to that. commit to the next level thing. So they're like doing like crotch shots where they're like, this underwear is far tighter than I was led to believe. You can see my pussy lips right through the fabric. <laughs> they say like, that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you get that sometimes. The, um, it's like, you're just, you're just trying to pretend that you're reviewing a product and being dirty about it. Like, <laughs> I was looking at these like hot pants. They're like, they're like uh, skin tight, like 
synthetic fabric and they're like mirrored to the really shiny like club wear like uh, pants. And I scroll to the bottom to see if there's any hot chicks wearing these super tight mirrored pants. And then I see that one user has put up every, he had, they have every single color possible of these pants, the entire rainbow. And there's a picture of them and every single, uh, there's like 30 pictures, 30 different colors. And I click and look and the, and the review goes, I am a man, but I just love these hot pants. I got every, and it's just like every single picture of him wearing these pot, hot pants and, and wearing them around his house. But yeah, other than that, also on Amazon, and the related search items, I suppose, when you're looking at weird dudes dressed up in women's club wear, I found Japanese condoms. Like that was a genre. It was like, you know, lubricated, studded, ribbed, her pleasure, and then Japanese. And I was like, what? So I click it. Like, let's see what Japanese condoms are about. So I ordered these. These What's are called the Zero thing? Fit, uh, Ultra Thin, um, Fuji Latex. That seems to be the uh, the actual, um, you know, brand. And, and I ordered them got, because yeah. I, I wanted to know, like, what's the difference between a Japanese condom and, and a regular condom? And I actually I, I got a regular old-fashioned condom to see if there's any difference from the outside. From the outside, they're about the same, right? Like, not much of a difference. All right? I see I thought I thought that it was going like the difference was going to be like it would be translucent and have like tentacles on it or like a picture <laughs> of a girl that is ambiguously young. But you all fucking know that you're, it's too young and like that kind of shit where it's almost translucent. I can't. Can you hold it closer? I can't. Or, yeah, you can show that stuff on YouTube. This is Let's the see. full length. Of no, a it's Japanese. not. You liar. No, there's more at the top. You're lying. No, it's not. I'm rolling it. Like, like, is that, is that a cap getting... that you put on top of the normal condom? <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this would be great if you're going to finger bang a chick and you don't want to get anything under your nails. Like that, that's what that's the kind of condom this is. This is Maybe a you misread condom. it. Maybe it's, uh, you know, zero, you know, fingernail for for her, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's literally four inches. I, 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 I now we know why. The, can you the, blow the, it up? Yes, absolutely. I can blow it up. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the painkiller already. I didn't mean just a little bit. I meant like as big as oh, you can you get. Oh, you big. Yeah. Oh, well. Dude, have you seen those condoms? Uh, you can hold a condom under a faucet. Now, I've never tried it because I got things to do, but I've watched <laughs> YouTube videos where they hold a condom underneath a running faucet like a bath, and it it's mind-boggling how much water they will hold before they burst. Like, it's to the point just that when it does good. burst, it does like that wave thing where it's like, <laughs> and it all sloshes out. I, on a side note, I'm not producing the show tonight, so I can't show videos and stuff, but I've seen videos where people hold the condom out a moving car window, and it gets, like, 16 feet. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Maybe it's too. 12 feet long, and you could, like, fit your head in it, and it's just, <laughs> like, it's the coolest thing. I saw that video, and then I was like, I should make that identical video and put it on my channel, but I wasn't that big a scumbag, so I didn't it's, do it. It's a testament to latex. Do you think this had anything to do with the nuclear strikes back in World War II? Is this what did this to them? <laughs> you know, if you had, if you had taken pieces. if you had taken that condom out and it had, had some like creepy deformed cartoon girl on it that was a little translucent, then I would say yes, it could very well could be that bomb that did something. But it, it just looks like a very small. But yeah, the upside like of the nuclear reactor condom. effect is that they have two of them. So oh. <laughs> now, that would be funny. Is you took the condom out and they're like a koala. Yeah. It's got it's got room for like a smaller. Uh, and David Attenborough's narrating it. Japanese women have a two cavern vagina. 
So old <laughs> men have two-pronged penis much similar to the koala. Watch as the male tentatively approaches in the internet cafe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese are... That's apparently a real problem in Japan right now is that people just are not feeling marriage at all. They're and not so they're out. like... Yeah, they're just they're just not like there's tons of I, I don't remember if it's the women who are mostly pissed because they're like none of the guys in our fucking generation are interested and they're all just playing video games and but that doesn't make sense to me because there'd have to be at least like thirty percent of the guys who are like fuck yeah seventy percent of you fucks are just gonna play video games all day I'm I'm going out like I got great odds so I I don't know I, how true that I is. hear that and, and I've heard the exact same stuff I hear a couple things about Japan like there's um one is that there's this whole generation of men who aren't leaving their rooms like these. 20, 30-year-old men who are just in fucking doors, not interested in family or friends. Maybe they're working a job because they have that crazy work ethic that we bombed into them, but but they're not fucking um, <laughs> for some reason. Maybe it's because they have these tiny penises. Clearly, I hope our Japanese listener group is just going to be decimated tonight because, I mean, this, <laughs> this is just embarrassing. I, I, this is out. It's Kyle, when you were honestly, like when you were describing it, I thought this was going to be funnier. Oh, I, I honestly feel sad. sad. <laughs> just a little bit sad. Yeah. Like, okay, be honest. Be honest. Did you scout those out beforehand to get the funniest possible result, or did you just see Japanese condoms add to cart? These are not the slim version of Japanese condoms. These are the right down the middle average Japanese condom. I guarantee if I'd looked harder, I'd have found a smaller condom. I'd like to and, think uh, that there's some Rick and Morty alternative universe with three black guys talking about white people condoms in this same way. <laughs> They're just like, oh, this is sad. White people with their tiny Maybe so. Maybe so. That that could be. And if like that and there there probably is a disparity there, but but this is the other end of that spectrum. White people, I think, are somewhere in the middle. And the American white man is somewhere on the right end of that spectrum. We're doing just fine. Fuck you, Europe. <laughs> South hey, of America. Are you looking up Little stats? Dicks, pricks? No, I don't have to. Like, everybody knows this. Have you not seen pornography? We Look, you watch enough porn, you get an He's idea of porn like, as an example. That's hilarious. Of, the world. <laughs> of course. I watch a lot of German pornography. Those guys are uncut and hung. I watch a lot of Japanese porn. They don't even let the men get into that. But Japanese men don't Japanese even... Japanese porn, you, they don't even show genitals, right? They yeah, just blur everything out. No, no, they no, blur no, it. No. That's actually an after effect of the bombing. <laughs> That's, what <they're> like. <laughs> That's what they look like. It, I, I bet they save money on VFX, though, because, like, to blur a Japanese cock, it probably yeah. costs. You see here the telltale pixelation of Japanese genitalia, <laughs> seen only on this one island, you know? <laughs> I hear those stories that we're talking about, about the Japanese men not leaving their homes, and, and you know, clearly their penises are a bit on the small side. I'm like, could I like slay pussy in Japan? What could, could, could I have like I think eight Japanese girls? People are a little racist, right? Yeah, against, that's or maybe that's against Chinese people because I know Chinese like, and Japanese do not are care for racist against six foot one white dudes that look nice and will take you on a fun date. Like, 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 like I don't think so. Very few people on this planet are, I've found. <laughs> They're known yeah. for that, though. Yeah, Japanese people are known for thinking that every other race is not as good. I remember there's like an old, is it a parable? Is it a wives tale? I don't know. Parable thing. I learned too much by reading. Anyway. You put the wrong they, emphasis on the wrong syllable. For parable. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, uh, they said that, that God was, was, was creating people and they put one in the oven and he came out and he was overcooked. So they threw him to Africa and then they put the next one in the oven and he came out 
and he was undercooked. So he threw them all the way to Europe. And then he put the third one in the oven and they came out and it was just perfect. So they kept them here in Japan. That's and like then a they thing. watched the Japanese for too long in hot water and their cock shrank. <laughs> Wait, why? That is, that's an interesting, why was God baking people? Like, well, <laughs> you know, like if, if I well, was God, I would people? not impose on myself little things where I'd be like, all right, now I just need to make sure the, you know, Namibians are in the oven for the right amount of time. Oh, shit, the Nords are overdone. Damn it. All right, they'll be fine in Brazil, I suppose. Dump them in. What? Like, no, like if I were God, it'd just be like, snap and get it done. The Japanese like, gingerbread man creationist theory. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gingerbread. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I, We should start ordering other cultural things because I think this is that's cultural, right? If I put this I, under culture on the YouTube categories. Culture I, I found and it fascinating and because education. Like, because like I I I I, uh, I, I bought like three different sizes of condoms to like work it out. And like one of the condoms I bought was called tighter fit there. It's like an American condom, but it was called tighter fit, which is code for smaller penis. That's so much. It's not a good code. Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's they'll be called like snug fit or like, no yeah, snug fit. No slip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that rib for her pleasure stuff seems to be total bullshit. As far as I can tell, I remember Wait, what? What? I said it really? depends where you put it. Yeah, you put it in her butt. She could feel a little better. Um, I, I like the rib ones for your pleasure. Not rib, but studded. The ones that have the studs. Uh, the ones I, that have the little studs all over them. Instead so I of like the stud ones. But the like rib stuff. ones, I, when I was, was very young, very young, like I got laid very young. But anyway, when I was young, um, I bought these lifestyle condoms and they were ribbed for her pleasure. I think it literally said that. And I was like, cool, right? Suddenly this is going to make me good in bed. It did not. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and and she, I, I was like, you know, how do you like these? Aren't these cool? Whatever, whatever. She couldn't feel them at all. And in my head, I'm like, like, does my girlfriend have a defective pussy? Like, what this, what's the scoop on this? Because she can't feel these. Describe like, the, the nodules to me. Yeah. <laughs> Count yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I like the different. I I, uh, I I like the various different kinds of condoms. Condoms are, condoms are interesting. I, no, they're I, all I, terrible. If if we're all going to be honest about it, well, using all them is terrible. Awful, but but if you have to use a condom, then you know it, it, it does have the benefit of, la of making things last a little bit longer. Woody's talked about that before. I've heard Howard Stern talk about that before. You know, it has a desensitizing uh, effect uh, that could be good if you're an amateur. It's like uh, going to your favorite restaurant and then realizing that you have to eat the whole meal without hands. Like so, all, any kind of pleasure is taken away by complete focus on just keeping yourself able to finish the task. You know, like you, it's just they, they suck. They're the worst. So I totally get, you know, you the just, tendency of like, you want to use a condom? No. And of course, like, you know, in some moments you're not going to be like, well, actually, what if we took this situation that could be a ton of fun, and we like instantly, like from the get go, cut it that fun in half. You know, it's still some fun, right? Yeah, but, but it's all your. At the end of the day, kids, STDs are real and and yeah. very scary. It'll make yeah. you your, 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 your dick will rot off. I've, I've read. Yeah. <laughs> they showed us pictures in health class. Yes. So yeah. always use condoms unless you want to have good sex. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the box. <laughs> that should be on the box. Not intended for good sex. <laughs> this is maintenance sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we use the lambskin condoms. 
I have Lance. I, I I considered buying them just because I was like I, I was like oh Japanese condoms that'll be funny for the show and I almost bought the lamb skin ones because I thought that'd be an interesting little oh, look at this it's lamb intestine but no I haven't ever purchased them. Um, I did use one once um, and it was in real fancy packaging and it disintegrated mid act. There was a tear and it was no more and we went to a normal condom and I was grossed out and washed my dick. Before, Do you know why the they one. don't use sheepskin as condoms anymore? No, I don't. It's because we invented rubber and latex. Ah, rubber! Like, back mm. in the day, that was the shit. Like, if you were getting laid with that kind of condom, that was like cutting-edge birth control. You would think, you're like, oh, my word, I can still feel things. But, like, as soon as we found plastics and, and rubbers, like, that should have been something that went by the wayside long ago. In these things. Uh, if the girl is allergic to latex, it's still a viable option. And uh, what if she's a vegetarian? <laughs> then, you're, then you're screwed or not screwed. They uh, they stay colder longer and they don't stretch the same way. So that's my feedback on lambskin condoms. Isn't that bad if they don't stretch because they'll just rip? Uh, I didn't have that problem, but yeah, it just they it was they, they just I mean, you'll never get your head in one. Oh, well, I mean. I'm not going to buy any kind of condom that on the off chance that I'm bored, I can't turn it into an activity. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to do that. This motherfucker couldn't get his head in a trash bag. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> yeah, true. I, I oh, I'm like rolling a hefty video. bag down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm taking out that orange grip strip thing. <laughs> so I get it all the way down. <laughs> yeah, there's a, um, a Durex and Lifestyle. They both make condoms that are non-latex. Um, it's like poly something or another. We oh. should order. Latex this has nothing thing. to do with condoms, but culture stuff. We should order like snack foods and little trinkets and shit from other countries and like try weird they stuff. Not, I, they I do suck. that all the time. No, they're, Upstairs, they're, they're, I've got some energy drink from Korea. It's made by Samsung. Like, <laughs> there's, I, I like to order all kinds explosive of weird, energy. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I order all kinds of weird candies and snacks blow. and treats from like Europe and Asia and stuff. I've got all kinds of Korean candy and Japanese candy. It all sucks. We're the best at it. We are the best at candy. That, we are also the best, well, second best at body fat. So those two things might go hand in hand. Fucking Mexico. Swiss, Swiss, they're good with chocolates, right? Yeah. Germans, yeah, they've got chocolate. good chocolates. I like dark chocolate. Yeah, I like dark chocolate. Um, I like stuff that's like 70% cocoa and higher. It's kind of kind of semi-sweet. I would want to um, buy like snacks from somewhere like where I'm not anticipating it being. Like I don't want to like order something and be like, my God, these Cambodian boiled peanuts really are the way to do it. Like, no, I want to order like candy from Russia and just taste it and be like, oh, this poor kids. Like, this is what they think flavor towns yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, like, my they God. got my, no idea. My friend was from Yugoslavia. Probably like Neko wafers. Ugh. Hammer and sickle crunch. My friend was from Yugoslavia in high school, back when Yugoslavia was a thing. And uh, they're like, oh, check these out. These are Yugoslavian treats. And it's like, there's fucking meat in your candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you suck your candy. This is food. It is uh, milk chocolate surrounding small lamb nougat. No, it's like, no, no, no. You can't just put something in there and say it's nougat. Nougat is an established thing. Like, it's some. It's a part of the candy canon. You can't just be replacing things willy-nilly like the Mormon Church. <laughs> ham nougat. Yeah, ham nougat. Uh, there's a. I, I'm still convinced. Like, I don't even think anybody argues this anymore because I used to watch all those shows. Like, uh, who's that dude? Bourdain. 
who goes around, yeah, not his show, but like there's been a fucking litany of shows like that over the years where they're like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, uh, you know, Kazakhstan. And then they're like, oh, this is a great delicacy. It's uh, camel eyes sauteed with, you know, gross little peppers that if you grew them in your garden, you'd be like, ugh, this one doesn't make the cut. Like that kind of shit. You know what they then, do drink but in if, the... they, if they had good shit, they would, that would be their delicacy. Like delicacies are only the best is? shit they can be- make. You know, the Kazakhstani delicacy, their 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 uh, their alcoholic beverage of choice is fermented mare's milk. I'm almost positive that's true. It's either fermented mare's milk or fermented goat milk. It's something like that. Something they're awful. fermenting milk. Yes, that's, that's an interesting approach ever. to take. Because mm. fermented <laughs> milk becomes rotten and bad. Well, jeez, uh, to the Kazakhstanis, it's an aphrodisiac. I was teaching my so my son. Oh. Wow, he's right. totally into this game. Uh, th- there's jelly beans. Have I talked about this already? Negative. No. All right. So there's jelly beans. Say, I don't know, there's t- 12 flavors maybe and six styles, right? So you don't know whether this jelly bean is going to be, say, like lime or, or lawn clippings, right? It could be black pepper or like something tasty like grape. And, and every time you roll it, it's like, rotten eggs or lemon or something and you spin it around and you bite into it and then you find out what you got and he won't yeah, stop so it's like the harry it's like the harry potter jelly beans did i freeze no i can hear you what do you froze, uh, i think uh, yeah what okay froze. yeah yeah, Harry, this, Potter, uh, Harry Potter had the every flavor uh, jelly beans that could be like boogers or blueberries. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, it's funny. The kid will only eat like six or seven things, but he's infatuated with this game. What this, shit, this shit is as strong as wine. Yeah. And it's made of fermented milk. Can you imagine how horrible that is? You know oh, why? Do you know why this is traditionally drank there? Because Bowling nobody out. could get grapes to grow. Nobody could get grain. grapes to grow, and because yeah. they 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 visited Greece and those places, and they've been like, oh, there's this wonderful drink. It's called wine. You ferment these grapes. Who's got grapes? And they're like, oh, well, uh, hit the ground with your foot. It's frozen solid, right? No grapes coming here. What, what do we got? Uh, we got a lot of mare's milk for now, I guess. It's like, All right, put it in a barrel. We'll revisit that. Uh, we're gonna try four other ideas. That's uh, that's table. And then they they couldn't get anything else to grow, so they had to come back to it. Yeah, is this it is literally. Disgusting. Mare's milk is that? Oh yes, no, it's, it's fermented a cow or milk, goat's milk. Mare's milk or cow's milk. I you see. can do either one. Yeah. So yeah. it's a horse milk. Yeah. Yep. That's it's correct. just it, it's just allow the sucrose to mm. ferment, and Christ. you add modified whey. If my so, milk oh, is one day expired, I throw it out. I don't. <laughs> I don't play games with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll That's smell not, it. If it's even a little like like no, this isn't going yeah. a step further. Is, is it worth ruining my day? No, I'll just have a glass of water and buy no, some. I, I'm I'm so careful with food poisoning. Like leftovers, they get one and a half days. You get like you know 36 hours and you're out the door. Milk, if it's expired, it's expired. I'm not eating that shit. And these guys are like, like you said, putting it in a barrel and waiting a few months till it's just right. I mean, but like, but you have to know. That's why these delicacies are interesting. Because you know that this wasn't stop one on that thought process train. Like they didn't <laughs> used go to like it. we're going we with milk and we're horse fermenting. Cum, but that was awful. It was well, awful. Barely got you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to that drink so much you. horse cum to get drunk. <laughs> I, I really don't think we'd be here right now if we had a guest. 
<laughs> no, no, probably not. We wouldn't have made it this far so quickly. But, <laughs> but then it is, I mean, we really, we were talking about culture and things until the horse ejaculate was added into the formula. But that was yeah, what I'd, Borat always said. Like, like he would always say that the, uh, the drink of Kazakhstan was fermented mare's piss. That's what he was, he was going around the world saying that on every talk show there was. And so like, the government of Kazakhstan, which isn't some little bullshit country. They're like four times the size of Texas. It's an enormous country. Yeah, it's a former bloc country. Yeah, it's one of the biggest armies in the world. They're, it's, it's a big country. We just don't fucking talk about them because they drink fermented mare's milk or whatever. They're silly. <laughs> and we went and Borat made them look like a bunch of fools. But like they were genuinely like defensive about Borat and, and like all of his negative publicity that he was shining on Kazakhstan. That was so funny. That was funny because it was like it was a real thing at the time when that came out. I had to like make sure that Kazakhstan was a country where I'm yeah. like, that sounds right, but I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've got a stand at the end, so maybe someone slipped one past the goalie here. And I don't know. I don't know. I, if it's real. I do know it's real now. So, you know, so there's that. But yeah, it's really, if you gave everybody in, I don't know the shittiest place in Central Africa or South America, like some obscure tribe, if you gave them like a lifetime supply of Totino's pizza rolls and like one microwave, that would be their new delicacy. Cause they'd be like, holy shit, this is so much better than ant legs and hoping not to die in the rain from pneumonia. Like <laughs> it's real, it's a real quick dinner. You know, the kid in the commercials happy. We agree with them. Which um, country are we <laughs> insulting right now? No, I was, Any I was four ones. That, uh, that, I wasn't even talking about countries. I was talking about like tribe people who you would go visit and they would be like, oh, try this, you know, uh, horse foot or whatever they would try and feed you and you'd have to pretend. That would be, <laughs> I don't know, that would be the like, hardest thing ever to have to pretend to be like, mm, so good. Black people in the South eat some weird stuff. They, there's a few delicacies that they, I bet like people outside of the Southern U.S. and, and definitely outside of the U.S. probably don't even know this. Um, black people in the South eat, um, uh, uh, something called chitlins. Um, that's how they pronounce it, but it's spelled chitterlings, like C-H-I-T-T-E-R-I-N-G, a chit uh, chitterling. There's an L in there somewhere. Yep. Um, but it's fried pig intestine. They they gut the pig, take this big pile of pig guts, stick a water hose in one end to blow all the shit out of it, the pig shit, and then they cut it into pieces, and I think they batter it and fry it. And, and and that's something they like. They also like all kinds of the what are parts gizzards? of the pigs. Is gizzards a thing? That, I think those are chicken so necks. Like chicken gizzards. Right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I, that's I, I was I was paramotoring in Florida like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And we went to this random like side of the road thing. And there's a line, like six people deep. And they're all like, I'm waiting for the gizzards. I'm waiting for the gizzards. I'm waiting for the gizzards. And, and I'm like, should I be getting gizzards? Gizzards? Like, I, I, they're all the rage at this place. Apparently, they've got wonderful gizzards, but we didn't want to wait, so I ate alligator instead. Here's what also, gizzards are. There's some cooked guck di duck gizzards. It is uh, an organ found in the dige digestive tract of oh. some animals, including dinosaurs. Why, why start with dinosaurs? Assholes writing this article. Obviously, we're thinking <laughs> about chickens and food, including uh, whales and insects. And Now, just get to what we're reading. <laughs> And uh, all right, in birds, gastropods. This is not useful at all. <laughs> it's sometimes referred to as the true stomach in birds. So I guess it's uh, it's. I mean, I've never had gizzards. I've had chicken liver, 
and I've had chicken heart. There's no um, need to eat that shit. The chicken's full of meat. Like we don't have to have eat. Have you ever had the... chicken liver? Chicken liver is pretty good. No, I don't ever will. Liver? I won't eat that shit. I'll eat the chicken breast because that's the good part. And, and uh, they that's eat the every part of the pig. There's there, you, you can go in the grocery store and there's the pickled part. pig feet. Pickled pig feet. There are chopped off pig hooves in a jar of red liquid. And somewhere there's a guy just like getting them out of there and munching them right out. That's oh. disgusting too. I don't even yeah. like when I go to a gas station and I see like Big Joe's pickle pouch or whatever the fuck those things are and it's like yeah it's just an a enormous pickle, a little... pickle i i looked at one today literally today i was at a gas station and i picked one up just to see the the, the nutrition information and it said it was one enormous pickle in this bag and it had i don't know 20 ounces of, of brine in it it seemed like <laughs> and i looked at the back and it was like calories zero i'm like that's interesting i guess it is a pickle it's just a lot of vinegar and it was like sodium 20% of your daily allotment. And I was like, man, that's a lot for one pickle, but that can't be right. I looked at it. Serving size in the container, nine. There were nine <laughs> servings. And so it was zero calories, but it was almost two days worth of salt that you're getting okay, in there. You know what it was? And, and how kicker, do you even though. eat that when you open it? Like, when, what do you do? Do you have to, like, drain it out somewhere? Do you just open that in your car and make a mess all over yourself? Like, it seems like the least fucking convenient thing to eat on the road ever is a big, soggy pickle. It's not zero calories though. They're fucking lying though, because I, I think that they I think that they can round down from like ten calories or something like that if they by by the serving size. So if there's nine servings in there and there's five calories in a serving, they probably don't even have to write it. Kyle's right, and that's actually yeah. why Tic Tacs can say they are zero calories when they are really just sugar tablets. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's like, well, you people only eat one Tic Tac at a time, right? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's uh, that's how we think people use our product, you know. <laughs> people don't have habits of just being like, oh, one, oh, it's gone. I'll, I'll do two this time, and then before you know it, you're like shaking it, and it's just like a, you know, empty you spray paint can with one little tic tac going up and down. I'll buy the orange tic tacs, and by the, I eat the entire box in one sitting as I'm driving, like they're M and M's or something. They're delicious. And because it says zero calories, you pretend that you didn't just eat uh, like 100, like I don't know, 50 calories of candy. Yeah, I, I've, I've been cutting the candy out. Chiz linked earlier, like, some Boston cream pie that he was going to make, like, this big fucking, like, two chocolate pancakes with, like, cream in the middle and chocolate sauce, like, ganache spilled all over the top. And, and me and Taylor are both like, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, we're both trying to eat healthy, trying to work out, and he's just posting the most delectable, awful yeah. for you bullshit. And it's, it's not even, like... Oh, make this little cupcake one, and you can have a little treat that's you know 500 calories and still awful for you, but you can gauge it. He sent you a picture of like what the cake boss would make. Yeah. Where it's like when if you would eat even half of that, if you had been on like a three week workout state, you'd have to be like honestly like all of that was for naught. Like that was yeah, nothing so that I did. I've achieved. I'm I back. Like I'm behind where I start. When Kyle has sent many a text with equally caloric meals. Yeah, but it's the timing that's important. Yes, because <laughs> I was just saying, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm being, I'm gonna be healthier now. And then Chiz links a big juicy cake. Oh, I didn't realize it was a response. Yes, I was, think I even, I think what I had said something was like, I was like, oh yeah, I got my 30 pound kettlebell today. Man, that doesn't feel like that feels heavier than 30, you know, in a dumbbell. That's hard. And, and then he's like, won't you make a big giant whoopie pie with chocolate and cream? And it's like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm trying to eat real chicken and water. After hearing Taylor's story of 35, I was like, should I go 25 or 30? Now, hearing Kyle's of 30, this is ridiculous. You I guys got a are lifting 30. very it's... heavy things. 
I'm going to get a 25. It's heavier than you think. And it's not like, because all it's not like, it's like half cardio and half building lean muscle with kettlebell shit. I, like, as far as like, the stuff I've read, I'm no expert. But mm-hmm. it's not like low reps where you're trying to just get bulky. It's like, it's like cardio too. It's like those kettlebell swings. You're doing like fucking 50 of them or whatever it is. And so it's like, really by the end, like your heart's beating. You're like out of breath too. It's not like one of those traditional, like, cause you know, if you would go to the gym and like squat and bench and do the traditional lifts, like you'd be tired, but at the end of it, you wouldn't be like huffing and puffing for a super long time, you know, cause you quickly cardio. recover. Yeah. But I'm, I'm liking, it. I'm glad you got it too, Kyle. Because yeah. you got a whole these. Yeah. You join in too. This is actually perfect. I, I, if- I will. I just want to explain myself yeah. for a second. I'm in Florida right now going through paramotor school again. I'm kind of like sitting in on a beginner class and then we break out and they give me like more intermediate advanced instruction too. So I'm spending my day doing strenuous shit, you know, either flying, carrying shit around or kiting, which is about as hard as push-ups. And uh, so anyway, when I get back, I'll do a routine. Right now I'm just in a hotel room doing paramotor stuff it should be yeah. one of those things where if someone out there watching and i know there's a lot of you because there's always someone who's putting it off if you're thinking you've been putting it off like i'm not going to work out i'll do it next week i'll do it next month start it now start it with us do it with us yeah. and leave if, if like if you know a month from now we start talking and woody or me or kyle goes yeah i've been real shit the last three weeks you've got to engage in some shaming tactics in the comments <laughs> saying saying you look at look at how fat you look Look at how fat that fat fatty is. Like, and, you know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know? And then we'll, we'll shame you back. If you guys say, I've been slipping up too, and you post a picture somewhere, I'll say, hey, you're looking a little uh, like, oh, a, bit like a piece of shit. Yeah. Puffy. Like the comment sections just roast me. No, they're just going to talk shit about me. It's just going to be me. It's no, all no, no. Be me. They won't because we're all going to stick to it. Mm-hmm. We're all going to stick to it. And everybody out there, like, I'm serious. Like, leave comments. Like, getting little accountability buddies as South Park would put it, for this kind of shit does help. So if you were waiting for that little instigator thing, like what's going to get me going with this to eat better, to be a little healthier, start it with us. It'll be fun. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know that I've done that with Bill Burr's yeah. podcast before, where he's like, said, this is like a couple years ago, but he's like, ah, I'm so tired of being a big fat fuck. And like his, the way he says stuff. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do it with Bill. I'm going to, because every little week he'd be like, ah, I really fucked up, had, you know, a couple whiskeys over the weekend. And I'd be like, ah, I didn't fuck up. I'm better than you. Like, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever mentality you have. To I've have. been drinking uh, Coke during this topic. I feel yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been I'm watching um, that Jocko Willink guy, that, that former Navy SEAL guy who has a podcast and stuff. And, and he posts on Twitter every morning um, at 4.30 a.m. every morning. He tweets a picture of his wristwatch in the gym. So that you know that right now Jocko's in the gym at 4:35, fucking getting his workout because it's a long day and he wants to get that out of the way with no rushing him. Yeah. Um, my like my demeanor day. about that, like I don't know, I think it was you who told me that, like I don't know, just like wanting to be negative about something. Like my first reaction was like, oh, what an arrogant prick, letting everybody know that he's up at 4:30 working out, and then I would be like, like Taylor, be realistic, settle down, you fatty. Like he <laughs> is. Like that, I can see the use in that. Like if you, if your job is being motivational and shit like that, it would help to like, if you did sleep in, like wake up and be like, oh, what's his name? Jocko Willing. Oh, Jocko didn't, didn't call out this morning. Jocko was there. Like I I can see value in that kind of account that That you think about. Hardcore, man. You can definitely see. It's like an alarm. Facebook friend. The guy's name is Ricky Lundell. And, uh, 
he was a very successful wrestler. He might have been the best in the country at some point. And he's a grappling savant. Now he coaches UFC fighters. And he calls himself the 1% man, where every single day he wants to improve by 1%. He did this montage of his squatting over the past year. So here I am watching Ricky squat, because I'm totally gay. And uh, he starts off at like 329, and he's struggling, <laughs> right? He's struggling to squat 329 pounds. And then, you know, like whatever it shows it two months later, 349, you know? And then like 370. By, and then he's just 429, like just barely 429. And then by the end of the year, he does 429 twice. And it's like, oh my God. Like I, I don't really know squat weights, but that seems very heavy to me. And, uh, and it's not even weights. the end weight as much that's like motivational as much as as you're watching his process and like i don't know it's cool to go back and uh, a reddit that i went to is called like progress pictures progress yeah. pics mm -hmm. where it shows people that's a pretty good one but holy shit it is hard to sift through all the people who look nothing like you to try and find because it's like a oh, five six female 500 pounds to 130 that's going to be interesting yeah. pictures so i'm going to look but five, that doesn't four, help me 30 yeah that, like, that's not motivating to me or it'll be like people. six six two you know, I went from 185 to 195 and shredded. And like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> and that's like, still motivational. But it's like, that's not what I'm at in my stage. I get motivated. Like, I see him go from like, I'm making up numbers, 300 pounds to 220, right? And they went from like, look at that fat guy to, ah, you know, you kind of yeah. fit into society now. And I, it's like, that's really cool. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy for them. It's not obviously they're not models yet, but that progress is inspiring. No, same yeah. thing. Like you can see in the people's pictures how much happier they are, because I don't remember which comedian said yeah. it, but like nobody's ever been like, "Oh, are you happier since you lost the weight?" And been like, "Oh no, I'm miserable now. I hate myself since I lost that weight." Like everybody's always like, "Yeah, I feel so much better about myself. My confidence is up. I feel like easier to breathe. Like I don't get winded when I'm doing shit." Yeah, I'm going to get on the, the workout program for sure. I've got something coming up that I need to be in shape for, like a month or two months or so. We'll see. Oh, and uh, Yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, and so we'll get that going. Stay motivated. Got to get my diet fixed. Obviously, you don't want to talk about it, so I'll just do it on your behalf. What could kind of be a photo shoot that Kyle doesn't want to talk about that might end up on Pornhub? Amateur Just, porn. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. it wouldn't be amateur because he's getting paid. So yes, yes. Well, I mean, they still call it amateur if I understand the genre, right? Um, that'll be really. Hopefully, that comes to fruition. That would be neat. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I, think, I lost I your video, a... Woody. Oh well, I know how to fix that. Yeah, I typed in the chat what I'm doing in case you're curious, Woody. Um. I didn't know have me any, uh... not being able to see you meant that nobody could, because if it's just me, it's fine. I can, <laughs> I can. But yeah, that would be really cool if you could end up doing that. But obviously, yeah. we shouldn't should talk any more about. Yeah, it. I, won't, I won't spoil it just yet. It's a little fun thing we might do. We'll see. Um, where do you want to go from here? You got, I, I think both of you had interesting topics that you had. I just I wanted to get that Japanese condom thing out right out of the gate because that's been tickling my phony bone all week. Um, thinking about Japanese guys and the penis. Yeah, and we should get more suggestions from people about like what interesting shit from around the world that's obviously very cheap 
that we could order off Amazon <laughs> yeah, yeah. and get because, like, you know, the you know, for the show for some reason is nine ninety nine and under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not necessarily neat. true, but but you know, if, if there's something yeah. like 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 I think condoms from around the world might be interesting. Uh, maybe maybe order some Chinese condoms, some Russian condoms, some African. Oh wait, they don't have condoms. Um, you know, go around the Jesus. world. Kind <laughs> of fucking condoms. I was watching West Wing, and they were talking about. Um, there's this like president from Africa who comes over to bargain with the president, and he and he's talking about AIDS aid um, for his country. And uh, they get down to the bottom of it, and these guys who are like cutting the money flow off to them. And he's like, "Look, the drugs cost this much. You have to take 15 pills a day. Every hour and 20 minutes, you have to take a pill." And, and the White House staff is like, well, what's the problem? Why can't we just get the money there? He's like, because they can't tell time and they don't own watches. And the African president just looks so ashamed. It's like, yeah, they don't know what fucking time it is. They can't. Oh, it's time to take another one. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Send a few of those like Nickelodeon, you know, nightlights from the 90s over there with the GAC on it. Yeah, well, there's probably a ton of leftover ones of those. <laughs> it'll, it'll play like a cool Rugrats theme song to remind them to take their pills. Like it, Tommy, so many solutions to this problem. Time. Remember yeah. Tommy? Who's the main kid? I remember Tommy and Phil and Lil and Angel Angelica, Angelica, uh, Angelica. Right. and um, Chucky. And then as I was getting to the age that to not watch that show anymore, they started adding like a bunch of other characters. Like uh, I don't remember any of their names, but they started <laughs> they started throwing in other ones. But uh, Rugrats yeah, was more adult than you might remember. There were sex jokes in Rugrats. Like like they made they, they put some stuff in there for the adults too. But we were of course very young when that was on. Same with uh pretty much all of those Disney and Nickelodeon shows. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, SpongeBob had quite a few. Uh, it's not really a kid's show strictly, but did you ever watch Rocco's Modern Life as yeah, a kid? Yeah, that's adult that, too. Yeah. That they definitely had some. They didn't try as hard to hide the adult jokes in Rocco's Modern Life. That was a good show as a kid. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, that wasn't really a kid show. No, MTV was really pushing the boundaries for that show. That I, I didn't like that. that was I a little hated bit Beavis and for... Butthead. The, yeah, the even way... as a kid, I was like, this is too juvenile for me. Like, like, like I'm 13 or 14, and I don't sit around going, <laughs> like, just oh. laughing and talking about buttholes. Like, like, Dude, the way that their voices sound, like, it, you know, there's some shows or some people even, like, where you hear the voice and viscerally it bothers you, yeah, where, like, yeah. you can't even sit Terrible through voice. it. Like, that's, yeah. yes, you're doing a good impression of it, but that's, that's the worst. Like, I, I can't sit and listen to the Beavis and Butthead voices. They're fucking insufferably bad. <laughs> just kills in the voice. They're just, yeah, they're people. awful. Both of them are. Mike Judge went on and did some much better stuff with fucking Yeah, King, King of the, the Hill was much better than that. Yeah, I didn't like Beavis and Butthead. I thought Ren and Stimpy was the real shitty cartoon of its day. It was weird. It kind of... It was very odd. It grossed me out as a kid. There was so much, like, <laughs> eyeballs dangling and so much boogers goo dripping out of boogers yeah. and all kinds of gross stuff. I like Pinky do... and the Brain back in the day. I still remember the good. theme today. Pinky and the brain, the pinky and the brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. The laboratory mice. It's, I like that. I that still give their answer if someone says, what are we going to do today? <laughs> it's like the same thing we do every day. <laughs> Try to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good show. Those were good shows. I wonder if shows are, like, do you ever, you know when you hang around people with kids now, you yeah. realize there's, and you see like their toys, you realize there's like a whole new wave of yeah, like man. like nobody even thinks about Ninja Turtles as much anymore. Like they did that movie, but nobody gave a fuck. 
Uh, they're Power Rangers. They're bringing that back. I, I always put mm. Power Rangers a couple levels of interest below Ninja Turtles, frankly. I, just I, they it looks like the cool. new Power Rangers is good. I like it when they do this. When they take some shitty thing. Like, to me, Batman, back in the Adam West days with the dad bod guy playing Batman and Joker with the makeup, stupid. And then the first round of Batman movies, pretty stupid. Right? First two like, were good. Because, first two were good. Um, you know, you you got black blood coming out of the penguin's mouth, lots of murder and death, and then of course it got out of uh, what's his name hands. That's Johnny Depp's favorite director. What's that guy's name? Tim anyway, Burton, maybe Tim Burton made the first two, and then after that, like they went to these kid fucking things. The one with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Terrible, right. And then suddenly Batman got up there with the best movies ever made. Right. Like like um the one with Heath Ledger. Like it, it beat The Godfather in like IMDb rankings. I don't know if it's still above it, but it's a very, very good movie. And uh, uh, I like it when they do that. I'm told Power Rangers is coming back as like a dark, good action movie. I don't believe it. I'll believe it when if I see it. it. If, it oh, if they try and make it dark, it's going to be ridiculous because my like biggest memory of the Power Rangers watching it, and I only watched like the first part, like when it was the original ones, was yeah. when they'd all be like standing there getting ready to fight. And whoever the fuck it was would call in on all those like clay people, whatever they were called. Uh, you remember, like, oh, what? I I'm looking this up because it's gonna drive me fucking crazy. Oh, the rest I of the I'll night. get it. I'll get it. Um, the, the 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 something troopers, the Koopa Troop. No, um, the Koopa Troop. <laughs> it's uh, uh, they're the they're the fucking. Ah, uh, just I was just thinking about this the other night because I rewatched um, that uh, what is this? Suicide Squad what are you looking and, for? and the bad guys. Putty Patrollers. That. The Putty Patrol. Yeah, I was thinking the clay creeps. Because <laughs> they were, they were, they were like made creeps. out of putty. Yeah, yeah they were basically so like, stupid. so they'd be like putty patrollers and they'd like all come in and they're just the least intimidating monsters ever. And none of them do anything other than like spastically move. They don't have to be close to their opponents at all. They just start moving because I assume the actors in those suits didn't have eye holes. And so they're just moving around <laughs> and they and they would just walk over. And, and even at the time, it was like, I'm... I'm nine, and I'm a little mature for this uh, <laughs> this this sort of combat. They're, doing, they're basically standing there doing kata at no one. They're just like fucking, just, like they'll throw a sidekick, and it's just, it was it was bad. But but when I got into Power Rangers, I watched the debut of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when I was six years old. So it was brand new. There weren't all those reboots and remakes. It was a big deal when I was a kid. We were all into it. We would like hang out and like I'm the Blue Ranger or, I, or there isn't a Blue. I'm the Red Ranger and there'd be a Black Ranger. And, you know, there's always a black kid who would be our Black Ranger. And you know, er I never got to be the Red Ranger. That was Chad until Chad did a flip off the 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 the, the, uh, the slide stand and bit his tongue half into doing nice. His, so doing there's his... a new Red Ranger in town. Uh, well, I was the Green Ranger and I got to step up to the plate as it were when Chad bit his tongue so into. So did your Pink Ranger also get into porn as an adult? I, I can't confirm that, but I just I, I'm not sure. Who's Pink um, Ranger? I have seen that. Uh, no, the, the real original. Life, the, oh, yeah. that actress. Yeah, oh, actor. that's something I don't want to know. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good to know. It's it's it's. <laughs> it's they should have made a point like Zed, like Zed banging her from behind with like her half of the uniform on and the, the helmet. Oh no, the, the Putty Patrol! <laughs> and then she's just getting, you know, <laughs> arms watching, crying or something. Like that'd be great. Yo, a Putty Patrol gangbang. That's what yes. that's what they should have done. <laughs> They're all they just, just moving spastically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like I it's not, they're not even quite having sex it's just a lot of movement <laughs> there's, there's this japanese porn genre now which is like 
Um, it's, it's like a girl walking down the street or sitting on a couch, very pretty, like fully dressed, maybe wearing a skirt. And then a naked Japanese man appears from nowhere and is sprinting at her full speed and like tackles her and rips her panties off and fucks her. And she's kind of resisting, but she's laughing the whole time. It's kind of like, is this a, is this one video you saw or is this a, a genre? Yes, I saw one where she's walking down the street and out of nowhere comes a sprinting naked man. And she's like, ah! And she runs a little and he like tackles her and rips her panties off and just immediately shoves his cock in, like like instantly. And then the other one, the chick's sitting on a couch and he comes up from behind the couch, fully naked, grabs her and like panties off and like cock in. Like, it, like, like that, it's a whole genre of like surprise quasi-rape porn. So they're just like in public and just with no explanation, naked men just start sprinting at them. Yeah, yeah. Like a fully naked man with a heart on sprints at them and fucks them as fast as he possibly can. Um, it's it's a little weirder, maybe not so much than that that kind we already talked about where you've got like the invisible man fucking the chick's mouths and stuff. Like the, a guy will wear this fully like head to toe bodysuit. It'll be white, <laughs> opaque. And you're supposed to think, like, okay, that's Invisible Man. He's wearing the big white suit, so now he's invisible. Just get that in your head. And there'll be, like, eight busty Japanese chicks in, like, a sauna sitting with, like, tits out, like, splashing water on themselves. And then he kind of meanders up with a hard-on and, like, sticks his dick in one's mouth. And uh, everybody's looking at her, like, why are you good? Like, she's got her mouth open, receiving the cock, and everybody else can't see the cock, and they're just looking at her and, like, wondering why she's moaning and stuff. And then he kind of makes the rounds through the room and fucks everybody a different but way. But do they, do they slowly start to put the pieces together, no. right? The chick's getting fucked. It's like they're so, like, confused that they're just like, eh, I guess I'll just continue to take this I mean, invisible dick. Uh, ghost fucked one of my friends in the mouth once. Shame on me. Ghost <laughs> fucked one of my friends in the mouth twice. Shame on you. You know, that's the, the, how did they not figure oh, it out? Like, oh my God, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, we're not going to get fooled again. You know, <laughs> do you remember that original quote? George Bush yeah. is like, there's, there's no saying in, in Tennessee, or, or, or I don't know if they got it in Tennessee, but we got it in Texas. Yeah. And, and it goes a little something like, like, it's just like, wow, you started off in shambles from the very start. Like, get your thoughts collected before you flow into this, man. Like, yeah. that was that's that was a very cool. interesting genre. Because you have to, honestly, the the invisible one is weirder than the sprinting naked one. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a little bizarre. Um, and there's lots of examples of it. I've seen so many of those. They call it like phantat, like like fa like phantasm fuck or something. I, I don't know. I've seen it a bunch of times recreated, and it's always something similar. The way that they like give you the visual cue that the man is invisible is this, like I said, a full bodysuit that's like clingy and tight like green man um but it's white you know and, and then he just fucks the chicks with his pixelated penis it's good stuff japanese pornography is the worst it, yeah it doesn't sound like good stuff they're blurring <laughs> out like the business end it's and weird to see like the hardcore <laughs> of every country in german porn i've found that the most hardcore stuff is often like pain it's often like bdsm and they're like shooting um, they're using nettles, um, which is like some sort of stinging plant with spikes on it. They're like cramming those in assholes, and they'll they'll take like a toilet brush, bro, uh, a toilet bowl brush, you know, the bristly thing, and they'll put that in a pussy, 
Um, oh, all kinds geez, of why? Yeah. Who's winning it, that transaction? Everybody involved. It seemed like it seemed it seemed like everybody was enjoying themselves. Um, so German. If you're gonna pick an aggressive like implement like that, why the toilet brush? Because it's already got bad connotations. Well, I think because it's so bristly and, and uncomfortable going in. And in the Japanese porn, I see, like, they've got the animated stuff with the tentacles and such. But then there's a very rapey side to all their sex in their porn, there seems to be. Like, like, like all the women are always making noises, like some little kid being raped or something. It's a little unsettling. And there's what? always, like, some chick holding her eyelids open so they can pour a vessel of cum into it. Or... <laughs> yeah, a right? Vessel, like, a vessel? Sometimes very unresponsive. <laughs> like, for why? <laughs> like a whole bedpan of cum, like like yeah, right into it. and it's like don't blink, don't blink, or you don't get paid. And they're just like ah, taking this liter of cum to the eyeball. And there's some guy out there going like, yeah, get it on that bitch's cornea, get it on her cornea. Like who's into that? Who wants the cum on her eye? Now you're I, being judgy. I, I mean, guess. it's <laughs> if these are all genres, then that means a lot of people are watching this. Oh, I, I, on Pornhub. They have a panda genre. I was like, panda? Seriously? And, and there's not very many videos, maybe 12. And they're all literally people dressed up as pandas yeah. having sex. Yeah, that's right. that's even dumber than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be yeah. just I'm panda pandas having six, sex. I'm panda six, nine. That's me. <laughs> well, I cornered the market on that shit. Nice dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle's a panda I boy lover. genre now. It's panda <laughs> Yeah, that's the hard part is getting a panda in a panda suit. Is this topic at a dead end, or do we just keep going with it? No, I, we'll I, end up revisiting this. No. <laughs> we just got to panda fucking, but 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 yeah, I, I think you both had topics that you wanted to go to. Uh, I mean, I, I've got topics. Taylor, if you'd like to do yours, I'm happy to. You can go ahead, buddy. I'll, I'll jump in with another one. In uh, all right. Well, here's the thing. Um. <sighs> These two people, they were like not serious. They're both doctors, medical doctors, literally. And uh, the woman blew the guy. He thought that the relationship ended there, but instead she kept the cum and she put in her pussy and she got pregnant and had his baby. Both of them agree that this is how the baby was born, right? It's not like they also had sex or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this, this, that's just fact. She blew him, saved the cum, and that's it. Well, yeah. then she went after him for child support because it's his kid. Mm -hmm. First lost court, you. Yeah, we lost you for a second. Back up lost you for sec. a sec. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we lost you at so, so then she went after him for child support because it's his kid. Shucks. Okay. So I, I think it's working right now. And, uh, it went through court and then appeals court. And apparently the deal is that when you blow your load in a woman's mouth, there is a transfer of title and it becomes her cum. And she can impregnate, impregnate herself and you are liable for child support. So this guy has to pay, I think it was $800 a month until the kid is 18 because uh, that's because how Because some down. horrible devil woman entrapped him. That's yeah. that's honestly fucking awful. Like, how much of a selfish piece of shit do you have to be to be like, not only am I gonna, you know, trap this guy into paying, you know, it's not even like we had sex. Like, I, I blew him and then sprinted off to the bathroom and put it in my cryogenic cum chamber or whatever the fuck she did. <laughs> like, 
And then also thinking like, oh, but the, you know, it's also totally not incredibly selfish for me to do this to a kid. Just be like, let's, let's put them in this situation. How was I born, mommy? Well, sit down, because this is going to be an upsetting tale. I was following <laughs> this guy that I've never introduced you to, and then I kept his semen and impregnated myself. It was a huge court battle. Thankfully, you set a precedent. That's why your name is Bill. And, and it's like, for oh, the first woo-hoo. 10 years of your life, your father fought hard to get out of it. You know? Yeah. And, and <laughs> But and like it's so just all around messed the up. guy gets a girl pregnant through traditional means, he's not really deserving of our sympathy, according to me, right? You know, he, he knew the game he was playing. These are the risks that we take. But if she blows you, I think you were acting responsibly. It was really this devil woman who was. Yeah, in, it yeah. was he who was acting responsibly. He was doing an activity where there's zero percent chance anyone's going to get pregnant. Untrue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It well, I mean, this- unless unless there is uh, foul play, <laughs> then uh, I mean, like natural, yeah. Well, that it's- makes you think, doesn't it? You better start shooting those loads somewhere else, fellas. Like, you get that shit all in her hair, and, uh, <laughs> and and you won't be dealing with this. Or you just do what you do with like dogs and pills, and you pinch their nose and mouth, and it's just. <laughs> <make> sure- <laughs> <laughs> get it down! Get it down! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna walk into the yes. <laughs> why, did, why did you wrap the tip of your cock in cheese? Taylor said it would help. Come here. <laughs> yeah, right. Put cheese Put some on peanut it. butter on her mouth. <laughs> I just stick the peanut butter, slide it under her teeth like the dogs until she has to work it out. You fucking fucked, man. Like, like, like. Imagine <laughs> if we could rub some pussy juice on her knee, and all of a sudden they would owe us hundreds of thousands of dollars. It just wouldn't fly. It just wouldn't fly. You wouldn't no. be like, well, when she wasn't looking, Your Honor, I took her pussy juice and rubbed it on my knee. On your knee? How could you? Are you crazy? Don't you know what happens when you rub pussy it's juice on your rapist. knee? Yes, yeah. yes. I created another human being, and and now she has to pay for. It. Well, I guess. All right. Like, like I, that's so fucked. That's, That's such so like a, a Dumbledore bullshit. Well, you've broken all the rules and endangered all of your classmates. And for that, I give you child support for the rest of your days. You know, <laughs> or, like, no, you, you don't deserve that. You deserve to have a scarlet letter that says, I'm sneaky. You know, like, <laughs> don't don't trust me. I'm always, I'm, I'll screw you over first chance. That's what her scarlet letter should say. Yeah, well, so scarlet I sentence, was, more like, yeah. <laughs> when I first heard of the scarlet letter, I thought that it was really rough. You know, like, oh my God, she has to sew that onto her clothes. Whatever. It should, like, in a situation like this, a scarlet tattoo or branding would be more appropriate. That, yeah, that's also way more intense. Yeah, scarlet tattoo or branding. The iron. What, what was the scarlet letter? What was she punished for? I remember it was an adultery. old-timey book. Yeah. Okay. A. A. Oh, yeah, A for adultery. There we go. Yeah. Should have remembered that. That, uh, yeah, she, that was a rough, rough punishment. <laughs> to walk around with just a scarlet letter because you, you know there weren't very many people in the town. Exactly, and there weren't many uh, very many other towns. It's not like nowadays where, you, you know, Let's say you're going to school and all the guys think you're a whore. So we'll fucking move 30 minutes away and nobody will know. Like like back then, there just wasn't any 30 minutes away. Everybody just knew now. Everybody yeah, just back, knew. It was just in high school, our um, our main rival was Mainland, Mainland High School. And yeah. uh, for whatever reason, we would always chant, Mainland girls are easy. <laughs> and and uh, the, the faculty really did not think that. And was they were as probably funny. like, "Yeah, we know it's awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a great time over here." 
Uh, It'd be funny if they chanted back like, ocean-sized guys have little dicks. <laughs> like, like, we know. <laughs> They're throwing zero condoms at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, high school rivalries are silly. Um, did, 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 was it a serious, did you have any serious high school rivalries between the teams? Was there any like stealing of mascots or statues or any, any thing. desecration of like trees or, or fields and such? There were two high schools that we get extra hyped up for, but we couldn't compete with Hollywood. I mean, we never stole their goat and shaved our letters into it or anything like that. They didn't have a goat, you know, that wasn't a thing. There was no big, like bronze bull that we could dress or steal or decapitate it was just a brick building and so was ours so yeah, Come yeah to think I don't think we, have... we totally could have used roundup to like write ochs or something it's so expensive you get caught doing that as a kid like like i've seen time and time again whenever like teenagers mess up lawns or like golf courses they get hit with those charges and it's always tens of thousands of dollars, something terrible. Like oh. I remember some guys went off on a golf course with like ATVs and did some donuts and they're like, oh, well, all that's got to be re-turfed. It's like $35,000 of damage. And it's like, fuck, that's life fucking kind of debt you're laying on the 17 year old. Like yeah. it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. If you I don't know if up. I've ever, if I've mentioned it on PKA, this is, this happened a couple, I had friends in a couple of years below me in high school and they had a senior prank where my grade, we didn't do shit for a senior prank. Like it was almost like everybody was on the same page where it was like, are we allowed to go? Are we allowed to go? Are we allowed to go? We're allowed <laughs> to go? Yes, we're done. All right, see ya. Boom. And everybody just left. And this class, it wasn't even a lot of them. It was a group of guys. They went into the school at, uh, you know, the same time that one fucking Instagram guy's working out and went into the library and stacked up all of the chairs on top of the tables and knocked a bunch of books down and then like put all the books in the wrong places and did stuff that was like and i mean when you're using the fucking dewey decimal system that takes a while to get those <laughs> things fixed and so again like, like they like took out some of those cards and like fucked with them and just just were rabble rousers like piled up a ton of that no that's not what they did they didn't put the chairs on top of the table they piled up every single library table and chairs in front of the only entrance to the library like it was a you know walking dead scenario to try and you know blockade it and this old ass librarian came in and that morning and she was so distraught that she just like collapsed weeping, like collapsed weeping over the state of this library. And Aww. it was not at all the tone that the prank was going for. And so instead of it being like, a, oh, you rapscallions, it was like, a, <laughs> and like all the teachers are comforting this lady. Uh, oh, and uh, and they, yeah, they got in a lot of trouble and they had to volunteer in the library for like a couple weeks after they graduated, which doesn't seem like you are, are even allowed to do that because that's just stealing labor from children, right? Like, or not children technically, but whatever. I thought that was that was a little bit mean spirited, but most yeah. of them, most of them were good. Did you guys have to predict how she was going to react? Did what? Uh, I, well, I, I, when I, as Taylor was laying out what they did, I'm like, that's not even a prank. That's just vandalism. Like, they get, yeah, they, yeah. it didn't strike me as funny. I, I, I wouldn't have predicted that people would be like, ah, ha, ha, good one. Like, From what I was, what was relayed to me of the group that was there, like eight, nine guys, some of them were, were more in the pranky mood of like, let's pile all this stuff up and it's going to take forever for him to move the tables back. And other people were in the, fuck this bitch, I'm outie. 
you know, <laughs> mode where they're just like ruining the Dewey Decimal System and hiding books behind other books and uh, and that thing. But it, I mean, it wasn't a great hiding library before. So and messing up the order must have been so shitty. I remember. Do you remember um, when the book fair would come to elementary school and they would have all those books laid out on tables and you could go yeah. pick out the books you wanted and then you had to like write it down and they would, your parents would like order them and then they would come. Um, I would hide those books that were for sale in the library. I'd be like, oh, I love that book. I'm going to buy it, though. I could just stick it here in the library and <laughs> come back later, and it'll still be here. <laughs> sure. you know, and that's just how it worked. You know, you just took those for sale books and put them with the for borrow books, and, and later on it'd still be there. And there you, you go. Know, we mentioned for seniors. Free. Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned seniors. My daughter is about to graduate. Like in two months, month and a half, something like that. It's kind of blowing me away. This is like the end of her childhood, you know. Yeah. And then childhood ends kind of gradually, but you know, like you're out of high school at this point. Holy smokes! You're a little anxious about it, like in the back of your head. Is there part of you that still thinks like, oh, it's not really coming? Like that, like a little bit. It's weird because like I have been kind of setting this up since she was like zero. You know, since she was zero, I've been gradually like preparing her for getting out on her own. Like it's, it, I've had like I, I have things that I tell her to, 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 like just make sure that she's equipped for the real world, and 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 we've been like increasing her responsibilities and freedoms, and like until it's like she just went to Disney World like with a class trip or something, and had no rules or whatever. Like she's she's ready, but uh, I don't know. I, I just I, I can't put it into words quite so well she, she's about to wrap up high school and then like two months after that go away to college and that's uh shit yeah isn't she like 12 like how did that happen <laughs> and then after that it'll be like she's a real live adult the interesting thing so i went to this uh we went to these things like when when your kid gets accepted to college they do another school tour but this one has a different vibe about it and uh they split up the kids and the parents and some of the other parents were describing what the first Christmas is like, you know, the, the kid comes back and uh, th like these parents, anyway, they had an easy enough time letting the kid away in the fall. And, you know, cause they had been like mentally preparing for it for 18 years. And then they get them back for Christmas break for like two months. Like it's pretty long Christmas break. And they didn't realize like they really liked that. And they're like, do we really have to do this? Like, you know, it was just like old times. You did like, now we're going to lose the kid all over again. They didn't realize that second semester was a whole nother thing. Like when they left that summertime and uh, in my head, I, my wife has always been the one with like the tighter reins. And I'm, I'm interested in how this will go, especially that Christmas. Like when hope comes back, will she have some sort of curfew, right? She's been off at college for whatever, four months, five months. And anyway, yeah, Hope grew up. Yeah, at that point, curfew can't even really do it. Because it would just, you know, if you're like, you're, you know, you have a curfew as a college student. All it's going to do is make her be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to get back to fucking school and then college. no curfew. I'll stay out late out of spite. Like, just because yeah, yeah. you can't stop me. Absolutely. But, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. She's, Somehow that little 12-year-old who did microwave videos with me is no longer a child. Yeah, that is crazy that that all like a third of her childhood has occurred on your youtube phase yeah right 
And you didn't manage to completely warp her or abuse her the whole time for money. We'll talk <laughs> about that YouTube channel, the one that did those things. Daddy 05. Daddy 05, right? Like, let me oh, right, let me lay out what I know about Daddy video. 05, and then I want you to fill in the rest. So I'll I was alerted best. to this the other day. Uh, the first video I saw from these guys was um, they get some fake, invisible, like disappearing ink. So you pour it on the floor, and it looks like you've ruined your carpet. And then 10 minutes later, I guess, it just goes away. And uh, they pour this shit all over the little boy's room. He looks like he's like eight, nine. And then the mom starts screaming and cursing this fat cunt of a, of a woman whose the tone of her voice was instantly recognizable as, oh, this is what a fat cunt sounds like. I didn't even, before the camera got upstairs to the fat cunt, I knew she was a fat cunt. And then they yep. got upstairs and I was like, told you, fat cunt. And yep, she's FCV. screaming and cursing at this child like, what did you do to the floor? What did you do to the floor? And and this kid is like red faced. Like I swear to God, I didn't. Screaming, screaming like he's being accused of witchcraft, and and the fucking Spanish Inquisition is railing down upon him. And his dad's like, "You did this. I know you did." And all the other kids are like, "Oh fuck, Billy's Billy's a goner." Kobe. And then like at the co okay, and, and like and there's <coughs> multiple videos where they basically just scream at their kids and. So through the they, they pretend like they're pranking them, but they're just abusing children for views. And oh, there's yeah. a lot of moments that seem really physical abuse. Yeah, there's physical yeah, there's abuse. Some I, I saw a video where he was having the children slap each other. They were like they were they were playing a flip bottle game. So you take a an empty uh, like water bottle or something, and you like flip it. Everybody's familiar with that. And you try you're trying to get it to land upright. And he's like, if it doesn't land upright, your brother or sister gets to slap you. And so they start playing, and the brother slaps the sister, like, full-on, really fucking hard in the face because she doesn't land the bottle. And then another time, one of the kids is sitting there not wanting to, like, go along with whatever crazy shit they want to film. And, and he's like, do I need to turn this camera off? Do I need to turn the camera off? And then the camera stops for a second, and then now the kid's doing what he wants him to do. Yeah, now the kid's it's, got an arm brace on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and, and the, what's even worse camera, about it is, oh, go ahead. Well, the internet saw this, and it came to the attention of more than just their three quarters of a million subs, uh, who are of course like defending them because they're sycophants. And uh, and now people are like, "This is fucking child abuse," and the guy has like deleted, privated, demonetized everything. Um, seems like they're gonna be in some fucking trouble because, of course, it's the internet. We've all got copies. It amps up so oddly too. Like I watched the video you're talking about. I only watched the one with the invisible ink, but it starts out with like the big fat lady being like all right we're gonna go prank cody and it's gonna be so funny we're gonna dump this on his floor and then we're gonna pretend like he ruined his carpet it's gonna be great and i'm like okay that's kind of lame but whatever we'll see where it goes from yeah. here and immediately the next shot is just the husband at the bottom of the stairs and that fat cunt voice as kyle so eloquently put it is shrieking from upstairs like aggressively screaming at a kid to the point that like if you were a kid being screamed at like that of course you're gonna be scared and like, cause you, you, you don't have any perspective. You don't really, you're not really separating what's happening there from what's going to happen after the camera's turned off. You don't know that daddy's playing a character, which he apparently isn't. Apparently they're both just shitty and bullying their children for internet money, which it, if he's going around privating his videos and demonetizing him, that's exactly what he was doing. Like, I like how he cast himself as the victim in this yeah. thing, right? Like the internet's after him and he hasn't done anything wrong, but you know, try to, to pull the train of this family and, Philip DeFranco, he blamed him in particular, and he's like, I am as responsible as a security camera. 
And it was like, yeah, that was a really good, you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just because yeah. I happened to see it and be like, oh, this is actually really <laughs> horrible. Like, it's surprising it's gotten. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 you have to believe that those are like the worst examples because it is a big channel that's been around for a long time. And you'd think if it was just like, you know, Tuesday vlog, I push Cody down the stairs. Like, you think that would get taken down. But I don't know. The, the prank channels are getting a little out of control because it's now it's just berating your children, right? <laughs> like, there's no prank. <laughs> Yeah, their channel is a little sick because it's children, you know, like and like with adults, you know, even if it's kind of a sick prank or something that you wouldn't care for, you know, that you're telling them their loved one is dead or one that I really don't care for. And maybe I'm alone in this is when they make someone believe they've won the lottery. It's like, that's a little fucked, right? Like, don't make me think I won 15 yeah. million dollars. I'm going to start making some some very embarrassing phone calls if you do. All right. <laughs> Let's just stay grounded here. Uh, so like I, I didn't care for that video. I hope those people get in legal trouble and lose their children. Like um, it's because that's what the internet's after. Like they're everyone thinks that they should lose their children, and like personally, I I feel like they need some counseling. Like that's where I am on this thing. I, I the parents clearly need some coaching on how to be better parents, and maybe the family needs some counseling on how to be how to you know work together, but. Uh, Taking kids from parents is a pretty extreme measure. You know, breaking up that family, uh, quite likely. I think two of those kids aren't even his, right? Yeah, like, there's some aren't step two... kids. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that aspect of it, and I think there's an uh, there's a part I read that there was a part where one of the kids says something like, "I want to go back to my real mommy" or or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, I don't like the way that shit looks at all, uh, and I don't another... like. I don't like children crying for entertainment. Like you're you're making the kid cry. You're traumatizing that kid. That kid doesn't have a concept of like you could play a prank on me to the point where I cried and I'd fully fucking recover, man. You could make me think my family just died. You could be like you could do like, like you you know put my dad in a truck and then roll a fake truck off a cliff and be like your dad died and I'd cry and be like ah and then you'd be like and my dad would hop out and I'd be like oh you got me so fucking good and I won't have nightmares next week or when I'm 45. But this kid might. Cody might yeah. be ruined. Cody might There's... be pissing his bed till he's 35. Like, we don't know. And, like, the thing about the prank is, like, if someone comes up to you on the street and is like, oh, hold on to this briefcase, you know, because I'm pretending it's a bomb for a prank, you could be like, yeah, fuck yeah. you. I don't fucking know you. I'm not playing your game. Get the fuck out of here. Like, if it's your ch if you're a kid and it's your dad and mom telling you, you're going to do this prank. You're going to do it the way we say it. And if you don't, I'm going to make you slap your siblings and I'm going to push you on the ground. Like, you don't even have a way to get out. It's not a prank. It's you're just being held hostage in their game. Mm -hmm. Like, because you know it's not a prank. You know by now their pranks are just scaring you and making you think you did something wrong. Like, that is such a they horrible said, thing to do to a kid. You're going to give him like an anxiety disorder or something. You're going to make him they said constantly the father, be on edge. They said that whenever the father tried to touch one of the kids' faces, the kids would flinch because they, they, they didn't trust him so much. They'd been fucked over so many times, you know, at, for, all for the sake of a joke or a prank or a gag on the internet. To get you know eight thousand more views or eighty thousand more views or whatever it may be. Fuck, I have a dog that flinches and I never hit that fucking dog. <laughs> Somebody else might have though. Have you had him since birth? No. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Somebody else hit him. I had. We've had a couple dogs yeah. that are like that. It's really sad. Uh, when my dad first got his Jack Rat Terrier, it was it was already two, three years old, and had spent most of its life in this kennel with a concrete floor with like big dog neighbors that were like taking its food and shit. So like, it would walk up to a water bowl. And be kind of confused as to what it was because it, it had some shitty water bowl that didn't look like a regular one. I don't I don't know what. But you 
put your finger in it and go choop, 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 like stir the water to show that it was liquid. And he'd be like, ah, fuck, and run away. Like, like that was enough to terrify him. It took a long time before that dog wasn't super skittish. Yeah. Buddies. I think Buddy's retarded or something. Like, like he's just mentally deficient, genuinely. Maybe. He's always scared of everything. He did live a tough life before we got him. But, like, dude, we've had him for, like, 10 years. You'd think he'd catch on by now. But, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's that early trauma when you, you know, that, that formative trauma where your brain is fucking writing itself and programming itself and figuring out what da- things are dangerous and which things are safe and who we love and who we hate. And, and if you're traumatizing that thing or that person at that early time, God knows what you're doing to its fucking brain, not on a chemical level, but on like a physical hardware kind of level, you might be forging some weird connections in there. Not cool. Yeah, also just doing- interpersonal relationships that you're going to be sabotaging. Yeah. Like, what what are you doing for what the kind of trust you're having? Be? Yeah, what are you doing for the trust bond between you and your kids? Where if your kid, you know, feels like, oh man, I had a real rough day at school, I was getting bullied, and, and you know, I, I did bad on my math test, or whatever the fuck. I'm gonna go talk to my dad about it, and then you're like, oh, dad, you know, oh, hold on, get the camera, tell this to the camera, you humiliated little loser, or like whatever nonsense that yeah, asshole would say. Like that, you wouldn't feel comfortable kid, in any situation. The kid smeared his own poop on the walls. I, yeah. that, that kid's having a hard time, man. Yeah, if that you are resorting, like sort of that's like weird, that's last resort uh, for a kid. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. some sort of uh, defense response or something. Like, I, 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 I know of a girl who was molested by her father a lot growing up, and she stopped bathing to make herself so gross that he wouldn't rape her. And that didn't stop with adulthood. Now she just doesn't bathe, and she's a gross person all the time because it's like, some sort of trauma and it would freak her out to be a clean person. She feels safe when she's dirty. Like like yeah. child abuse is no joke. It's really fucked. She's never gonna people. be able to enjoy a genuine invisible ink prank. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be a, thirty years from now, he'll be a, he'll be at like some future circus and a clown will hit him with one of those flowers of ink and he'll just shit himself right there. Just right there in the future or just circus. Lose it. With the robo just elephants. Start screaming. I'm done with your pranks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that sucks. That's, I think that's how we know the internet pranks have gone too far. Did we talk about the Facebook killer getting uh, caught and then killing himself on PKN? Yes, we talked about we him did. and how he definitely finished his McNuggets. Yeah. Oh, he definitely finished those off. I went to Wendy's the other day. They got a new sauce. It's called Signature Sauce, and it is shit. So just avoid that entirely. <laughs> shit. Well, what, thanks for the warning. What is, is it? Is it is it ketchup mixed with something else, or is it mayo mixed it with tastes, something else? That's all with all orange. of them are. It's orange. It tastes like they mixed barbecue and honey mustard or something. It, it's shit. It is not Szechuan sauce. It is not anything tasty at all. Yeah, I didn't know I I wanted to try Szechuan sauce from McDonald's until he brought it up, and now I want to do it just to be part of the fun because I didn't Did get to try it when Mulan like came out. $14,000 on eBay? Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I, I have to imagine that the buyer won't come up with the cash, but yeah, they sold Szechuan sauce on eBay and uh, it went for fourteen or seventeen grand, something like that. I got plenty of cash, buddy. No problem. How much hours do you want for it? Uh, I'll pay anything. <laughs> I got to shove away up inside your ass, Morty. <laughs> Sixty thousand um, space all, all these Morty. sauces. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't know, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of into the Szechuan sauce too. Like, like it, it seems interesting. And then I saw somebody play that thing the other day, where like, you know, like 
think for yourself, don't be a, uh, you know, don't get followed around the, the whole thing that Rick said in that one episode. I think the whole genesis of that Szechuan sauce is genuinely um, Royland, you know, the show creator. He, he wants that sauce back. He genuinely liked it 15 or 20 years ago, and he, and he thought it would be funny to try to bring it back because it's not like a funny joke or anything. He genuinely wants that Szechuan sauce. It's not like That's what's sauce. funny about the joke is when it breaks the fourth wall at the end. And he's like, as many seasons as it takes Morty, uh, 99 years, 97 years for Szechuan sauce. It's going to be a nine-season arc. Uh, like, that's know, my like, uh, man, Morty. That's what it's all been about. <laughs> it's all about that. <laughs> yeah, nothing else Is the matters. next one out yet? Are there no, no. more? No. I, I, I'm almost positive what they're going to do is the season will debut, and that same episode that the three of us have already seen will debut. And then we'll have to wait another week after that to get episode two. I mean, I, I feel like what they did was kind of shitty. I thought the season was kicking off. Now we're halfway through the month, two thirds, right? It's the twentieth. Oh, four twenty. Yeah. And uh, they, they're just like, ah, oh, yeah, no, not really. We we thought we made you think we were ready to show you shows, but we were just fucking with you on April Fool's Day. This show's coming out in the summer. I don't know when it's coming out. May is when sweeps are, I think, right? When the, when the networks are trying to hit that high water mark for the of the ratings for sponsors and stuff. So. That might be a, the time Con Cartoon Network wants to pull the trigger. Um, who knows? I, I'll That's wait as long smart. as it takes, and I'll enjoy it. Um, it's going to be a good summer, I think. You know, Game of Thrones is coming out. I, I think shit's going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm super prepared for that. And Archer, I'm super prepared for that. want to see how Archer is going to close out. A lot of good shows coming. It's the last um, and season then, Archer, right? And, and the best part is, about this time of year, hockey is almost the fuck over. It's almost over. There won't be any <laughs> hockey to, to discuss. There's no summer hockey. Summer I, hockey. I just want to briefly cut. Most of you have not seen Painkiller nearly, but I explained how the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, were rope doping uh, the Penguins, just like uh, Muhammad Adi did the Foreman. And uh, in the eighth round, Foreman got tired. They crushed him. The Blue the, the, the Penguins have really uh, shot themselves out. I think that's the hockey term. They they shot so many shots on goal, so many goals. Uh, they're exhausted at this point. That's, and now the blue jackets will crush them. That's and true. They've Actually, the um, uh, just about four minutes ago, the blue jackets were eliminated from playoff contention by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good to know. So next year, Woody, maybe you'll be right. But <laughs> it was just—it's literally like five minutes ago they lost five to two. So, so you know, maybe you have any other good predictions? You know, uh, I'm standing behind my Blackhawks Penguins finals. <laughs> Kyle is standing behind your Blackhawks Penguins pick. You still? Yeah, there? yeah, it's coming. Yeah, we're it's down uh, three games to none, but but that's just to make things interesting, right? You, you think? need a good uh, need a good narrative. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now the Predators are winning one to nothing, and they've got the third period yet to play. Do or die for the Chicago Blackfeet. You know, you're not even wearing your hoodie, and even though I know you know it's game day, you know. <laughs> well. Doesn't yeah, he doesn't know. Like the other day, we were talking to me and Chizzer in the chat talking to Kyle about <laughs> hockey, and I was and Kyle was like, uh, "Man, Blackfeet are struggling," and I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to find someone else to glob onto." And you go, "How are the Predators doing?" And I was like, well, they're "Beating <laughs> Chicago three to nothing." And you're like, "All right, well, Nashville it is. You know, like that's who I'm going with after this. They're pretty close, yeah. right?" Like. <laughs> I said that because I was at Amazon comparing their jerseys, and the Predator <laughs> jersey looked the coolest. <laughs> how are the Predators doing? They got a nice jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's I, a, that's I, a that's how I decide myself. my allegiance. 
Yeah, we're, I pick. I, I find a team that has nice uh, 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 memorabilia and, and go with that one. That's the way. It's to do like it. a uh, God. There was like an o- Opie and Anthony bit from like 15 years, so long ago when Patrice O'Neill was still alive. Patrice O'Neill was this hilarious, like big, tall, fat black comedian <laughs> that was awesome on the radio too, and he, uh, Bill Burr, I think, tells this story about like seeing. Patrice and like a brand new New York Islanders hat. Like that's a hockey team, obviously. And it's like got bright orange color, bright blue. Like that's the Islanders color. And he said he was talking to Patrice like, oh, I had no idea you were an Islanders fan, like a hockey fan. Patrice is like, what? No, they match my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And that's when I realized like all these black guys that I thought were hockey fans, they're just matching their shoes to whatever team has the best hat. And I was like, oh, that does make sense. Because a lot of those hats look much cleaner than the hats I have for the blues but i was thinking I about it i know how i'm going to follow hockey this postseason it, it i will be rooting for whoever plays the penguins and then when they eventually beat the penguins i'll be rooting for that team until they're out and then i'll need some sort of plan b so, so you'll have a spite champion someone that you want to win just because they knocked out your your enemy what'd you call them? what kind of champion like a spite champion oh yeah that, you rally behind them out of spite that's it that's it so uh the way hockey playoffs work is uh, you get like the best remaining team gets stacked up against the worst remaining team, kind of. And uh, so we don't know who the Penguins are going to play yet. It depends on who else advances. But whoever that is will be the team I'm pulling for. Yeah, the Penguins will either play Toronto or the Capitals. So I'm thinking the Capitals are going to make it through, hopefully. But Blues up 3-1 to one in their series over Minnesota. Uh, Nashville up three nothing. Ducks knocked out the fucking Calgary Flames. Swept. Poor Calgary Flames haven't won a playoff game in a, a long while. Uh, yeah, and the rest that's probably all anybody cares about, as far as yeah. the Oilers and Sharks. <laughs> I want the Sharks to win, uh, just for the no other reason that that will keep Chiz talking about it some. <laughs> like, if the Sharks stand, but even then, Chiz is already like. Uh, you know, if the Sharks get knocked out, there's like, whatever, there's uh, Ducks, they're California too. And that's the exact opposite of every like actual California fan I've met where I'm like, yeah, so if your Ducks get knocked out, you're going to like the Sharks? Like, fuck no. Fuck the other California teams. We're rivals. And Chiz is so not into it. It's just, oh, who, who's the next closest? Like, <laughs> probably for you, Vancouver. You know, that's like his fourth line pick. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, hoping that uh, Chicago gets knocked out tonight because they've had way too much success and it's, it's infuriating. But if I want it too much, it's not going to happen. It's like a Christian scientist. I'll will it into being by oh. doubt. You know, mm, if you doubt weird. too much, you'll will bad things into being. There are actual Christians that I knew growing up who believed that. I don't know if, Woody, you knew any of these types of Christians who, like, I don't remember, like, the name, like, little the, the subcategory, like Episcopalian or Baptist or whatever, but they basically thought, like, that speak you could speak evil into being. So if you said, oh. like, man, I hope Stephen isn't, decapitated if he runs into a deer tonight on the road or something and they'd be like oh speak no evil you know don't speak that to me and it was like it was weird because even me being raised a christian at the time going to that house it was like this is this is strange like 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 can we can really talk stuff into being like that's your christian god because like why don't we tell him like good stuff like i hope i'm like six eight when i grow up god like fingers crossed (laughs) you don't don't feel like a lot of people do that like when you say like, oh, I hope it doesn't rain on the wedding. They're like, shh, 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 don't do that. That 
They will, but this this was, I should have explained, it was like a level more serious than that. Because if you say, like, I hope it doesn't rain on this parade or wedding, ha, 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 they'll be like, oh, you, like, stop. You know, don't jinx it. But these people would be like, actually, like, you know, you should not do that. The Old Testament warns us against tempting evil and inviting it into our homes or whatever, you know. Do you know how many goats I have to sacrifice now? You've done it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. My lamb's blood budget is already incredibly high. You know how hard it is to get kosher lamb's blood, you know, like <laughs> to wipe on my this, doors? This year's tankard of fermented goat's milk will be late, I suppose, because someone had to speak evil into existence yeah, so. after cutting throats. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot yeah, of... I, I hate... Lot of man, don't you just hate religion? Organized religion is just such a, just an awful thing. I can, I can see how it definitely was good. It, it's got like good stuff has occurred because of organized religion, but it's also uh, lots of really, really awful things have happened. So it's, yeah. I don't know, almost, like is it 50 50? Does it even out? Pro- probably not. Probably more on the, the worst side, honestly. I, I don't know though, because they've, they've done some shit. Not just Catholics, all the organized religions, except for like yeah. the new school ones like Mormons. Like, well, even them. They caused a bit of a kerfuffle in the yeah. Midwest in the 1800s. They killed, so even they killed all those. Not giving you actually, those people. Yeah, they, okay, yeah. bad example. Scientologists, uh, but they're not real. That's just, like. You saw what they did to Katie Holmes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the Scientologists they are evil, the, too. Every, every organized religion is, is, is really evil. I wish that there was a way to, like, know how, which people on the top of all those organized religions like, if you really did get to the top, if you could, like, look into their souls and see if they all bought it, or if you did get to that height of, like, the Catholic Church or um, some other religion, I'd say, like, Islam, but it doesn't seem like they have, like, a giant, you know, cohesive thing like that where there's just, like, the Muslim Pope or whatever. But, like, if you could see inside the Pope's heart, how much of it do you think he really believes? Like, if you could see all those cardinals, how much do you think? Because there are definitely some who fully believe it. That was really well phrased. I've wondered that for ages. Like, like, how many of them are just career driven, right? Especially at the top, right? And, and, and when you get close enough to the top, right? When you're the Pope or like the guy right under the Pope, are they all like, yeah, you know, we've made it deep enough in this thing that we know it's full of shit. Yeah, I mean, this is complete. This is really just a big pedophilia ring. And uh, you know, now that we're on the the innermost circle we can all see this and admit it to ourselves. Like, it, uh, is there, like, documentation under the Vatican? The Holy where, Vatican documents! Yeah, <laughs> where, where they're like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 this, is, this is just I what we do. Yeah. We get tons of money from people. They give us money, actually, for nothing. They, they, they give us 10% of their income, and in exchange, we give them imaginary shit, and it's a really a, a great business model. Karl Marx called it the opium <clears throat> of the masses. Organized mm. religion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I wish we could. See I, I bet most. I bet a lot of them would. Be, I bet a lot of them believe it almost despite themselves like being reserved. Because I'm sure like the more up you get, the more you have like access to shit in the church from a long way back. But once you're like to the cardinal level or something, and you get up there, and even if in your head you're like, "Man, this seems like bullshit now," like you still might want to be like, no, I believe this because it's like, what did I do? Did I waste my whole life getting to this point? Like, of course I got to believe this. If I, if I let that go, then this was all for nothing. And I should have just gone into the private sector. Like my dad said, 
or the other side of it, like there's some real like benefits to have here, you know, like, holy shit, there's a outfit laced with gold and pointy hats and shit. Like I'm really living it up big around here. Uh, if I start admitting that this is all a ruse, then like They'll what other job skills away. do that's, I have? That's interesting how robes are reserved for the very lowest and the very highest among us as people. You know, homeless people, people with the flu, I consider them very low. Uh, <laughs> and the, the Pope, already at the top, cardinals, they wear a robe of sorts. Chief justices. Moms, you know, they wear robes. Judges. Justices, they wear robes. Good point. Who else wears just Who? insult moms. No, imams. No, imams. Yes. What is an imam? Oh, it's great. like the uh, that's priest a, that's equivalent a, that's of a mother a... on the internet, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. <laughs> imam. The imam. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's the Muslim version pump. of a priest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think. I right. have a topic. Uh, I was. Let me slip in one ad read and then and then shoot into your topic and uh, I'll be nice and quick and painless here. Tell everyone a bit about texture. 2016 was one for the books. The Cubs finally won the World Series. We said goodbye to far too many celebrities in the election. Game changer. 2017 is a whole new world, and it's easy to stay informed using the Texture app with access to all of the top magazines right on your tablet or phone. Texture app has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles that you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. Texture makes magazines easy, and there are so many great ones out there like Rolling Stone, Forbes, and Time. Texture is searchable, and you can mark what you like, check out back issues, view bonus video content, and they even curate articles and magazines just for you or whoever you're giving Texture to this year. Texture is normally $9.99 a month, and you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com PKA, you get a 14-day trial for free. Why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you could have all of the best ones on your smartphone or tablet all of the time for way less? Plus, Texture was selected as one of Apple's top 2016 iPad apps. So start your free trial today and download the Texture app. Right now, Texture is offering our listeners a 14-day free trial when you go to texture.com PKA. That's 14 days to try Texture for free when you go to texture.com PKA. Yeah, check them out. That's a great way to get uh, if you're if you like reading magazines and I do, we get a bunch of magazines delivered, but we we sign up for texture and I just get the ones I want now. I like uh, I like anything techie. I like uh, anything about technology or futurology and stuff like that, and I get a lot of those magazines delivered. Nice, yeah. It's texture makes check it them easy. Out. Freaking awesome. What were you gonna talk about? <clears throat> um. Miami Dade, I think. No, North Miami Cop. Do you remember that story? It was in the midst of everybody like cop hating and like cops with 50 cows, etc. And uh, there's an autistic man grown, maybe 30, yes, I, I forget. Yep, I remember. He's Talk playing with a toy fire truck, maybe, and his right. caretaker, black guy, yeah. was sitting down, like arms in the air, saying, like, do not shoot. This guy is autistic. You know, I am his caretaker. I am a licensed therapist, etc. <clears throat> cops shoot the therapist. Turns out the cops were trying to shoot the autistic man playing with a truck. Yep. <clears throat> well, it just came out that they are holding the cop that shot the man uh, criminally negligent. They're, they're saying that, yeah, yeah they they're, should. They're, let me see if I can find the charges. Attempted manslaughter and a misdemeanor charge of culpable negligence. 
I don't know Good. much about that misdemeanor, but attempted manslaughter. Isn't that like a backwards thing? Like, is it manslaughter when you accidentally kill someone? So attempted manslaughter seems crazy. Yeah, that does seem weird. It, Cause you would, it does seem counter degrees of all that stuff. Yeah, but this degrees. one seems to fly in its own face. I, I see what you're saying. He attempted to accidentally do a thing because manslaughter right. when you kill someone without yes. the intent of causing their death. And so they're, they're like, oh, he attempted to accidentally kill a guy? No. Well, so it sounds like to me is like the district attorney wanted to like get this guy and they, they picked a somewhat lesser charge, like one notch down on the totem pole lower than attempted murder or assault with a deadly weapon or something like that. I don't know. It, yeah, but but it seems like a weird charge, yeah. Apparently, so the cop was on duty, and uh, they have to prove that the cop intended to do this, like that there's an intent about this. And uh, some people think that the prosecutor is just politically motivated, trying to score points by holding the cop responsible for shooting this guy. And I... I I don't know. I there are yeah, definitely, should be blaming the gun, yeah. right? Like, who else is there there? You're the fucking guy who drew the gun. You're the guy who pointed it. You're the guy who shot it. It's all the fuck on you. Every yeah. ounce of it is on him, 100,000%. It's certainly not on the caretaker trying to aid his patient. It's certainly not on the poor autistic man in the street. It's on officer fucking twitchy finger who not only tried to kill an innocent autistic man, but missed so poorly he hit another fucking human being somewhere else in the leg in the yeah. leg ridiculous you're right man i can't i can't think of any other way to wrap my head around this like yeah, you I'm should convinced. get in trouble like like i know what you're saying where like there are definitely cases where like or that you could probably point to i don't know any offhand where like they'd politicize something like that that it was where it was like oh well the cop had to do this shooting because of this reason and that reason this is not one of those this seems like a cut and dry like, this guy is not prepared to do his job as a police officer, and he also does not show any restraint when he needs to and fires so badly and so nervously that he's a threat to other people. You can't just send that guy out again on another patrol and be like, hey, this yeah, time, try not to be so fucking bad at your job that you panic and shoot an innocent person who's trying to help a mentally challenged individual. So that's like, where I was on this. I'm like, so clearly he should be fired, right? We're all on the same team. This guy is not born to be a cop. Pull the plug on that. Now, do we send him to jail for attempted manslaughter? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. In my some in sort my of mind. criminal negligence, like that guy needs to be doing like three to five or some shit. He like, could have easily killed either one up. of them. And he's not Joe Sixpack, right? He's not you, me, or Taylor, or someone who hasn't had tons and tons of training. He has. He's had the specific training required to make this very specific important decision. That's what he does. It's it, it's huge. It's a main part of his job. He's the baker who can't make rolls. He fucked up. It, 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 he should be punished severely. Severely. It, it, there had to be something wrong going on in his brain for him to pull the weapon to begin with. Because it was clear, like, just with your eyes that nothing's going on. He's such a coward, he can't do his own job. That's a big part of it, clearly. Because if he weren't yeah. a coward, he'd have taken 30 steps closer, even if it's with a gun drawn on these people in the street, and been like, it's not a fucking gun, it's a train. Yeah, and think of how much better it would be if he had walked up, gun-trained on the guy, even if it was like a really intense cop walk, and then he gets up there and he goes, oh, okay. All right, everybody, settle, settle down. You know, like... Cops are the worst at defusing situations. Like, like they, they're they the worst at it. They're the worst at it. Any average human being, it seems like, is better at it. They always have to have a confronta confrontational, I'm the right, I'm in the right kind of attitude. And it's, it's, it's not the kind of thing that leads to smooth 
solutions to problems. It often involves them having to stand their ground and shoot a fucking guy in the fucking street who was just trying to help this kid. Yeah, that guy should be fucked. <clears throat> Literally, they should yeah. fuck him. They should send that <laughs> Japanese man with the opaque suit in and have him have him rape that cop. That's oh, a, and so he'll just be sitting there violent. wondering what's happening. Yeah. The thing you said about cops, you know, and like, I can barely feel it. Stuff. Is that is that ribbed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had an experience not long. It wasn't me. There was a. It's a paramotor thing. There was a different pilot flying around, and uh, someone complained. All right, they complained because they were bothering cows. And uh, personally, I don't bother cows because I don't want any problems. But it happened, and the cop comes around and starts making all these bullshit rules, like, ah. Oh, Look at that. He flew below the height of the trees. The height of the trees is the legal limit. And if you go below that, then, then suddenly there's this problem. Um, there's GoPro footage of it. So the guy extended his feet forward. He's like 200 feet in the air at this point. But he put his feet up. And he's like, man, if he puts his feet up, he is way too low. Way too low. It's like, that's not an indicator of height. But it's just the fact that the cop was unshakingly sticking to rules that he just fucking made up, right? And I assume he just made them up because, like, this is an area where, like, I, like I'm, I'm a full expert. There's not that much to it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it, it, it kind of just really burned my britches. Like, ah, oh, fuckers making up laws. That's you what know? they do. That's what they do because they don't, they don't know the law. That's they enforce <laughs> a law that they don't understand. We have some guys in our society who know the law. They go to school for a real long fucking time. They're called lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> then we have this other class of people whose job is to enforce that law at the point of a deadly weapon. They go to school for eight weeks. <laughs> Usually, I don't know the law, right? This is the rare circumstance. Paramotor laws. There's only like a couple of them where I know them better than the cop does. If a cop That's tells actually concentric circles with within bird law. Fun fact. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, I have to keep up. I'm like, looking for. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So if a cop tells me, like, oh, you know, you put two tires on the white line that defines the shoulder, and that's a there's a law against that. I'm like, ah, who knew? You know, I I, I hate it. Ah, they need to be better. Yeah. yeah well, this guy, I hope he does go to jail. And I mean, I think Kyle's three to five, just because he is a cop. It doesn't seem like that happens. But who knows? Maybe maybe they'll make an example of this guy. Yeah, Judge Kyle here would be like three to five yeah. for you. You're never a cop again. You don't get to have weapons anymore. Like it, it'd be pretty fucking serious. He's not qualified to own a weapon. Like like he, he just killed someone. He just proved he shouldn't have a gun. Like that's it. Like they take people's guns away for for frivolous shit. Like like you might be on some uh, some some uh, medicine for a mental disorder that's not necessarily related. There's always talk of, oh, maybe those people shouldn't have guns. And there's, oh, well, this guy's had it, had an episode 18 years ago. Maybe he shouldn't have a gun. Or this guy has PTSD. Maybe we should take his guns away. Here's the guy whose gun we should take away. This guy right here, the one who literally shot the innocent man in the street. Like, he tried to kill someone, right? Tried like, to kill someone. There's no reason. This is, a, was it in um, AR-15? Is it, that's what I thought was. it was a handgun. Um, that was my thought. It's it's really embarrassing if you miss with an AR-15. I, I'm not sure, I, but I'm really curious about it now. It, I, I don't remember if I have this in my head because I saw it back in that video we watched, or if it's just in my head because of a, that's what I think of cops. But I picture a Glock. I picture him ricocheting a nine off the asphalt into this guy's leg or something like that. Because man, if you miss one individual with a rifle and hit another, 
it's not even poor marksmanship at that point. It's 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 there's something wrong with have, you. Uh, like, like you got muscular dystrophy. Like what's up? Like how'd this happen? I'm looking. At it. It's a to my eye, it's an AR-15. Fuck. He's like he kept the leg if they shot him in the leg with an AR-15. <laughs> I uh, did you guys hear the story today about Operation Vandalay Industries? Yes, I did. You did. Hilarious. Woody, did you hear about this? No. Can you bring me up to speed? So, uh, just as, for those of you who don't watch Seinfeld, Vandalay Industries is George, George Costanza from Seinfeld. He wanted to be impressive to people. And so he would lie and say that he worked at Vandalay Industries as an architect or in importing, exporting, an importing, latex. exporting architect in latex, yes, <laughs> at Vandalay Industries, which is also Jerry's apartment. So remember to pick that up and say Vandalay Industries if they call Jerry. <laughs> 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 and and, the, and they, this is called Operation Vandalay Industries. These prosecutors in New York found a guy whose last name is Newman, funny enough, who was a fake architect defrauding people and getting like basically if you're an architect you have to like go around i guess and like get stamps saying like all right this is approved for worcestershire county or whatever and he was just defrauding and making his own stamps and doing a bunch of stuff and they caught him and they called it operation vandalay industries and i'm i'm so glad that they had a sense of humor about it yeah he was he was an architect but i don't think he'd ever went to architect school um i don't think he had a license of any kind everything no. was a forgery but he was making you know a lot of money. I don't know if he was like taking like upfront money to start on a project and pocketing it. And then, then, then I don't know what he was doing. If he, if he could architect, right? Like if need be, he could be like, yeah, here's your fucking entryway for the Louvre or whatever. You know, I made it, uh, build it now. I don't, I don't know if he could do that, but the whole thing was hilarious with all the similarities and the name yeah. stuff. Here's what the, the lady said, or Mr. Schneiderman, I guess one of the attorneys says yeah, for over seven funny. years, the defendant has pretended to be a registered architect deceiving hundreds of New Yorkers, including families and senior citizens, with the sole goal of enriching himself. By allegedly falsifying building plans, code compliance inspections, and field reports, the defendant jeopardized the safety of those who resided in and frequented the buildings he was contracted to work on. Really? You... Have you done anything I would know? Well, have you it's... seen the new addition to the Guggenheim? Yeah. Really? You did that? <laughs> <laughs> Because Dan's only motivation was to get girls. <laughs> yeah. And when he, oh, I was about to go off on a Seinfeld tale. We don't need to talk about Seinfeld. I saw on, on oh. Reddit, there's a subreddit where they like write episodes of Seinfeld for modern times. And almost without fail, when you look at them, you're like, yes, that would have been killer. Um, like uh, one I read recently was like Elaine gets yoga pants. She starts noticing that, that she's getting so many more looks from guys. So Kramer gets some too. So Kramer is like <laughs> styling around, talking about how how good they feel and how free he is, and and how everything's held in place. And I was like, yeah, that would I be feel a killer so fucking episode. Jerry. Yeah, I'm not exactly. And flopping, you know. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what such... a great oh, fucking, I fucking show. I love that, that show. That's a show I can yeah, turn man. on almost any time, and I've seen every episode a dozen times. Like yeah. I can turn it on any time, and it's just like. You know how you have those shows that are almost like filed away as like feel good shows where you just put them on, yeah. you just Seinfeld. like it, it reminds you of a good time. Like the Office. that Seinfeld's one for me. I know The Office for you because you've said Big you've time. watched that a million times. What's well, one for you, Woody? Like a comfort, like you've seen it a million times, but you just want to watch something familiar and enjoy. I like Parks and Rec for that. That's a good choice for that too. That's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, I started Gross. the office like when I was in a really bad place in my life, and it like comforted me that first time I ever watched it, and uh, and so I go back to it, and it's almost like I get that same medicinal quality. It's like this thing that made me feel good that other time I felt bad can still do it now. So so like anytime I feel a little down, it's like oh man, that was a stressful day, or like man, I'm exhausted. I don't even want to think right now. I just want to relax. It's just, it's it's I love it. I've seen every episode countless times. I, I would like to do some Dunder Mifflin trivia sometime. I wish there was some way to to like get some of that going. Oh, on. You'd blow me out of the water. In I don't Mifflin. know if I would or not. Like like every now and then I go back and I and I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't know that thing or I didn't know this thing. There's all these little bit, little bits about Creed, for example. I find Creed to be one of the most interesting characters on that show. Um, yeah, that was a great. That was an awesome show. Another good like show that's like totally different. In like the go-to than the ones we just mentioned that I'll sometimes watch is Band of Brothers, the original one, not the Pacific yeah. one. Because if I'm ever feeling like, oh, this is hard, this sucks, I'll just be like, no, it's not, and it doesn't suck that bad. Let's pop this on and see what it was like going to war against, you know, the Krauts and the Japs or whatever. Well, I guess the the Japanese one would be later season, but yeah. still, like you watch that and it really. And it's not so much like it sounds stupid to be like watching the actor and being like, wow, Tom Hanks or whoever the fuck it is like. But the interviews with the people beforehand, because if you haven't yeah. watched Band of Brothers before, basically yeah. what they do is it's an HBO series. And so they follow one, the 101st Airborne. And before every episode, they'll do an interview with the individuals who actually served in the 101st Airborne. Like they're all old men now. And they'll ask them questions about like, you know, what was this like? What was that like? And they give you perspectives on shit that like you don't that you don't even know you don't know, if that makes sense, about war, to yeah. where you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even consider that aspect of it and shit like that. Well, my f it, my favorite one, my favorite sober. interview, uh, my favorite interview is uh, there's this part in Band of Brothers where they're, they're in this forest in France, I want to say, and then there's a clearing and another forest, and that's where the Germans are, and they stay in this forest for, like, all through the winter. Like, the whole winter, they just are in foxholes in this forest freezing their asses yeah, off. And thank God, yeah, may, might have been best on. And then uh, in the interview, the um, uh, the guy who was there, he's like, oh, sometimes it'll be cold at night. And my wife will be in bed and she'll say, oh, it's cold. And I'll say, nothing's as cold as Bastogne. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's so <laughs> intense. as cold as Bastogne. And you know I, what? I bet his I wife never one? comes back from that one. No. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, well, I was, I was here doing my nails. Was it cold? Yeah, you wrote what me he, letters about that. What he says is he's thankful he's not in Bastogne. That's yeah. the thing. He's okay. like, you know, oh, yeah. and just like you said, I'll be under the covers. I can't get in. He's like, I'm just glad I'm not in Bastogne. And it, it hits hard. But then Generation Kill. Do you watch that? Every episode. I've, I've seen that before. Oh. The, uh, that guy, when, like, the I, I, I've cried during that show, Band of Brothers, during, like, those uh, real people moments, you know, like I'm sure Kyle seems a little weepy at shows. I'm sure you've, you've got a little teary eyed over that. Like at the end of the series, when, uh, winters is talking, the actual guy who was like leading the troop. And he's like, my grandson asked me, grandpa, were you a hero in the war? And I said, no, but I served in a company of heroes. And I'm like, Oh, and even at 78 you're humble like i don't yeah. know i it 
It's just sobering to be like, you know God the, damn, these people were doing shit that I'll never have to do when they were eight years younger than me. I appreciate like, it so much, too. Like, like, like I, I think a lot of people don't, but when I watch this movie, I appreciate that so much that they oh, went yeah. and did that shit. I don't have to because it's fucking terrifying. It, it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a whole different level of, of existence when you're fucking going to Germany to fight those men to the death with tanks and guns and flame. Ugh. You're 100% right, and... I feel like a dick because you watch Generation Kill and you don't get that same level of appreciation, right? <clears throat> Completely asymmetric forces, right? One's rolling in there with Humvees and what's the big 50 cal that shoots on top of a Humvee maybe? M2. M2? Yeah, so they've got like M2s and they're just like fucking lighting things up. And then you find out there's like only women in that village and all the men are gone and and uh, like commanders sending the wrong forces into places just so that that commander can get credit for a thing that their people did when he has no skin in the game. And it's like Generation Kill outlines just a very different kind of war like it, eh. yeah i don't remember that one i watched it when it came oh. out i'm having trouble remembering a lot of it's it it's like iraq it's, right it's regarded it is in iraq it's regarded as one of the most accurate you know war things ever made and uh it just it doesn't paint a super flattering picture of what happens in war now which is not to say that if we went up against a really like Iraq is not the um, the toughest kid on the block, right? So and we had roll ten in to there, one advantage. <clears throat> I mean, what'd you say? We had a ten to one advantage before we fucking rolled in too. Like it was just overwhelming force. Yeah, they they just they just went in there and they had better equipment and a better training and, and it was and really ten something. times as many of us. Like, like yeah. just outnumbered and outgunned and outclassed. There was there was nothing to it. Um, um, I, I hope we don't have to fight another fucking real war with some with some people that have their fucking Wheaties and their and their backpacks on because usually we fight people that look like they're you know you go to paintball and you'll see that guy and you kind of feel sorry for him because his gear is so lame and and you're like you're over there like and he's yep. over there and his remember when is we all did shitty. eight versus eighty in paintball yes yeah. that was and so we much won fun. every time. Yeah, yeah. When we recreated the United States versus Iraq, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all it was was you just lay down a line of paint and people run into it. Yeah, we got more firepower. Uh, we're more motivated. We're, we're we've got the uh, uh, the confidence. Like it's all on our side. And uh, and it was just a whooping. The the when that thing kicked off eight versus eighty, and we all just started mowing into them. There was almost a steady stream of them leaving the field of battle shot for like a solid ten seconds. It was like the first ten seconds of the match. We all were standing, and we killed like a, a half dozen easily in seconds. It, it was Ooh, great. That was yeah. a lot of fun. I want to say that Lots inside sixty out. seconds. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Lost you for a sec, Woody. Yeah, sure he's back. I think you are. Mayhaps videos frozen, so I can't see. Uh, see what I can do about that. While you're working on that, I'll do another quick advert advertisement read here about MeUndies. Uh, what's the first thing you put on and the last thing you take off? It's your underwear. Make the most 
Uh, make your most important piece of clothing the best it can be with MeUndies. MeUndies are designed in Los Angeles and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. MeUndies softer than soft, luxurious undies come in, a, come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns, so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription to MeUndies. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash PKA, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash PKA. MeUndies.com slash PKA. I, uh, I usually get the boxer briefs from MeUndies because that's my preferred style of underwear. Um, but I think Kitty bought some of the boxers for somebody else or something and like ordered the wrong size. And so I like commandeered the boxers and I've got them now and I am really digging the boxers. Um, they're, the, they're just super soft. They don't like ride up or bunch. And I'm not even, a, I don't even like boxers normally. I normally like the boxer briefs. They're really secure around your thigh, but yeah, the regular boxers, super soft too. I really like the modal on them. Check yeah, them out. I got a I, pillowcase. Uh, I still don't have all. your video. Roger that. But but if everybody else does, it's no no biggie. I don't need that special treatment. I can roll with the punches. Not, yeah, I don't see either, either but I, I don't I don't require video or anything. Yeah, I bought some uh, pillowcases that were modal the other day, and so now every night I lay down with my face against that super soft me undies feel. It's excellent. Against super soft high tech me undies fabric. So check them out. I've got something to go to if you guys don't have something else. Yeah, I want to hear. So, you know how they they had that uh that fearless girl or they have that fearless girl statue in New York, that's uh up against the Wall Street Bull. Have you heard about that, Kyle? No. Let me link no. you a picture. Okay. So, I think it was for National Woman's Day or something like that, and they they put a girl standing in front of the bull uh, because we we can't like do the show pictures to the audience, but. Oh. Uh, yeah, so there's a girl in front of Wall Street. There's a bull, and that bull is big and strong, and he's bronze. It looks like it might weigh two tons or something. It's crazy. And they built a girl standing in front of the the bull with like Peter Pan sort of stance, and uh, she stands in front of the bull like not afraid of it. Now, of course, the bull is a good thing on Wall Street, but whatever. So they yeah. call her Fearless Girl, and I think it was put there almost in secret for National Woman's Day. Well, no, so, it was put there by, uh, first of all, it was put there by one of the largest Wall Street hedge funds. So people standing by it going like, woohoo, power to us. It's like you're standing by something put there by an enormous hedge fund looking for praise. So oh for one there. I, I thought it was like a whole like who gives a fuck kind of story until I saw, which it is, it's a who gives a fuck thing, until I saw that the artist who made the bull, this Italian dude, is pissed off about it, being like, what the fuck? Like, I made this, this, apparently he made it himself and gifted it to Wall Street, because the bull Wall Street is supposed to rec represent, like, how strong American finance is. Like, we're a strong financial institution, like, we're a world presence in this it's, area, like, we're, we're good. And, and he was saying, like... It's a bull market, right? A bull market yes. means it's doing well, a bear market means it's doing bad, so they made a bull. Yes, good explanation. So, they had a bull there showing, you know, power of America, very patriotic. And when they put that statue there, this guy's like, whoa, you just took my art and turned it into something else because you changed what I made. You made it from a beacon of, you know, this is financial success in America to 
oh, this evil bull, it's coming to get you. You know, it's it's like an inherently divisive thing. And it's not it's not cool to this guy. You know, it's like you can't just do that. Like if I like the best example I can think of is if I bought 30 statues of people bowing down and I put all of them in front of the Lincoln Memorial, suddenly it looks like a very, very different statue where it's like, who is this <laughs> God King emperor with all of his slaves in front of him making them bow? Like, what's going on? Who was this horrible tyrant? Like, no, of course that's not it. You just put something else in there and change the meaning of the entire art piece, and that's not even yours to do it to. And so that's the angle that I don't like. It's like, you took something that this guy worked on and made and then perverted his whole uplifting message to basically be a divisive oh. asshole. And it's like, you know, at the beginning cool. of this thing, I was like, who fucking cares that they put a little girl statue there? What's wrong with a little girl statue? I was like, I, I thought, I I'm looking at this image from behind. I was like, is she naked in the front? Is there a little girl pussy out there yeah. on Wall Street? <laughs> no. No, there's not a little girl pussy. I, I see your point, though, now. They didn't yes. just make their own in uh, art piece that's their, th their standalone thing. They came and interfered with his and, 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 and jumped into his painting. It'd be like if you put a little squiggly on the Mona Lisa and, yeah, exactly. and like add it on to it. Like, no, it's, it's shitty. It's, and it's also, it's not even like they commissioned this guy, like the same firm bought it from him, I guess. It's my understanding this guy did this as like a gift. And so it's like he took I all this time to make this and then you add something to it to make it look nefarious. It's like, fuck you, that's, that's shitty. But yeah, you're right. You Until I saw the artist complain about it, I was like, who fucking cares? Have you ever been there and seen it? And I've never seen it. It's got fucking balls. I mean, it's realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of those statues has to. There you go. Well, there hey, the go. girl might too. It may be a transgender girl standing up for her rights on natural it women's might status. It's hard to say. Be, yeah. You know, it, you, the fact that you would ascribe the fact that we're calling it fearless girl and not fearless them. Until it comes out with uh, its gender identity, a little bigoted. Just saying, take it as you will. God, but, I hate that shit. Yeah, it's silly. I don't know, but that I thought that was a little bit interesting because you're right. It's a total who gives a fuck until you find out there's this poor guy in Italy being like, "Hey, I'm making the statue as best as I can," and then you make another statue right next to it, making it look like a bully. It's not a bully. It's a bull. It means to say, "Go to America." <laughs> it's like, give me my bull back. You know. <laughs> That's uh, fucked. I, I, have you guys heard about uh, the Alex Jones thing? What's going on? Yeah, with, uh, yes. he's going through a divorce, or, or excuse me, a custody battle for his kid, I guess, post-divorce. And uh, you know, of course, his ex-wife is saying, "Look, this guy's a nut." Uh, exhibit A, his radio show, and yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, he's, his his lawyers come back with, "No, he's a performance artist, and these are he's playing a he character." And the things he's saying. Uh, he. Like, I, I was basically following, like, uh, or I went later and found someone who had tweeted a bunch of the stuff he was saying, like, as he was saying it, like, live tweeting the him on the stand. And the guy, even, like, as he's tweeting, he's like, it's hard to keep up with this. Alex Jones talks a lot, and he talks very fast. Because you've listened to Alex Jones. You know exactly what Alex Jones is doing over there with those chemtrails and shit. And here are a few tweets from the guy of the things that Alex Jones was saying. Uh Alex Jones said that George Soros is brain-damaging people with weed that's way too strong these days. Uh, Alex says that he tests weed once a year, just like law enforcement does, to keep a, a gauge on how strong marijuana is. Uh, he says, Alex confirms a big bowl of chili can get him to forget the names of his children's teachers. So I guess if he eats too much, he was talking about how he can often forget. 
then Ugh. the guy says Alex is filling us in that he only had two breakfast tacos this morning, so there should be no memory issues. Uh, and he also <laughs> gave it. He also gave a shout out to Texas Chili Parlor. <laughs> at that point, uh, Alex says that he drinks sometimes every day, sometimes far less. Tries to cut back because it quote makes me fat. Um, and Alex did seem to shoot himself in the foot with a nasty comment about his ex-wife. Comment being quote I can't perjure myself. She has no positive qualities. <laughs> she has no positive qualities. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, that I just think that's really funny how that's all panning out. That he had to yeah. basically be like, yeah, I don't actually think the frogs are gay. Um, I don't think that you know there's Neptune monsters coming out of the ground. Or, I mean, but I think it's almost like WWE. Like the people who watch him, most of them have to know that a lot of it's trash, or at least uh, some of them do, and they watch it for the same reason. But there's also a lot of people who buy into everything he says and buy his supplements. It's, it's so so I don't listen to Alex Jones. I've listened to excerpts of him to catch the crazy, but I have heard his full interview on the Howard Stern show. And Stern sort of approached it like, hey, man, um, you've said some things. Let's take them one at a time here and go through this and, and, and see where we get with all this. And Stern sort of approached it the same way he approaches any number of like people who pretend to be a certain way to get attention um, and sort of like tried to debunk it, but had fun while he did it, and like talked about you know the the frog switching sexes because of uh, the, uh, the what what is it in the water um, fluoride the, the fluoride. fluoride you know the fluoride in the water and all that stuff. I hope he gets to keep his kid. Like I don't agree with that guy's politics, and he doesn't entertain me. But I don't think he's a maniac. Who he's certainly a much better father than Daddy O Five, right? Like. Uh, Maybe yeah, he's got I mean, political that... views we don't agree with, but he's he's a better father than Daddy O'Five. Do you think he runs into his daughter's room at night and be like, Samantha, the globalists are here. We got to get out. You grab, <laughs> bag, grab your bug out bag. We're going into the basement. You, you, know, you, got a, you, you know, we've got a shuttle for this. I've got a lot of supplements, too. We don't need a lot of food. You know, <laughs> go work. Food buckets. The car's full yeah. of food buckets. Let's go. I've got nothing but corn. It's going to give us all the carbs we need, and our supplements will get all the vitamins. You know, the we're leaving your mom here, dumb bitch. You know, if the worst thing about him is his radio show, he shouldn't lose his kids. I mean, I have no idea what kind of parent. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I have no idea what kind of parent he is. But assuming he's normal when he's not doing his show, that they shouldn't be trying to take his kids from him. And yeah, for someone just... who doesn't watch his show, it's hard to know how much of the nonsense he like really believes and how much is jokey because all my experience to Alex Jones comes from the Joe Rogan experience when he was on there that one episode and then basically videos on YouTube like Alex Jones maniac compilation and mm -hmm. you know obviously those are the funniest videos so that's what I want to watch but on Joe Rogan experience he wasn't jokey at all he was no, like he said completely... a lot of insane stuff like uh like and it was all in for it. Like the the moon landing thing he was talking about with the uh, you maybe you remember better than me, Woody, but it was something to do with NASA where he's like, and then he uh, he talked to me and he he confirmed to me that it was a no go, no go. Everyone else denies it. He confirmed it to me, and it was like he's yeah. talking about like random no name people. That's yeah, he how often claims to have these like sources that aren't verifiable. You know, Trump called me personally and he told me this or that. I, I talked to you know John Glenn and he told me that it, it's like. Yeah, John so, Glenn. a guy just died. You know, he, he, it was a seance, maybe. I don't know. No, I'm saying that's why, as, that's as why he know. would be a perfect witness. He'd be uh, like, I was speaking to John Glenn last year, and he told me he never went to fucking space. He hung out in Cape Canaveral for two weeks. That's where he was. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I, that might be what he did. It might have been that guy that he was talking about. If that is the case, that's real shitty of him to pick, to pick somebody who just died who can't be like, ah, da, 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 da. no, I'm an, I'm an astronaut asshole. <laughs> I went to space. Like, uh, there's yeah. pictures of I me. Got moon rock. Yeah, <laughs> I got a moon shitty. rock. It, you know, it, an it, interesting it, little anti-moon landing thing. Uh, they were talking recently about apparently the United States gifted a moon rock to some like foreign prime minister or country, and, and they just tested it, and it ain't a fucking moon rock. Really? <laughs> it's petrified wood. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I had a thing to say that. Oh, there's full, there's full size forests on the dark side. It's a fun time with uh, Republican like newscasters. I don't know a better word for them, but Milo. Alex Jones and Bill O'Reilly all getting the axe lately. Yeah, oh, the, Bill O'Reilly's those first two pale in comparison to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly is the foundation that Fox News was built upon. His radio audience is gargantuan. He, if you watch Fox's ratings, like as they go from like 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., you'll see that things are going just fine. And then like 800,000 people show up just yeah. to watch Bill O'Reilly. Like they, it, it's like all of a sudden a whole bunch of people know that eight o'clock is Bill O'Reilly time, and then they turn on Fox News. That's it's all they watch, and then Tucker Carlson comes on, and guess what? Like half those people turn it right the yeah. fuck back off. It is a huge deal for him and Fox because it's it's not like well he's our he's the number one rated program on on TV for news, but we'll just put somebody else in. It'll be almost as good. Like no. Even like other news programs would be like, oh, you know, this program killed it on MSNBC or CNN or whatever. It's like, oh, is it half as big as O'Reilly's? No, don't be crazy. Like O'Reilly's doing his own thing over That's, there. Like, and now I'm getting sure you're in. right, but in my head anyway, I thought Tucker Carlson, while not as big yet, was the shooting star of Fox He's who News. They're moving into that slot. Yes, <laughs> Tucker Carlson. And so, who knows? I I don't really watch his show. I some stuff about him I really don't like, like the. Uh, he does that thing that a lot of interviewers do sometimes where they pretend to misunderstand what people are saying so that they can like smugly laugh it off and not, not go after the actual point. Where, yeah. Oh, really? The, the yeah, interviews I mean, there's also good Tucker clips Carlson. I've seen from him, too. So Tucker's not my guy, but he really pays attention. And somehow I like that about him. You know, like by the ones I see, it's usually... um. It's asymmetric, right? Like Tucker Carlson is informed and smart and he's on top of these issues and he's talking to some like crazy hippie, you know, like trying to debunk her, which is easy for a professional to do. And uh, but anyway, I, I just see him like watching, watching her talk, letting her hang herself. And then he jumps in, asks the right question and she continues to hang herself. And I'm like, you know, like, Look, he's not my guy, but he's not bad at this job. No, he's Excellent. good at his job. And he was like, half there's a definitely more entertaining. Like I've, I've seen more clips of him that I do like than I don't like. Mm -hmm. But he's all like him coming to Bill O'Reilly's slot. He's he's way more pro-Trump than Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like okay. uh, I think Bill O'Reilly was one of the big guys who like held Trump's feet to the fire on some interviews, at least in the primaries, being like, "You're or maybe not even primaries, like talking to him about he Syria or something." But yeah, yeah, he asked. Who questions. knows? Who knows how it'll go? I saw Trump come to Bill O'Reilly's defense a bit the other day when the yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Out. You have bigger things to deal with. Shut up. You know he's got a lot of it's he's got crazy. a lot of uh, pokers in the fire. He'll he'll Bill O'Reilly might be one of them. Um, was, you know, no, no. don't feel sorry for Bill though because like during no. this whole like uh, controversy, he's been in Italy on vacation the whole time. 
on this like planned vacation that had nothing to do with this whole thing. Planned. Um, having a great. Yeah. Well, I, well, I take, doubt the plan. We've taken the time. On, well, no, the time had been taken because the slot had already been cleared like pre all of this happening. Like, oh. like this is a long term vacation that he had planned. But he's over there with his lawyers, of course, fighting back against this thing as best he can. He's getting tens of millions of dollars. Like he had to, they had to pay out like thirteen million for for to some of these women. They're, he's getting like twenty, thirty million out of Fox for leaving. You know they can't just fire him. He has a contract. They can ask him to leave and pay him off, and then he leaves and walk goes into goes into the sunset with millions, tens of millions. So it, this is not a Bill Cosby kind of takedown scenario. This is Bill O'Reilly saying, "Okay, I'll go do my own podcast now and become a uber millionaire." I wonder. Uh, my guess is that he's already worth nine digits, right? Just made that up, but I bet he's worth a hundred million. How's he feeling about this? Like, my, I, I assume he wishes that this wasn't happening, that this yeah. has been a really bad time for him. That, yeah. <clears throat> you know, if, if I'm worth a hundred million and I get 10 million to walk away, it's like, shit, like that doesn't even matter to me. You know, I wasn't 10 million shy of getting something I really wanted. You know, it, <clears throat> when you're worth 100 million, everything in the world is free to you, right? You, Apple comes out with a new computer. You're not like, ah, should I, shouldn't I? Should I spring for the RAM? No, everything is free to you. Every car, every, nearly every boat, most houses, and certainly all the things you'd see throughout the day have no cost. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you don't look at the prices and then say, ah, grilled cheese looks good. No, you get whatever the fuck you want. You get appetizers. You don't care. A hundred million dollars is enough to buy all the stuff. And uh, so to give him 10 million more, like, I don't think he gives a fuck. You know, like tens of millions more, to be fair. He had to pay out like 13 million. He had to pay some women. (laughs) But mm-hmm. I don't know what the, 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 um, the amount on his contract is. They keep using the term tens of millions, like it's 30, 20, 30, 40 million dollars. I don't know. I mean, it's it probably is, a they huge say amount. Tens. Even yeah. so, I, I just imagine that, like I, in my head, I'm only trip. guessing that he's like, this is the worst month of my life. You know, well, 20 million yeah. or not, I bet he's having a bad when time. When bad stuff like that happens, you can tell. I mean, like, to be fair, Bill Cosby wasn't like a beacon of health prior to all of this coming out. But you can tell now, like, he, he he has a look on his face like a dog that, like, is waiting to die. You know, like, it knows it's going to die, and it's it's already gotten past the hump of accepting it. Like, and he's just living it out. Like, that's—I'm being serious. Like, when you see him, like, the court pictures and everything, like, that is not the Bill Cosby anybody would recognize. Like, that picture next to Bill Cosby 20 years ago, you probably would be like, who the hell is that weird, you know, doppelganger yeah. that— that looks so you know, like a homeless guy with, and you know, the cataracts don't help. And that's obviously not the fault of him being a rapist, but might be might've raped himself blind, raped himself blind. Maybe yeah. he did. He did do a lot of that. Bill O'Reilly was 85 goes, mil. That's a lot. But with Bill Cosby, I, I, I have said this on the show before. Sometimes I feel like if somebody's old enough, they can't lose anymore. Right? Who's the uh, Walter Frey? Right? Walter Frey lives whatever he is, a hundred years old or something like that. If you kill him now, he had a great life. It was great. He was in charge the whole fucking time. Had his nineteen sons and all those daughters, and he's having sex with these girls constantly. Like he lived his version of a dream life. 
if you kill him at 100, he's like, I'm golden. There are a lot of people. Like Brandon Schwab from the Fighter and the Kid and other podcasts. He was like, man, you know, like, I would much rather be a star that died at 50 than a regular person. Regular person just didn't appeal to him at all, right? He doesn't He doesn't want to be that guy. You know, that the dad who has a kid who you know, every month just like, ah, oh, we can make the mortgage. We can make the mortgage. No, he wants to be him, a UFC star turned entertainment guy, et cetera. Yeah? He's like, and he's like, he would take that life and die at 50 rather than have an ordinary one and die at 70. So Bill, I, when you get Bill Cosby age, though, lived his version of a dream and what, his last three years suck? It, that's true in a way, but in what I think is a bigger way is once you get to that age, you start to not think about things in terms of money and possessions as much, especially if you're in a world like he is where he's been doing entertainment. I think that you probably are more obsessed with your legacy where yeah. he would rather be remembered as – because you remember the Cosby show. Everybody liked the Cosby show. It was like the wholesome family man, like good morals, good values. And he and he lost all of that. So he knows now that when people bring up Bill Cosby, it won't ever be what a funny comedian, what a great show, what a good influence he was to families in the 90s or whatever. Like it's going to be, oh, the rapist. Like so, yeah, I think I, that is killing him. Yeah, he was quickly. doing his best to to set an example for for African American men and and help them with all of the things that hold them back throughout his career. You know, he, he made sure that his show was um, that there wasn't anything uh, racist in there, and it, it, he did lots of things to try to further that. And now all that legacy is ruined. It's just drugged through the mud and like shit on top. And in the same way, I feel like if you want to hurt Walter Frey, sure, if you take his life, he's lived a whole bunch of life. And we're at the end of that. But his legacy is very important to him. He he. When they mention, you know, maybe we'll kill your sons, he's like, ah, I got fifteen to spare. Or he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, you could kill one of my sons for every one of Ned Stark's, and I'd still have eighteen yeah. to spare, or whatever silliness he said. But if you kill every single one of his sons, if you if you take if you go to the twins there on that river and you burn it to the ground and you and you sow his uh, fields with salt. And yeah, erase his name from the history books. He would just be, it would break his spirit. It would break his soul. It would be awful. It would be that it's even worse then because he'd say, I've lived these 90 years to build all of this and it's all been taken away. And my, those 90 years I just lived were all yeah. for nothing. He, 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 it's easy for him to die at 90 because he's like, I lived 90 years and I did all of that. And that will be here in another 90 years. And it'll, and, and that stuff over there will be here another thousand years because I'm Walter Frey. But if you burn it all down, kill everybody who's related to him, erase his name from the books, that would hurt him. And that's what I hope happens. I hate Walter Frey. I hate him so goddamn much. It frustrates me that they haven't but just gone back to him. Cut his, oh, they did. They did. I'm, Let me what, ask what you, Kyle. Doing? What am I doing? They killed him last season. Yeah, they, they yeah. got him. So, <laughs> he's dead now. That's would you okay. rather, you know, be whatever your version of Walter Frey, right? Your personal dream life. I assume it involves, you know, girls and money and all the fun stuff in life, Honey right? Me. Yeah. And, and would you rather be that guy? And then, in the last whatever eighteen months of your life, they fuck up your legacy, or you can be like a plumber who did fine. Had a wife, eighteen years in, got divorced, two kids. You You'll get, get to write my plumber kids. life for me. Let's just say a happy <laughs> average life where my wife and children love. I thought me. I lived. I, I thought I detailed an average life. What is uh, an average life? For a, a plumber, 
God damn it. I, she wants to shoot a little higher than plumber. Okay, you're going to be an accountant. I'm not in a union, Woody. I got my own truck. I'm, I'm fucking running around 70 hours a week. I got to do all my, own, my own maintenance on this thing. All right, Kyle, now you're an accountant. You work in air conditioning. Uh, your okay. clients respect you. And, you know, compared to attorneys, you're a little bad boy, right? Can so, I still get it up? Yes. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Get it up, I'll take you know? that life over the life of happiness and riches that all get, go to asunder in your old age, and you have to watch it turn to dust in your mouth, as uh, a Game of Thrones character might say. That would be awful. If you are a grandpa, and, and you've got 10 sons, and each of them has three sons, and you have this picture of this legacy that is the phrase, and like, we'll go far and wide now. I have 20 sons, and each of them is going to have at least five. That's, 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 there's a hundred phrase just going to be out there. They'll never, and, and then all of that goes away. And you're like, oh, my legacy is gone. My castle's gone. Every, like, that would just be a, 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 yeah. just, just such an awful and thing to have everything you cared about taken. Yeah, it's ah. happening to Bill Cosby. Yeah. And you both agree that Bill Cosby's life is worse than the accountant. Yeah. He suffered definitely. so much more. Like, like he's, he's felt such awful pain. And I, I don't feel sorry for fucking rapists, but going through the last 40 years of his life with that on top of him, on his shoulders, knowing that that could come out, and, you know, occasionally dealing with a lawsuit here and there, he must have lived such a stressful, scary life, always in fear of losing his legacy and the things that, that were important to him. I bet four years ago he was praying, God, just, just take me. They don't know yet. Just fucking take me and the foundational keep helping kids and, you know, my other foundational keep buying eyeglasses for the underprivileged and my wife won't be disgraced. Oh, Dude, if he could rewind time five years, I have no doubt the first thing he would do is walk into traffic. Like One, he would. He would yeah. And what's kind of fucked up then is that then everybody would know Bill Cosby as, oh, this humdinger of a of a guy with a great show who, you know, got a little uppity sometimes with raping, but uh, that's that's nothing. Like, that's definitely not what his legacy is now. Yeah, you you might have found out about two or three rape victims, and you'd be like, ah, them bitches is lying on Cosby. They, they're lying on Cosby. Two of them are white. Cosby ain't fucking no white bitches. Like, that's what you'd say. But because he's <laughs> still out there, it is, that's what I'd say. But but that's what I said when the first three came forward. I'm like, they are trying to besmirch Dr. Cosby. That man sold me Coca-Cola, pudding pops, and and as a Huxtable, he uh you know he helped he helped raise me a little bit. I I I, I like that man. I thought a lot of him. And, and I think, and I'm a white dude, right? Who's a few years too old to to be in his demographic. I can't imagine. I bet there's so many like 40 year old black guys who like this guy was the cornerstone of their childhood. They're like, my whole professional. Existence is because of Dr. Cosby, the rapist. I'm a little conflicted now. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it sucks. And he was like, so good he, at it, though. Like, like that man excelled at everything he did. Like, like, like he was not an amateur rapist. I've never heard of anybody raping that many people in, in, in like a civil in like a first world country. You hear, you hear about like, oh yeah, and like Guatemala, there was the the scourge of the West who raped 800 women, and it's like, god damn, 800. Before so they you're really giving Cosby credit for for excelling in like Hollywood comedy movies and rape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was a good rapist. He was he was proficient at it, effective at it. Um, he kept them quiet afterwards, which is the hardest part. Dude, that he sauce, focus enhancing drugs. That barbecue sauce part of his show is so weird and creepy now, where he's like, "That's just a little bit of my sleeping sauce," <laughs> throwing and it you, on the wings. He's like, 
haven't you ever noticed that when people eat a little bit of my sauce, that they get in the mood for a little loving? <laughs> it's like something along those lines. He's like, that's because there's a special ingredient in it. And his wife like tastes some, and she's like, she's like, I'm feeling like we need to go upstairs. And little he's like, oh yeah. He's got this like rape face on, like Dr. Cosby's being a little sexual. Ugh, you don't it like didn't that. show him crushing up all the lewds in that mortar and pestle, and then <laughs> and then pouring it into the barbecue sauce. But no. yeah, he uh, still around. Like like from what I hear, that was just a great recreational pill you could take and have a ball. Like like whenever you watch those movies that are around that time frame, everybody's talking about lewds or quaaludes. I, I would have yeah. liked to have. Woody tried lived one of through those. the quaalude time. Yeah, he was. I, I he was a dealer. Yeah, Woody the lewd man. That was a rough time. That was a rough time. In yeah, life. those were the days, right? Yep. The lewdest man in Ocean City, they, they'd call him. <laughs> <laughs> he had to rough those guys up that owed him the money. That was a, that was a, that was a scarier version of Woody. Even talking about Bill Cosby kind of makes me sad because it's like, God damn it. Like you could have, everybody could be enjoying your show as like a, like a remember thing if you hadn't been a goddamn rapist. And he, he could have gotten the all the thing. pussy he wanted if he'd been out there like, like just just hunting for pussy. Like, like you don't have to drug them and take it. You're fucking Bill Cosby. I'm sure he could have gotten some ass. Like, dude, the fact that he did rape, being the guy that he was, like being as powerful and as influential as he was, and that he was still raping people, shows that he's not just like, like he he's like that's evil. That's fucking evil. You know, like he didn't even take a path of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a big, rich celebrity and not get married and then just sleep around and do my thing. Like, no, he he could have done that if he wanted. And instead he raped people. So it shows that like it, it wasn't even him wanting to get laid as much as him being. What is it like a, a monster? Just that, a monster. And he's into that sleepy rape, too, where they're like all passed out and shit, which isn't much of a turn on to me when I when I envision it. Um Ah, poor. Just feel bad for his his wife, I guess. Unless she knew about this the whole the whole time, and she's been like a party to it. Oh so, yeah. Sorry for her then. If, she, if she's known about it the whole time, that's pretty fucked. Yeah, I bet she's keeping did. it under wraps. I bet she did, right? Like maybe she didn't know the full extent of it, but I bet she knew that he was like abusing women in some way. It, it, maybe she even thought that he was just exerting his influence on them, and like, oh, I'll get you at this job or that job, and and then fucking them. But she knew something bad was going on. You can't live with that guy and not, I wouldn't think. Yeah, he. Mm. that sucks. But, well, he'll be dead soon, and then he'll have an eternity <laughs> of a uh, of a horrible legacy. Yep. Oh, and, uh, Kyle, your, your black feet live to play another day. I told you they're going to win it all. I was joking. They are eliminated, having been stripped <laughs> by the National Predators. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> They, they they lost four to one, and they have been Cock. swept from the playoffs. The Chicago Blackhawks. Well, Sidney Crosby <laughs> will have to go back to his summer job, lopping fingers off for Al Assad in Syria. <laughs> oh, that's a different team. But that's, uh, <laughs> but really, you're, you're, you sure? Yeah, Sidney Crosby's on the Penguins. I'm I'm very positive of this. I don't I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure. I saw Sidney Crosby's playoff beard, and I'm pretty sure he plays for a middle school somewhere. Yes, he usually just gets a playoff mustache because that's all, <laughs> that's all he gets. But yeah, oh. oh, now even if the Blues get reverse swept and we're knocked out, it won't be, it'll still be horrible, but it won't be as horrible. 
because at least Chicago isn't making it any further either. So that's just a wonderful day for sports um, and the entire hockey world. Congratulations to Nashville. That's fucking great. Kyle, you're already, you already got your sweater picked out, so that's yep. perfect. And if the Blues make it to the next round, you know, Nashville playing St. Louis. So we can do some nice trash talk as soon as you Google some players' names. I almost bought a Tarasenko. <laughs> I almost bought a Tarasenko uh, hockey stick signed. Uh, it's like his stick, and it's yeah. signed by him, just to make a make it into a back scratcher and fuck with you. <laughs> just to be like, oh, my it? back is so itchy. It was it was like four hundred dollars or some shit. Yeah, it was it was it was a pretty silly spot. It was a pretty expensive spike gift. That is um, pretty yeah, yeah, expensive. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey, I'm scratching my back with this half a grand. You know, I don't and, even know how to shoot with it. You know, but then, but, but then I was like, stick nowadays though. Oh my is god, a lot? Couple, is it like two hundred bucks, maybe. Uh, you, I, just a guess, because the good sticks when I was playing were two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars or so. I bet now, like a high quality stick's like three hundred, like maybe three hundred plus. Which is why, like these guys in the NHL are playing with. Uh, like $300 sticks custom for them because they like make the curve just for that. That's why if you go in to buy sticks, mm -hmm. it'll say like, oh, this one says Tarasenko on it. That means that th this is the curvature of the blade that Tarasenko uses. No, it doesn't. It doesn't no, it mean doesn't. that anymore because it used to no. mean that. No, what it means is this is a curvature we think will sell with the name that we think will sell. And it has nothing to do with the player's actual okay. curve well I, I learned i was a goalie and so all of mine was just like well these all look pretty similar to me and so <laughs> i just picked whichever one i liked the most oh, yeah. that was so that's as much tarasenko stick as a tarasenko jersey is a tarasenko jersey no no the one that you would have bought if it's signed they what they sell are game sticks so they yeah. don't reuse sticks so like if uh. he played the whole game and he didn't break it you know, he, they just put that over there in a pile and then send those off because they play with a new one every game or sometimes every period. If you're, I used to play with the game stick. They sold them used at uh, like the local hockey supply shop around here in the Hurricanes, and uh, it was always my backup stick because it was designed for someone with freakish strength. You know, it, it was hard. It didn't flex very well, and and I, I guess if I was a professional athlete, it would be wonderful. But as a regular dude, it was just like a steel bar. So. Yeah, it's like this is this is beyond my level. Like I don't have the time to go do like the NHL quick forearm trainer for twelve weeks and get myself <laughs> ready to give these snapshots a whirl. Like I, I just need something to use. Oh yeah, no, I like them uh, floppy. You like them snappy like that? I, oh, I was uh, gonna say snappy, but th this would be snappy in the arms of a gorilla. You know, like it. <laughs> it, it I like them snappy for regular people. That's what I like. I what have. Uh, uh, Oh, go ahead, Kyle. I have some AMA questions here, and uh, just uh, maybe you want to dig through those, see if there's any of note. Although I see one here that's just a quick one for me. Kyle, what is your P.O. Box address again? I work at LGS, and I'm going to send you some goodies you can't buy. Uh, it is 102, P.O. Box 102, Carnesville, Georgia, 30521. Yeah, send me all kinds of stuff. It's fun. I like cracking that thing open like Christmas. There's a... This is like a kind of gaming one. We don't do gaming as much. What are your favorite games of all time? Let's make it a list of three so we're not just listing shit off. Um, uh, you know, COD 4 multiplayer. Uh, let's just make that my multiplayer one. Um, 
uh, Fallout for story, I think, because I, I really like the uh, the wasteland aspect a little bit more than the Skyrim mythical kind of kind of thing. Although Skyrim is incredibly good, and so was Oblivion, all the Elder Scrolls stuff. So, but I'm gonna say Fallout there, and I don't know one more that's a completely different genre. Um, Maybe Civ for you? Yeah, yeah. That, there you go. That's it. Yeah. So Civ, COD Four, and uh, uh, yeah. yeah. If I'm working okay, I guess. Uh, for me, Black Ops 2 was the height of the series. That was my favorite. <clears throat> uh, I like Borderlands 1 a lot. I, it, I don't know. I just spent a lot of time in that That's game. A good and had, That's a fun game. I had a good time with the people I played with in that game. I think that might color my opinion a little. And uh, shucks. I'm trying to pick a third. Hmm. I don't know. I'll go old school and say Asteroids or something. I used to play that as a kid, and uh, this is on the Atari 2600, and I could play forever and flip the score like 17, 18 times on some of the easier game modes. I liked it. That's a good one. I would. I never played that very much, obviously. I'd say Skyrim <coughs> for the opposite of what Kyle said because I like the fantasy, mythical shit more than the wasteland. Uh, Age of Mythology. Because that, or Age of Empire, probably Age of Mythology, because I like the fantasy shit and RTS. Like, I, I played that as soon as it came out. That's such a fucking good game. And, um, oh, God, COD 4 can't not be in it. COD 4 has to be in it. I've, I've, like, if, if there was a, a graph, like a bar graph of how much time I've spent in every first-person shooter, like, they'd have to, you know, do one of those graphs where there's, like, a cut at the top, and it says, like, actually, this extends five times longer, but we ran out of paper. Like, that kind of graph would be for COD 4 compared to all the other CODs I played, <laughs> I would imagine. Because it's, it's just better. And it's not, now that I've played it again, I'm almost convinced it's not even nostalgia goggles. I just, it's better. But, anywho. Okay, there's another, let's see, I think I had another one here. Uh, yeah, this guy wants to lose weight. Let me find him. Mm. Oh, he, yes, it's on point, because we're all going to be healthy now. Question for all. Just graduated from college in the winter. Not a good job. Um, got a good job coming out of college in logistics. I bought my first house and I got married. Man, you, just, things aren't starting well for you. <laughs> now the next step is sounds to lose like weight. Sounds like it's okay. Yeah, it, it sounds that way, doesn't <laughs> it? Uh -huh. That's what society tells you to think. Um, next step is to lose weight, though. And I don't know where to start. Growing up, I was into sports, football, baseball, and hockey. So I ate whatever I wanted, and then I would just burn it off. That ain't going to work anymore. Uh, when I finished high school, I kept eating the same way, but now I wasn't working out anymore, so I began to gain weight. Currently, I'm at 320 pounds and was anywhere between 260 and 280 in high school, depending on what season I was in. What, uh, what do I do, and where do I start? It is overwhelming. Thanks for any response. You want to lead off on that one, Kyle? Yeah, you can't. Um, you you got to change like not only how much you eat, but what you eat. Um, you're a big dude. You can eat a lot, um, but it's got to be the right stuff. You can't. You got to cut the sugar out. That's the main thing. Like like I'm not gonna write you some kind of a like diet, but just broad strokes. Cut cut as much useless sugar out as you can. Um, you know, there's no need to look at the back of every package. Maybe avoiding a single gram of it, but stop eating candy and soda. And uh, you're going to have to get physically active every day or at least three to five days a week. you got to be doing something every day and burning calories off. 
Um, it's got to be a lot of calories over a long period of time, and it's got to be consistent. And the, the same is true for your diet. That's the only way to do it. As far as physical activities, mm, I don't know, you're 320 pounds. You're a young guy, though, so impact probably isn't a big deal. Maybe something that you enjoy doing. Like it, my my recommendation would be to find some kind of an some kind of a group activity. They, there, there's all kinds of dodgeball leagues and extreme frisbee leagues and frisbee golf and stuff. You need to be in a get back in what you're used to, which is a team sort of sport kind of thing. Um, that's the kind of physical activity yeah. you start out doing. So go back to that. Find a league, you said, to, like a hockey league, baseball league, yeah. a softball league. Do that. I don't know if there's like men's football leagues or I know there's men's baseball, but that doesn't burn as many calories. But if you did like a men's hockey league or just for because at the weight you're at right now, um, the eating is going to be the the first thing to check off. Because if you get in your head like, oh, I'm just going to start going to the gym and then you just eat exactly the same. That's the worst possible thing you can do because you're going to feel burnt out from the gym and you're also not going to see any results at all. And you'll just be like, well, this is a fucking waste of time. I'm done with this. So diet's the first thing you got to do. And I'd recommend getting uh, an app, like a tracking app, or just keep a list. My fitness pal is fucking great. And force yourself every single day to enter every single thing you eat. And if you actually do it, you'll realize if you, you know, maybe the first day what you do is you just enter everything on a normal day of eating to see what your baseline is, like what about that is. Or you could just go online and see like, oh, I weigh 320 pounds and I'm six foot tall or whatever height you are and it'll tell you a roundabout of how many calories you're eating to maintain that weight but when you start entering shit in those apps and if you do it honestly so if you make fucking i don't know something on the grill and you're like oh grilled chicken and i'll just paint some barbecue sauce on it like you gotta add that shit too like you, you can't cheat yourself and you will end up cheating yourself if you don't take it seriously it's just it's one of those things where until you want to change it you won't change it and so you got to really buckle down Force yourself to start tracking everything you eat, and I guarantee one week from when you start, you won't even want to stop because at the weight you're at, you will already be seeing some water weight loss results. Like you're gonna start dropping, even if you don't work out. If for the first two months of this you just eat, I don't know, fifteen hundred calories a day, you're gonna drop weight fucking quick, yeah. especially at the age you are. So just do that. Enter it in. Keep track of your shit. Stay around whatever calories you can lose like two pounds a week on, and then write in again. And let us know how you're doing because we're right here with you. You can do it. A little bit of self-shaming every morning. Look at yourself in the mirror. A little, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Look at yourself in the mirror and kind of get a little mad at yourself. Don't be like, oh, body, body positivity. I'm pretty the way I am. No, because that's just poisoning your own mind because your mind, your mind knows that you don't like what you're seeing. So don't lie to yourself. Look at yourself and grab your belly and you go, what have you done? Like, get it, in, get it together. Like, I do that sometimes. I do that often. Where yeah. one thing I'll do is I'll stand sideways in the mirror with my shirt off or just like naked after the shower, or whatever, and I'll like kind of stand in like a, a, a hunched position to like really make it worse. And then I'll like yeah. slap myself in the stomach and see how far yeah. like any any ripples travel. And then I'll like look and I'll be like, look at that. I, I did this to the point that I was laughing at myself in the mirror yesterday where I was like, look at that, you fat piece of shit. Tap your stomach and your back wiggles. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, Matt, and, like, and I started laughing I, about it, but it also got it in my head. Like, no, like, it, like be levity with it, but also, like, hold your feet to the fire. You got to keep yourself no, in it. I don't want any levity in my bathroom shaming. I flagellate <laughs> myself for half yes. an hour every morning, half an hour every evening. Just... <laughs> <laughs> 
just <laughs> just just beating the shit out of myself like it's that fucking Tom uh, or uh, Tom Hanks movie uh, where they're trying to find the fucking uh, Holy Grail or whatever that bullshit was about. That was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah self shaming really is pretty key because it really is. You have to feel bad about yourself if you're gonna feel good about yourself. It's not like you get in shape and you feel good about yourself in addition to the way you used to feel. No, you used to feel like shit. That's what's important to remember, and it's what everybody fails to mention. It's not yeah. that we're starting at a baseline and we're trying to get better. No, you're in a hole. Yeah, you, you gotta get out of the hole first. Like, like it's think another fast. thing that, like, people think about with it. I think is like you put it in your head like, oh, if I do this, what? It's gonna be eight, ten months until I'm happy. Or that it's like, no, as soon as you start working to improve yourself, you're going to start feeling better about yourself because you'll be like, like every time you turn down a piece of bunt cake or whatever the fuck, it won't be like, oh, I'm depriving myself. It will be a little bit, but it'll mostly be like, look at that. I'm actively taking a step in the right direction and you'll start to feel better about yourself. It'll compound. You'll get like, it's so give it a go, man. We all believe in you. Yeah. And we're all on the same kick right now. I'm trying to gain some weight. I think Taylor's trying to lose some weight. And, uh, and so we're all in our own little workout programs. I'm, I'm eating right right now, drinking a lot of water and we're using our kettlebells. Uh, Taylor picked up some kettlebells, said that he liked them a lot. And, uh, I've got my own kettlebells now. Oh, look at that. We lost Woodrow. Well, then wow. it is very good that Chiz is recording. Wonderful that Chiz is recording. Yes, well, welcome to the Kyle show. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Kyle and friends. We're going to be talking yeah. about communism. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me slip uh, another ad read in here, and maybe our fearless leader will return at some point. Tell everyone about ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in just one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all of the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to the office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com painkiller. That is ZipRecruiter.com painkiller. Uh, to post your jobs for free. Yeah, go make it happen. It's an excellent way uh, to get this sort of thing done. Um, links down in the description below. So you got your kettlebell. You haven't started using it yet. I but... use it today. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've twice. Twice. I've, well, see, I got the uh, 20 pounder. It came much earlier than the 30 pounder. So I've been using the 20 pounder and and, uh, and just doing some basic stuff with it. And I'm always running. Um, so how's the 30 pounder in terms of weight? It's heavy. It's fucking heavy. I mean, without like, saying 20 pounds, like I, so I'm trying to choose my own weight. You I, should get, here's what I would recommend. I, I like lightweight stuff, honestly. Like, like when I'm doing like free weight workouts, um, I end with a 15 pound weight every single time. Like, like I'll start, I, I, the, the heaviest free weights I have are 35 pounds and I'm doing curls and I'm doing like hammer, uh, things like coming back and, and presses and all kinds of stuff and, and all kinds of awkward exercises, like raising them up in front of me and stuff and making stuff hard. But by the end, I'm, a, I'm at a 15-pounder, and that and it's still just as hard because my muscles are wearing down. And I don't know anything about building muscle, but that seems to help for me. So I would get like a 15-pounder and a 25-pounder, something like that. I don't fucking know. What I did do, what I did, um, I think I might be a little stronger than you, is I got a 20-pounder and a 30-pounder. And um, whenever I start lifting weights, like that first 
two or three weeks, they call them noob gains. I get, I get like 10% stronger in the first three weeks. And then that plateaus off, of course, and I become a normal human being like everyone else. But I'm going to, that 30 pounder is heavy this week. It, it just won't be heavy next month. It just won't be. Yeah, okay. I I'm think I'm thinking I'm gonna order like either a 45 or a 41, just to have a a slightly heavier one. So I can push a little more. But your robot, Woody. How much do you weigh, Taylor? Uh, right uh, now, like 192. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm one. Last week you were saying the 35 was. So oh, no, no. I, th I think you're caught up now. I think you're caught um, up. Yeah, the, the 35 is fucking heavy, but, like, I want to have one just... Like, I want to have the heavier one before I'm even ready for it 100% so that, like, as I'm doing the workout, I could be like, all right, I could, I, I feel comfortable in the form of this at 35. Let's give it 45. And maybe I do it, and I'm like, oh, my elbow's all out here, and it's fucking mm -hmm. off. Okay. Now, nope, you're not ready for that yet. But I don't know. It's It's fun. I really like these workouts. Like, it doesn't feel... Like traditional dumbbell shit. Like I like the way you're balancing it the whole time in your hand. Your grip strength is getting better. Um, I, I'm sweaty as fuck after oh, yeah. all of these exercises. And I love anytime you start working out again, what Kyle's talking about, the noob gains, where like for the first four to six weeks or so, you're just bulking up so, not even like bulking up because like these aren't super heavy weights. So I'm not going to be building a ton of mass. I'll just be leaning out. You're and making some lean your muscle, muscle fibers uh, more effective. Like, like they, they work like this ratchet system where like they slide and the protein fibers are grabbing each other and clasping and pulling like this. And you're making them better at that. You're making them more efficient. So the same amount of muscle fiber is just getting more work done. At least some yeah, of it's technique too. New beans. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and a lot of it's for uh, functional strength, which is what I like about kettlebells. <laughs> like yeah. what you were saying the other day, Kyle, about like, yeah, I don't really ever need to push people off of my chest while laying flat on my back. But if someone hands you a heavy, awkward box and you've been doing exercises like this for a while and you have to like do that thing where like you can't get your arms all the way to the back. So you have to like finagle it Just like that's something like that it'll like make that, it easy. Yeah. I am yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, Taylor. I am completely out of it. Fuck functional strength. As a matter of fact, I would give up 10% of my strength if I looked good in the mirror. Like, I, I would be willing to make that trade-off. I don't give a fuck how strong I am. I'm, I'm actually plenty strong enough. I, I I never go through my day and wish I could carry heavier shit. Uh, <laughs> but I do often wish that I was sexier. So that, that's where I stand. That's true. I would well, like I, to be, yeah. I would like to be stronger. I, I value strength. Uh, there are occasionally things that I, I'm not strong enough to do that. God damn it. Uh, it's, uh, it, you know... Like, like, like well, it's, it's usually you need like, some sort of machine to do it for you. <laughs> but I like to be able to do it myself. Like, like, yeah. like if there was a, I like to be able to hug a whole fucking water heater and uh, pick up 200 pounds and walk at 50 feet. Like, like I, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. I, you want to, and it's just real fucking out. hard. Yeah. I like, like you, I want to be able to lift my body weight. I like to be able, I want to be able to do 10 chin ups. Like these are some baseline fucking physical fitness things that I like to be able to do. Um, I like to be able to reach up to a ledge and pull myself up, you know, get do the, I call those Gandalf pulls, right? Yes. You know, I, I like mm -hmm. to be able to do that. That's, I, I see people who can't do that in the movie and like, like I have this thought only when I'm working out, like if I'm working out, I, I always do a lot of pull-ups and chin-ups. Um, I like that exercise a lot and I have like a special piece of equipment for it. So then when I'm doing that and I'm getting good at them, I see a movie where a guy is like, ah, like Gandalfing and I'm like, bitch. 
<laughs> I don't pop I could the do fuck that. back up and you, you ever push yourself out of a pool, you know, like like that yeah. maneuver. If you're weak, that's hard. Um, but if you're strong, it's like you're like, everybody look. Maybe maybe you like do it slow, like your arms look good when you do it and everything, when you press your whole body yeah. out of the pool or whatever. And we're, and yeah, we're like, like that kind of function is real. Biggest reason, which is thing. which like, is girls. That's the real biggest reason for any way to get in shape much better is girls. And also yeah. a, a, an ulterior thing. You've got to be gotta, able to. I've got to get some real packed lean muscle. If next time Kyle and I go on a trip, I'm going to have any chance of fighting him and overcoming the fact that he knows how to fight <laughs> and roll. So I'm going to have to really be a lot stronger than him and hope for the best. I don't. I, I don't know how well it'll go for me. You're quite a bit stronger, I think. I, I think you've got a lot, a lot more functional strength that, you, that uh, or whatever you're talking about. I, I think you do. You're more bulky. Your bones are bigger for sure. Like I bet if we looked at our skeletons side by side, I bet your skeleton weighs like four percent more than mine or something. Yeah, twenty like percent Some... of it's in my skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was counting that. <laughs> like, I'm get, get the skull involved. Like a, I, I'm thinking a how I. Taylor's definitely stronger than me, without a doubt. But I'd still give it a go. I'm down. To bring on Taylor, and then after I'm tired, a toothless tiger with no balls. <laughs> toothless tiger. <laughs> See, I was more joking, because there's no way like, I could beat Kyle. And even if I'm much, much stronger than you in a fight, like if I really push it to the limit, you you that's I, I the thing like, about jujitsu is you're gonna know the moves. You're gonna know four months. No, no. I have four months of Brazilian jujitsu. Like the first like several weeks of it are just like basic shit like i know how to keep you from killing me and i could probably get you off of me and i could keep from dying you wouldn't beat me to death i, I could probably keep you in my guard and, and keep control of your hands and, and keep you from killing me but the odds of me like sweeping you and getting on top and fucking putting you in a, a head arm choke or a kimura or something like you're probably just too strong for that, and I'm. That's far what I would too think you would do. I would, I would be afraid to go up against either of you because every move would be like, oh, I'm probably just playing right into their schemes of Woody, what they want me to do. True. Are Woody, you willing to let true. me start in a rear naked choke on your back? <laughs> can we, can <laughs> we do that? One hundred percent. Only if then I'm, I'm allowed to stand weird. as you I'm do it. And there's a concrete wall behind us, and I <laughs> can just run back. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Remember that was was is that is that what Wing said? He said that like yeah, if, but I didn't get pick on him. I was just trying to make jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> right, fine. Yeah, I would get fucked <laughs> if someone starts on your back. But I, yeah, I, God, I would like to go to. I don't even know if I'll ever end up doing it, but just go in to get the amount of experience like you have. Not even that much, because when people say like, oh, someone who has a cursory knowledge of Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu has a huge advantage in a fight over someone who's much stronger but has no idea what they're doing. Like, there's got to be a lot of truth to that, where you just... Not like the hokum of, like, oh, he threw his punch so hard and I redirected the energy, but, like, oh, I knew to grab his arm here and do that, and then now he's in a Kimura twist or whatever. I, I know how to do a takedown. We, we practiced a lot of single legs and a lot of uh, double legs. Um, we worked on gable grips a lot, different takedowns. Judo, we worked on judo throws. Um, we worked on uh, passing guard, keeping people from passing your guard. I have, I, I, but not an inkling close to what Woody knows. Woody will choke you to death if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah, I would not feel confident at all going against. I might too, but I'd be afterwards. I'd be like, can you believe it? I choked him to death. <laughs> Would he be like, yeah, I choked him to death again? Yeah. 
Uh, he <laughs> well, knows. I want it. Yeah. I don't I certainly don't have the years of like experience in rolling that he does or any kind of it's a real cursory knowledge that I have. But yeah, I think it's effective. I'm glad that I do have it, but I don't think of myself as some sort of martial artist in any way. I just know a few things that are helpful. I felt like learning to do double legs and like drilling them was the cool was the most important thing we ever did. Like because I'd stand there and this guy who I fought. If I saw him in the street, I'd be like, I wouldn't want to tangle that guy. And then he'd go to take me down, and I'd be like, you can't take me down. You, are you fucking serious? You can't take me down? It, it would surprise me because he, it, would, it, was a, it was a black guy. He was maybe five foot ten, and just had these big arms, these thick shoulders. And I was like, he's going to take me down. But I could stuff him. I could keep him from taking me down. And in the same regard, like, I could take down people. It, it's a lot easier to fucking just – you're lifting so little, and the momentum's going with you, and, and then they're on their back, and you're on top. And if you do it just right, maybe the wind's knocked at them. Maybe you crash on top of them and like make the hard parts of you hit the soft parts of them. It's uh, that was I felt like that was the most useful technique we ever learned. Like when we were le learning head arm chokes, I was like, all right, well I've got to be able to recognize all these positions and and be and put myself in this position and make sure he's in that position. I need to get his arm over there. Gotta get his arm over there. And when is that gonna happen? Like when is a fight even gonna really happen? But I felt like the takedown and takedown defense stuff was real effective. Last night, I was scared. So, so I'm in this, like, flea bag motel, right? And uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but on the door, there was this tapping, like, right? They weren't knocking. It was just tapping. And there's nothing near this door that would do that. It's not like there's tree branches or anything. And uh, in my head, I built up this scenario where someone's at the door just trying to lure me to it. You know, like that. And I, I, there's a peephole on it. And it, it, it's, you know, like a motel where every room has its own door. So I'm looking out the peephole and there's nothing going on. And it's a nothing of a story. I'm just in here, like, feeling a little fucked up. And, and I don't know why. Like, I, I, I had this vibe that the, there were people there doing it, that it wasn't natural, that it wasn't like, like someone was tapping on my door. And I, I couldn't spot them through the people, and I didn't have Someone my gun. Someone rapping, almost tapping, tapping <laughs> on my chamber door. <laughs> and I, I, I made a conscious decision. I'm like, I'm not going to bring the gun into the hotel room, motel room, because like you have to account for it. Like I don't want it sitting on the counter. Like if I, you know, don't bring it with me or, or something, it's like I'm going to keep it locked in my truck and whatever. And now I was desperately wishing that I had it because I don't know what's coming and. In the end, I just kind of waited it out, and nothing happened. But uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. That's scary. Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and you so gently came a-rapping. And so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door, darkness there, and nothing more. Nap, tapping, steady tapping at my chamber door. I could have listened to the whole thing. I like that. Like, I really like that poem. You know what my favorite rendition of the Raven is, and, and it's, it's just super lame. It's the goddamn Simpsons, man. Yep, I agree. They killed it. They fucking killed it. It was so good, and and Homer's acting it out. You know, the the gentle rustle of the curtains and everything. The whole thing. It's great. Simpsons used to be really, really good, and that's easy to forget if you watch yeah. a current Simpsons episode. Like, if you watch season 5 through 10, 5 through 8, maybe, 
and even some of the, like the earlier ones too, but I'm just talking about like the latest when they were still really good. I think it's like five to eight where like that Cape Fear episode is when, yeah. you know, Homer bursts in and is like, Bart, would you like a brownie before you go to bed? As he's got brandishing a butcher knife, you know, yeah. it's, which I understand more now that I watched Cape Fear. Yeah, I, that's why I recommended that. Like, like when you said you hadn't seen Cape Fear, I was like, ah, oh, you got to see Cape Fear, man. De Niro gets pumped up. That's the kind of workout program, we, and we talk about this too much. I don't want to beat this dead horse to a pulp, but, like, whenever I see, like, De Niro and Cape Fear bulked up, I'm like, just tell me what you ate, Bobby. Like, what did you eat? What did you lift? How long did it take? Like, like, is do I re- do I need to eat, like, 3,000, 4,000 calories a day? Like, how do you get that big for a fucking movie and then become Robert De Niro again in six months? Yeah, but I don't know. He wasn't just big, he was ripped. He was yeah. skinny and strong and... He was like a different person. It was amazing. Intimidating. And and especially when you contrast that between uh, his taxi driver uh, character who was lean and mean <sighs> and just like, he, you know, he, he was not bulky at all. He was just, he was like a, almost like a Bruce Lee type, like really cut low fat, low, low body fat percentage. Uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of build. Yeah. I'll stick another advertisement in here. Is Chiz around? Because we need to coordinate for that one in a bit. Uh, it's uh Probably important. Ping, ping. These days, you can get practically everything on demand, like our podcast. Listen whenever you want, whenever it's convenient for you. So, why are you still going to the post office and dealing with their limited hours when you can get postage on demand with stamps.com? Anything you can do at the post office, you can now do right from your desk with stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. And unlike the post office, stamps.com never closes. So you can get postage whenever you need it, 24-7. Right now, use, use our code, painkiller, for this special offer. It's a four-week trial, which includes postage and a digital scale. Maybe you could find some other use for that. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before it's too late. Before you do anything else, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in painkiller. That's stamps.com, enter code, painkiller. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Check them out. Too convenient not to take advantage of. That's, that's how you get stamps. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. And now a uh, quick word from Dell. Let me find them here. <clears throat> Dell Gaming creates machines to make every experience more intense and real. From powerful Dell gaming PCs with Intel Core processors to the ultimate Alienware VR-ready experience, there's a PC designed to bring your best game at every level. Because the best feature of a gaming machine is the power to make you forget it's even there. Don't just play, game. Visit dell.com slash gaming to learn more. That's dell.com slash gaming. All right. Uh, next week I'll be around to, to to ring the bell. I uh, you know what? In the last show, like people were talking about Dell Gaming, and they had positive things to say in the comments, which is yeah, unusual. I, it, it, I, usually, anytime someone's anonymous, the positive stuff doesn't come out <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, I saw that. A lot of people were saying that they were like currently in the market for a computer, and they're like, ah, problem solved now. So that, that that's always cool to see. I like I like when the uh, when the when the fans out there enjoy our sponsors and and uh, use them, I, I was telling Richard you guys Bryan before the show, he will surely buy something. <laughs> he yeah, always does. yeah, <laughs> he will. 
I uh, <laughs> I got on. I, they're not a sponsor tonight or anything, but I got to mention like my love for Nature Box. I ordered those. Um, or actually, they sent those samples. That's right. We're, we're gonna talk about them next week. But quickly, the coconut cashews were so goddamn good. If you're already yeah. into, yeah, if you're already doing Nature Box out there, <laughs> um, again, they're not a sponsor tonight, but their coconut cashews are really, really, really good. I brought the. Um... Blueberry nom noms and peanut butter nom noms with me yeah. on this trip, so I would have something to eat. And my intention was to save them for tonight in case they were our sponsor. We usually don't know who the sponsors are until the last minute. And uh, I failed. They are all eaten. And uh, I'm glad they're not our sponsor tonight because I did not have any left. <laughs> I there's so so I, uh, they they ask us to pick like four or five of our favorite snacks, and then they send them to us for free. And I picked uh, like blueberry yogurt pretzels and some other stuff and. Uh, the only thing, and I, I had five bags of snacks basically, and I ate four of them already. Um, I'm saving the one bag of jalapeno cashews. That'll be my showpiece. <laughs> but, but it's sitting over there on the, on my dresser in my bedroom. And every day I look at it like today could be the day, motherfucker. Uh, like <laughs> this could be the yeah. day. I, I don't know what we're doing like a nature box ad, but the, the one I haven't eaten is 500 miles away. And that's, that's probably why. Actually, I have a couple I didn't eat, but yeah, it's because they're not here. So you're driving back tomorrow? Nope. Uh, I think I'm driving back Monday or something. Damn. Like I, 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 I was supposed. I had up to like 15 days, so I just picked like the maximum span I could have that only impacted one PKA. Cool. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you're good. glad. Bet you're glad you did that now. After dealing with uh, oh, trying to get shows going in that hotel I tried room. so hard. So, like, first of all, I, I did everything I could think of to, like, prep. Like, I made sure my mic worked with this crazy Apple dongle. And uh, I had OBS, and I made sure, like, I did, like, test recordings without you guys. The only part I couldn't do on my own was, like, getting Skype to, like, put your audio and pictures through. Uh, I figured out the images pretty quickly, but the audio is trickier. And in the end, Chiz is just kind of producing this week's show. Yeah, yeah. which I'm sure he doesn't mind. He he was going to be there anyway. He was. He'll type some sort of insult. I was now. about to talk about uh, a show that we spent way too much time talking about, and so never mind. <laughs> yeah, I get. Uh, we we yeah. all love the, but but quickly the deal is we all love The Walking Dead, despite its many flaws. There's just something about it that's hard not to watch, and maybe we spent a little bit too much time discussing The Walking Dead on the last PKN. But Taylor is new to The Walking Dead, so we had to recap some of the old stuff with Shane and you know season two and three. But uh, we apologize to anyone who was bored by our Walking Dead discussion uh, i, I love it it's fucking good we'll talk about paramotors here i am in yeah. florida learning to yeah. fly all over again <laughs> <laughs> no i i uh I, I i actually intended that to be a joke and now i'm leading into paramotors i'm very excited <laughs> i had some great flights i got completely upside down which i had never done before and uh and i'm learning a lot and i'm not hurt so everything that's is going good. that's always the number one that mm -hmm. you didn't plummet from the skies yeah, I, I know people don't love Paramotor Park, but this is like my version of Disney World. Like, I'm at it. It, it turns out Eric Farewell has what is probably like the premier school in in America. Anyway, I don't know about the world. I was gonna say that, but in America, and uh, and I'm just down here, like partly with a bunch of new students, like attending class, and partly I break out and they give me like special attention because I'm not brand new. And uh, yeah, like this is. 
like what I would choose to do with my time if I had anything to like if I could do anything, this would be it. And then I'm having a cool time. That's good. I'm glad that you're still liking it and it wasn't like a uh oh god damn it, shouldn't have bought that four weeks ago. What a waste. Like there was a moment about four weeks in where I felt that, you know, like I I was struggling with it and I'm like I, I swear, if this was a $15 sport, I might have just thrown it away and said, this isn't fun, you know, like you would a video game or something. Yeah, but, but you like, were like a cardinal in the Catholic Church. You were in too deep. You had to believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I put so much time into this, uh, so much money into this that I, I, I you know, and it, I had like this mentor. You guys probably saw Brad in some of my videos, and he told me what I was feeling. He's like, I've been there. You know, you're thinking, should I even start this? And uh, you get past that, and all of a sudden, you feel like a superhero who knows how to fly. So anyway, I won't go paramotor for ages, but I'm having a pretty grand time here. And I'm making some blogs, or vlogs, if people, for those of you, that, I, I want to call you the, the 10% uh, that, that do care about that sort of thing. There'll be footage coming up. <sighs> so anyway, I will wrap paramotor talk there. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> I mean, we can always talk about the fact that uh, the Nashville Predators sweeping the Chicago Blackhawks is oh, the God. first instance in history of an eighth seed sweeping the first seed. So there you go. Not only a failure on behalf of the Blackhawks, a monumentous one. And so <laughs> that's that's great. And so and so even now, if the Blues gets reverse swept, at least we won a couple. So so there you go. <laughs> Small victories. I, uh, I can see Kyle dying. Kyle's starting to get Bill Cosby eyes over there. <laughs> he's listening to hockey talk, just glazing over. Uh, uh, did you have something you wanted to talk about, Kyle? I feel like, oh. Oh, I, I thought he was legit, like, uh, I don't know, like, pretending to be fully disinterested. It turns out his video was frozen. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I thought it was just, like, keeping a stone face and 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 kind of quietly objecting to the topic. I thought it was the same thing because that to be fair to us that's exactly what he does every time is sit very <laughs> very still until it ends like someone avoiding a bear attack. But he I'm sorry. It, no, you're someone okay. asked what vape you use. I want to talk about vaping. Like I I, I don't know I, I want to say I don't get it without sounding like everyone who does get it is somehow wrong and I'm right for not getting it but I don't get it. Like, what do you, it's, what does vaping deliver? It's just like you can get uh, super <laughs> super high nicotine levels in these things if you want. I have like the lowest one. You can get it with zero, or you can get it with like three or six or not like increments of three. There's someone out there who's like yelling at their computer who like does this as a hobby because there are people who like have vapes as a hobby and that's their thing and that's fine, whatever. But I just kind of. This one's fine. I don't know the brand. SDNA. No, Evolve. There you go. And I don't know what this is, the tank. Um, just a regular silver one, I suppose. So, so it's nicotine. Is it – and you, you do it for the nicotine, for whatever that does? Yeah. So you, you do it for the nicotine and also just it's got a cool flavor. You can put a bunch of different stuff in there. So I've got like – some more like cool menthol ones. And then I've got some like citrusy ones and I don't know. It's just kind of neat. And then so I keep it on like the three. Like 
Tic Tac. Like, you know, like a Tic Tac doesn't do anything, but it tastes good, so you pop it. Like, yeah, it's like that, and you get a, like, a little nicotine buzz when you hit it. And well, what is, is that? Just... Is that like caffeine? I don't know. For... So growing up, all they said is nicotine is the thing that makes cigarettes addicting. And they never said that nicotine actually has something good about it if you're not into cigarette sales, right? Yeah. Uh, so like what I can – like they will – like I'll smoke it or vape it or whatever, and I can tell that there's like nicotine in there. But it's such a low amount that it's not like I'm getting blasted with it. Cause like if I'm with, you know, drinking at a friend's house or something and we're barbecuing and they're like, hey, you wanna, you know, and everybody's having a cigarette or something. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have one right now, whatever. And like I'll take a, a drag of a cigarette and be like, oh, whoa, like, okay, that's, that feels like actual, like a buzz, like a more of a head rush. And so it just, I don't know, that it, it, it must be the nicotine and this is weaker. I guess compared to a cigarette, or maybe the cigarette yeah. has extra stuff. I just know that like the little nicotine buzz I get from that thing is way different than like if you've been puffing on a cigar for like half an hour but or something. I'm like such that. a drug idiot. I feel like I don't get buzz somehow. I, it's not like alcohol, right? It doesn't make you laugh at things that aren't funny no. and and make bad decisions. Like that's a what buzz. Alcohol... A buzz is kind of a lightheaded, dizzy feeling. Yeah, it can be like a lightheaded, dizzy, calm. Like buzz just means that whatever substance you're currently doing is psychoactive, in my understanding. And so it's like, yeah, you have a buzz from alcohol, but if you have a buzz from alcohol, like you can't, uh, you know, people will notice and they'll be like, hey, that guy's, uh, you know, drunk or whatever. Like they'll they'll know if someone's like got a buzz on cocaine. I don't know how you'd notice right away unless like sort of nose started bleeding or something. Wow, that like, guy's hey, that on guy's, the ball. Yeah, that guy's really <laughs> amped up and he's buzzing on something like. With nicotine, though, it's so low level. I see it, like, above caffeine, but, like, miles below any other altering That's substance. what I was going to say. Like, I get caffeine. Like, caffeine, sometimes I take caffeine before the show, and I just, I don't know, I'm a little more hyped. I, I maybe get somewhat chatty and, like, acutely interested, you know? Like, I guess uh, there's a ceiling on it. A, a ceiling yeah, on it would be a good way to say. So, like, if I... Like if you sat there, Woody, and you smoked ten cigarettes back to back, just like chain smoking them, you would you'd feel bad at the end of it. Like vomit. you'd feel sick. Like yeah, you might vomit, but at the end of it, you wouldn't be like so out of it that you couldn't function. Like we'd still be like, hey, how you feeling, Woody? And you'd be like, oh, this sucks. Like gosh, I, my, I have a if headache from 10 it. Ten cigarettes. He's gonna be pretty green. Okay, um, I'm I'm just okay. Five cigarettes. I know. What you're I'm, saying, I'm comparing uh, like, it to. But if then he takes five shots of liquor, like yeah. that. It, there's no ceiling on that. So after that fifth shot of liquor, if he takes a sixth, seventh, eighth one, he's going to keep amping up and, and be in shit town pretty quick. Whereas with a cigarette, just because it's it's nicotine and not alcohol, like you're not going to ever get to a point where it's like, yeah. dude, that guy was so buzzed on hookah, he was making crazy <laughs> decisions like all night long. Like that strawberry, you know, shisha or whatever they call it, uh, yeah. really got him buzzed, really, really ruined his night. Like, I don't know. I, I told you guys we used to go to a, a hookah bar in high school yeah. around here, and one of my friends, just an asshole, we were sitting around. You know those hookahs with like four hoses on it? Yeah. And everybody's sitting around just hanging out, and we were passing like the hoses. There's like eight of us there, and two of the people, like you put your thumb on the hose when you're not using it so that when someone else is sucking from the hose, they're not sucking air in. They're like getting a full hit of it, and so everybody's got like their thumb on the end, and like 
ever like you're smoking it one at a time or whatever. And this is my friend was like, I'm gonna take a huge hit. I'm gonna take a huge hit and I'm gonna blow giant smoke rings. And we're like, all right, Spence, whatever, man. And <laughs> he, he like starts to go and he goes like like just eyes focused on like the bubbling of the thing, like really trying to like get it. And beforehand he was doing that thing, like you get all your air out of your lungs like, to get that big hit because hookah smoke is very thick and like thick, thick, big white smoke clouds, very noticeable. And my yeah. friend who was sitting at the hose uh, across from like had also sneaked the hose into his mouth and he was not inhaling. He was burping and blowing. <laughs> he was he was burping and blowing into the hookah, like just <clears throat> like you know when you have those like old man burps where you burp and then you slowly <laughs> blow it out. He was <clears throat> blowing it in and like the this guy was taking it in. Spencer was like he got halfway through his hit and then just <clears throat> and like and almost like vomiting. Because he was like, what the fuck? Did somebody, like, breathe into there? And everybody's laughing. They're like, yeah, Tyler just burped, like, three full belly burps right into there, and you yeah. breathed them all in. And he's like, oh, this is this fucking disgusting. Fuck you guys. And it's and understandably, because if someone had done that to me, I, I would have been upset. I hate <laughs> yeah, that, and I feel like, like I'm still ruined by it. Like, 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 like your burp is in my lungs. This could take all day. Like, yeah. I don't really have... I'm contaminated now. Yeah. yeah. Am I going to have your burp, baby? Did you going to get pneumonia from your lung yeah. breath? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I'm ruined. I might as well start a new life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I that's don't know awful. why that popped in my head. That's so I thought that's where it was headed, too. I was like, God, I hope he, hope he doesn't blow in there, or yeah, burp in there, something awful. Yeah. Oh. Man, those, uh, those really fell out of vogue once everybody was old enough to drink. Where it was like, hey, where do you want to go? The hookah bar? It's like, what? No, the real, the regular one, like this is like the, the well, one where boots, it's not women. some, yeah, some surly nineteen-year-old bringing coals over to put on your fucking hookah thing. Uh, yeah, horrible, horrible customer service there. Looking back, those surly attendants were probably drug dealers. Woody looks like he hears something over there. I do. Then this ethnic bird beguiling my beguiling. <laughs> <laughs> By the grave and stern decorum of the countertenance at war, though the crest be shorn and shaven, though I, I I'm done reading this. This is ridiculous. I'm done, I'm done reading this. It's not fun anymore. It's good. I, I like, uh, like I like your poetry. VR goggles. Like like I'm just so vulnerable. I, I'm I'm really not aware of what's happening. And every so often there's like scratching on like uh, like. This is what you get for getting a thirty dollar motel. <laughs> Like, like I'm, I, I don't want to shit on your decision here, but God damn, you get that $135 a night Hampton Inn suite, and they have <laughs> nice internet, a nice bed, and nobody comes rapping, slightly right. tapping, right. tapping <laughs> at your chamber door. You're totally right. I didn't care. Like, I, I, I have really low standards. They told me that some of these rooms have bed bugs, and I still fucking booked it. They did like, not tell there were bed bugs and you still booked. Do you know how bad those are? Those will get back in your house and get everybody. Dude, I, I figured had... it was probably an exaggeration or something. I don't know. And but like they're like, oh, it's terrible. Don't stay there, etc. Dude, there's like a hundred rooms here and maybe four cars. Like no one's staying here. And and I'm but I yeah, they, the room they read the Angie's list. To me, this is just a regular room. I don't know. It looks like looks like a hotel. Like, I, and that's the thing that happens to me in neighborhoods too. People are like, "Oh yeah, the projects here are terrible," and I'm like, "These just look like small houses to me." Like I, I 
I, I don't see it and think that this is a derelict neighborhood. Yeah. That noise is the bed bugs trying to get back yeah. home. You've locked them out. <laughs> They're rap tap tapping on your chamber door. And they, <laughs> they want back in. Like that but bed bugs are no fucking joke. Like no. I, I've I don't know if I've actually had them, but there was a time, I think my sophomore year in college at the uh, place I was living at the time wasn't very nice, obviously. Your sophomore in college, you don't fucking need something nice. And like for a, over the course of like a week, I'd wake up and find like red marks on my arm or leg or something. They'd be a little bit sore and i like looked it up and it was like oh it could be fucking bed bugs and i was like oh that's disgusting before i burn all my things i'm gonna buy this plastic mattress wrap and wrap it around there because apparently they'll just suffocate if they're actually just living in there and after i did that no more problems with bed bugs or no more problems with anything and so maybe i thought maybe it wasn't even bed bugs and it was something else but yeah, if you look online you those are fucking brutal <laughs> like if I you get those bad to defend myself a little bit here um I stayed here two weeks ago, and the internet connection was very good. It's a different room. That room is out of order now, but I felt like I had scoped it out. They also, have room-specific Wi-Fi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then, uh, What's your room number, uh, 1408? <laughs> so and then the other thing is, with the door that leads straight outside, like the first night I was here, I, I, the hangar and stuff was all closed, so I just was able to carry the paramotor right in. You can't really do that at like the Hilton, you know. They, oh, your room is sixth floor, or whatever. Like you can't when, bring your paramotor. You in. Yeah, the they make you scale the side of the building. They don't even have an elevator. When you open well, that no, door, are you already out in the parking lot? <clears throat> yeah, when, yeah. Okay, yeah. see, it I, is more convenient in a motel because it's a hate, motel. I hate staying in motels where you open the door and the parking lot is there because no matter what, I don't know what it is. I have a fear that when I'm asleep. Someone is going to. Oh, I've seen that exact scene on on cops many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right that outside. Boys, what you Se want? Season four. Yeah, right there. When the sugar brown come for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I always have a fear that like someone's gonna be driving recklessly late at night and they're just gonna careen through the wall and kill me. Like that yeah. probably happens very very rarely, but Kick I mean somebody right, in right even in. a small even in someone like a Honda Civic, like they just boom just they'll plow right in and kill you. I don't know. I'd rather be elevated. How great would it be if you open that door and there's like some creepy fucking guys in robes out there like tapping and they're like, oh, like you caught us. Dude, I sit right now. First of all, like just to give you an idea of how financially successful this place is. Yeah, stay do loud. you see any other cars out here? No. There's one dumbass in this whole hotel. You know? This <laughs> is it's me. All these parking lot spaces are empty. When you walked into the booking area, before you said anything, did they say, hello, <clears throat> Mr. Woodworth? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you're going to be in a painting somewhere like at the end of The Shining by yes. before this is all over. <laughs> He's just a name in a guest book now. Yep, that's how this all this all that's how this all plays out. Yeah, that's uh, the kind of place you can play your porn at full volume. Nobody cares. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of place you can film your porn porn at full volume. That's a snuff film. They don't even they wouldn't yeah. even use that for porn. That's where they yeah. like murder someone in the bathtub and then people buy it on the dark web. I've so, seen that wall in Minnie and Isis video. You come here. There's only one truck out there, right? There's only one car. And on the doorknob, I have the do not disturb thing. So when I'm hearing that, like, tap, 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 I'm like, 
those fuckers obviously know where the only person in this place is, right? Like, I'm, I'm advertising. Why don't you peek out the window? Because I didn't want them to know I was currently in the room. What it is, is it's bugs. Why? It's Why did bugs? you not want them to know? Because it would confirm that there's someone here and no one else around. So well, I look the, at the, the only thing that will make them come in through <laughs> your door forcefully is if they don't think anyone's there. I thought they wanted me. No, no, no one wants you. Point, though, you should, as a grown man, um, yeah, you're an okay-looking guy. But just, just to be clear, nobody wants you bad enough to come <laughs> through that door and take it. Okay, like I, that's all I'm saying. They're tapping, hoping that you won't answer, and they'll be like, ah, nobody's in there. Let's get a shit. He went out to dinner. Well, I, I, okay, the thing is, they weren't like standing in front of the door knocking on it. In my head, it's probably nothing. There's probably palm trees or something, even though it's totally not palm trees. In my head, they were standing in a way that I couldn't see them at the peephole and tap, tap, tapping on the door. Yeah. What and by the actually, way, it kept happening. Like, it, it wasn't like... It, it wasn't someone at the door. What it was, it was bugs or mice crawling around in the walls of that motel, scratching on the walls. That's definitely what it was. And somehow... That makes me feel better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they'll at the very most give you a little nibble, you know, and then you just go get a rabies shot and you're good to go. It's not going to, you know, burst in and hostile you or anything. Whisk you away. While I nodded, place. nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as if someone was gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Solicitor, <laughs> I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this. Nothing more. <sighs> Nothing more. Yeah, that's... That's definitely uh, that's the telltale sign of a cheap motel. Those are little vermin and bugs sharing your room with you. So well, that's that, uh, that's well, pretty gross. Oh my god, it's worthless now because <laughs> I won't be shooting any mice. I don't think. <laughs> Plasting <laughs> holes in the wall. <laughs> this is so fucking American. <laughs> I, I picture what are you like going back to the door, lady, the front lady tomorrow, and being like, I want a second room. Yeah, the one right behind mine. And then you undo your fucking things like No Country for Old Men and push all your, your stuff you don't want stolen into the goddamn air ducts. And then you go live in the adjacent rooms. That Does this place only accept cash? <laughs> no, they take debit cards, it seems. They're going to walk into that room and be like, you've ruined it. They'll be like, no, no, this is exactly what it was like when you gave it to me. You're like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. You stole all the new appliances. You know. Whoever painted this place did a really poor job. Like, you can see that they didn't move things. Like, like yeah. there's light fixtures and stuff, and they just paint next to the light fixtures and leave like white gaps. This wall used to be white. I, it's obvious to me. The this that one. Yeah. Was white. That, it, well, green like does that. cover up blood. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least makes it feel festive and Christmassy. <laughs> I travel with a, I travel with a black light. Uh, I got off Amazon. I like to look for the. Oh stains. no! Ignorance is bliss, my I'm friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the other team on this one, Kyle. <laughs> you know? If you give me a black light in a hotel room I have, I will politely hand it back to you and be like, no, because I'll just end up in my car if I turn this off. No, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. No. No, I don't. I don't want to know. Oh, <laughs> I got my car detailed. Like yesterday, like my car is 14 years old and I don't think I had ever washed it like ever. Not a like there were times when I took a pressure washer and got the big chunks of mud off. Yeah. But I never like really it hadn't been clean since the day I bought it. And uh, 
There's dents in every body panel. The bumpers, which I made myself, are now rusting. And they're out there, like, arm-rolling the tires and really cleaning it up. It looks... I, I don't mean to brag. It looks second class right now. Like it's it's the best it's been in quite some time. Not first class. Let's not kid ourselves. Of course. Yeah, but the see. truck is clean. And yeah, there's something about like a like a work truck when it does get detailed <coughs> and you know the tires are shiny and black and there's not any dirt on it. You're like ah, that is nice. Every now and then I'll see a truck that's maybe 10, 15, 20 years old. It's not necessarily a classic or anything. It's just an old '95 Chevrolet. But like it's been really well kept care of and it's detailed i mean wings has a nice truck and everything and it's not falling apart but it's not all super shiny and detailed all the time like some some of them you see somewhere you know i i like that look i guess i yeah, like old I, trucks that, right something about I, I like old trucks and i double like them when the guy bought it new like i think it's cool when a guy's like yeah i remember 1996 i bought this thing and uh i don't know i i think that's neat I was just thinking if uh, some, someone attacked you in your room, maybe you could weaponize the paramotor somehow. Like it's strap it on your – oh, well, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd have to get it out. It, wait, it's in the bathroom? Is that what you said? The hangar? It's at the – Oh, okay. It's I got you. I got you. I'm just imagining you like, like, like firing it up, with, like, taking, like taking the whole cover off the back so it's just an open prop spinning or whatever and just, just using that as some sort of weapon maybe. Yeah, they would be trying to reach me through hurricane force winds, right? And yeah, <laughs> and they might lose a finger, you know, if they, if they reach into the, the fury. Dude, I am um, – people don't like paramotor talk, but our instructors have had some accidents. And they, they, they save the safety class for the end so that the students get don't get, like, overly spooked. And uh, – um, Today, they showed these videos of, like, strangers and stuff hurting themselves, things going wrong, and the things you need to be aware of and how to correct it, etc. And uh, and oftentimes, like, you know, like, oh, this person made this decision, then this one, and these four things in a row led up to this mistake. Yeah. And then the instructors broke out their personal videos. I mean, they wear GoPros the same way that, like, a COD guy uh, has his game recorder on. Yeah, just every time they fly, they, they've got it cooking. And it was so impactful to, like, 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 dude, that person teaching us that whole time, that's your finger? It The tip of his finger was just the the center of the bone. Like, it, it he got kind of degloved from his fingertip forward. And, uh, and it was neat. He even, um, in the footage... You can see him put the song on his phone. So he has a setup so that he can listen to music when he flies. And he's flying. He launches. Everything is cool. As soon as he puts the music on, it changes his flying style. Like, And I know I've done that while driving too, right? Like all of a sudden, whatever song it is that revs you up, right? Uh, what's Taylor's one? It's by maybe Journey or something. Uh, oh, the final countdown. Final countdown, yeah. right? Like. Like, I'm guessing Final Countdown comes on and Taylor drives 10 miles an hour faster. Well, this guy had a similar effect on his paramotor flying. And uh, all, so many of the accidents almost went fine. You know, guy hits the roof of a house two feet higher, no trouble at all. A guy hits the ground, he was just saving it. You know, six inches higher and there's no accident. And uh, I, I, 
I'm, I'm, I've learned, it's like they taught us about safety through these emotional scars. <laughs> and, and I'm still like, like I, I thought he wasn't hurt. Like you could, I didn't even see the instant he got hurt, but the very tip of his finger hit a spinning prop. And uh, uh, he, he, he landed and it just looked like he got away with it. And Fuck. then you get a glimpse of the injury and it's like, ah, uh, rough one. Yeah, so. I like my fingers uh, like, like a whole bunch, like probably more than the average person. And the average person loves their fingers. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to lose any of them. Uh, it's a I, big deal for me. I wear gloves. I'm really careful with machinery. Um, I you, like them a lot. His hand looks perfect. Like they, they, were, they repaired it. And if you met him, you would have no idea. But then he'll tell you like, oh, yeah, this one. It only bends like this, and it, it, it he doesn't have the the range of motion that he that he should have, and uh, it's just like I I the I, I mean I can tell you I, I I don't look the instructor I had the first time also had an accident, and there's also video, and I found out about it like a year later. These guys took their video and showed it to you, and it's it's still in my brain like yeah you some... learn that because that's how we learn like like mm -hmm. it's it's not how we should learn but it's the way we learn the the quickest you fucking hurt yourself <clears throat> and you're like oh that's programmed in now like the the first time you walk around the back of a pickup truck and you put your shin into uh the ball the of that truck yeah. yeah that's the last fucking time you do it because it hurts so goddamn much to kick a piece of heavy heavy gauge steel that does not give an inch with your goddamn shin that you that the next time you walk around the back of a truck you give it a wide berth and i would imagine in a similar way that like <sighs> you know if you ever reached back and <sighs> pulled one of those you the same thing on, as like you'd... touching a stove as a kid yeah oh, yeah. yeah but i i i'm trying to lay out like there's a difference between like some stranger in a youtube video having a problem and then like oh that happened to kyle or that happened to taylor you know and and i saw that hand with the skin off it and like it the fact that they shared their own stuff is what made it such a big deal to me and, and anyway it's in my head i try not to talk about paramotors because the guys who don't like it are very vocal but uh i can't get it between my you know away i can't it's between my ears and it's stuck there and and it's the behaviors they were trying to correct against were not really aimed toward the people who learned to fly two days ago. Like those guys are just they're not doing anything cool. It was aimed right at me, you know. Like I, I'm a guy who's starting to feel like, you know, he's getting pretty good at this. That that he's competent, and they're like, hey, reel that shit in because you'll get bit. And anyway, man, I, I, I'm worried that you're going to get degloved, Woody. I, I really do worry about you when you're when you're up in the skies buzzing around. I'm like, I'll, t I'll tell whoever I'm with. I'm like, yeah, Woody's out uh, flying today. And they're always going, oh, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I know. Right. <laughs> Fucker should have gotten a drag race car or something, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> he could be going 200 miles an hour now right now. But instead, he's going 30 at 4000 feet of altitude with a fan <laughs> on his back. <laughs> and two quarts of gasoline. I went to six thousand. Innovation. Six thousand feet. Six. Is that a new high? 
It was my personal record. It was like 6,080 yeah. because ground level was 80 and I wanted to hit 6,000 feet. Like, so uh, I, I actually wanted to join the Mile High Club. That was like my goal. And I know that's not how you join the Mile High Club, but work with me here, you know? <laughs> and I didn't know exactly how the Mile High Club, like I didn't, what's a mile? How many feet's in a mile? Do you guys 5, know? 5,280. Kyle is 5, right. 5,280. Kyle's right. And, but at the time I was like, is it 5,280? Is it 5,800? You know, is it 5,820? Like I just had the, I, I knew most of the it's numbers. It's certainly not a thousand meters. That'd be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, all right, you know, like I'm going to clear that. And then once I got there, I was like, you know what? I'll just say 6,000. So I went 6,080. So I was 6,000 feet above the ground. And then I did acro all the way down. Cool. So, yes, yeah, so you're looking at a member of uh, a newly defined mile high club. <laughs> Excellent. And like I said, you go tandem, get somebody else up there with you, and you can join the real Mile, mile High Club. Well, you don't know what I did up there. You That's know? true. He, he jerked <laughs> one off. Yeah! Take that, that, Florida! <laughs> you backward fucking religious cunts with your <laughs> anti-abortion billboards and your cancer. I, uh... <laughs> it's actually really cold. It, uh, I don't know if I could have even finished. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> you're, you're cancer Jews? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, the Jews? I'm just saying that those are things that Florida has a lot of. Cancer and Jews and lightning and uh, people flying around apparently jizzing on people. I don't know. And, you know, it's the lightning capital of the world. Florida, the lightning capital of the world. So when I heard you were on that first race, that, that, that thing, um, I was like, is he literally at altitude in the lightning capital of the world during inclement weather like like this is this the lightning run literally the perfect storm for getting like burnt alive yeah it seems like i would go to like like if it was like oh you should go do it in new hampshire new hampshire is known for how safe their skies are even the birds are considerate you'd be like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fly in new hampshire but you now where's the most difficult place (laughs) i'm going to florida well uh, you know up until like uh, going in like the mountainous area that'd be cool that's actually there's um so the the uh, paramotor talk i'm sorry everybody there's a that icarus thing i did around florida they do on a grand scale out west it goes from like seattle to vegas and um uh, it's Holy really shit. neat but it's a little long for me like it Motherfucker, that's like a that's like a a, a, a <laughs> five hour flight and a jet yeah yeah it takes like <laughs> or something like oh. <laughs> i mean she said that several bus transfers yeah, <laughs> more than a few and it probably takes about the same amount of time I've, yeah I've and they cross mountain that. ranges and stuff so like yeah big like, ones like in northern california up there like you're going over some some big stuff i've flown that i've, I've flown that flight and i got in a plane like the way mm-hmm. you're supposed to <laughs> and uh you know from seattle to la and that's mountainous that's a that's Man, you go down in the mountains, you got a whole different kind of like fly me home, uh, like get your own TV, made for TV movie kind of adventure. You do some shit oh, like right? that. Yeah. Uh, I ate my own foot to stay alive while they were searching for me shit. Yeah, yeah I hear you. That, that's a Milo and Otis level quest you're embarking you on. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a relevant a relevant reference that many people will get. The incredible <laughs> journey. So, I don't know, uh, Milo talking, and Otis. Is that the one where... At the very yes. end, the old dog comes. 
No, that's not the end. So Milo and Otis, I talked about about seven PKAs ago. It's the one with the little orange cat and the little pug dog. They begin as puppy and kitten and go on all these adventures into the world after they get washed away in a stream. But the filmmakers killed like a dozen of each animal <laughs> to get all the shots. And they were like two dogs death. They had like eight cats get eaten by snakes. Like a like birds were eviscerating animals. Like they were freezing to death. Snakes like bear killed a couple of them. I like, feel like I should honor those pets just by buying the movie. Milo and Otis is an excellent <laughs> and excellent kids movie. Um, I grew up with that. I think it's a little too hardcore for like today's youth because there you like see kittens get born out of a kitten pussy. You know what I mean? Like like it shows you the circle of life. Like this cat and this little dog go out as kitten and puppy, and they get washed away in this stream, and they just go out into the world and they, and they learn about the world. They each get their own counterpart to like make babies with and. In the end, you know, they, they come back and find each other again, and then they're voiced by people. There's no CGI mouths. You That's know, not how it was watched, my day. Do you remember that, that one came out recently where, like, I guess the a dog and a guy get partnered up, and the the thing about the movie is the dog dies, and then he comes back. You know, like, the, his soul goes into a, a dog's purpose. Thank you, Chiz. And, uh, and then that new pet helps a new like human and then of course the pet dies off and he goes and you see his soul do like a couple iterations and then eventually he goes back to the first guy and that's as much as the trailer explained um those chiz just wrote that the, that movie will make you cry your ass off and it, it reminded me of the movie i was going to say earlier that really makes me cry like the moment in saving private ryan when um at the end the old private ryan is at mm. tom hanks's grave and he's like, I hope I did enough. I, I tried. I hope I lived a good enough life I was worth it. to earn this. I hope I was worth it. Because at the end, you know, Tom Hanks is like, earn this. Earn this. And, and when he, he just breaks down on his knees and he's crying, and I'm like, God damn, I don't know if it was enough. I don't know if it was, but God How damn it. How can it be? Like yeah. five people died. How can one person be worth more five? than five? Like the whole unit, yeah, right? Like, like not to mention all the Nazis they <laughs> killed. To to uh, to 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 it, the whole thing. It, it, that's a really emotional moment when 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 uh, when he gets on. He's on his knees. He's an old man. He's like, I I, I hope it was enough. Oh man, I cry. I cry at the beginning of the movie when he first walks to that grave and and falls to his knees with the flowers and his family rushes to him and put their hands on his shoulder. Dude. Super emotional. Yeah. When I saw that movie, Saving Private Ryan, and the opening scene, there's um, this is kind of like amphibious boat that drives just onto the shoreline, drops a door, and the soldiers all come running out. Well, the Germans were ready for them, and they mowed down, I'll make up a number, like 24 American soldiers right away, right? They're, they're like, like you're playing zombies. They're just all sort of there in a pack. All of them die, and... I had never seen that before, right? Previously, all my war movies, Americans, you know, did curiously well, right? And they just they did they made it against all odds through all these problems. And and I was just like, it it struck me as the more realistic thing. If you're taking a beach like that, I I, I don't know how you're the first guy on the beach and survive. Like No, you that... don't. Like you you if you're like that's something that they knew going into it. It's like if you're on that first, uh, you know, unit transportation, you know, uh, aquatic vehicle, whatever the hell it is, and you're on one of those first lines, and you're that dude with the rifle about to get out, 
Like, you know that as soon as that door drops, some German dude has a fucking machine gun, not aimed maybe in your direction, absolutely aimed right at you. And the second he can, he's going to empty into that. Like, there were whole units of people who didn't even get onto the beach because they'd open the door and they'd get blasted and they'd either drown or they'd just be caught in a trap, basically. Where they, they like it was horrific. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like that first couple thousand guys are just there to make the guns get hot. To to overheat yeah. German machine guns, to 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 make them to run, wear down their ammo, to to blow holes in the defenses. Like it's a it's a shitty way of looking at war, and that's not how we do it these days. But at first but those yeah. first guys in those landers, like you, you had to know. Like your odds are one in twenty-five of living, one in thirty-five of living, some crazy like that. If you're that first amphibious craft, doors locked down, and that MG forty-two opens up, and it ain't just one. It ain't just one. It's pil- it's that all those concrete bunkers up there full of these crack soldiers who know that what they're fighting for isn't Nazism or Hitler. It's their very lives, because there's two hundred and fifty thousand Americans out there in those boats and they're gonna keep coming. It's not like if we kill the first hundred, they're gonna turn around. Like they're just coming and they're gonna keep coming. I, I yeah. asked my boss about it at the time. <clears throat> now my boss at this company, you know, he had just left the Marines. And he was the kind of guy who would know. Like he was a he was an officer and he had gone to um the Naval Academy to learn in the Naval Postgraduate School. And and I'm like, why didn't they just bomb it? Right? They bomb it, bomb it, bomb it turned the whole damn beach gray, you know, with just bombs. And he's like, they did. They did. Yeah. They softened it up the best they could. Taking a beach is really hard. Like, yeah. yeah. Like they, they, um, they, they were shooting with artillery fire and all kinds or, or the, 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 the ship fire. But part of it, of course, is they didn't want to give themselves away. So they can't bombard it for weeks leading up to it. Like we did with the Japanese islands. Um, like there was a lot of those Japanese islands where they just, they just bombed that Island for like a week leading up to the invasion to like there's not a fucking palm tree standing and shit and, and that's why we always hear about the japs down in those tunnels and bunkers and stuff because we would fucking bomb those islands down to nothing and they'd have to be hiding under a mountain to to uh, to, to, to survive the onslaught but with normandy beach you know we it was like there was a whole deception making them uh not know we're gonna hit normandy beach uh, among the others we hit they even sent Patton off on some uh I don't remember where they sent Patton, but the Germans regarded Patton as like, oh, thank you, Chiz, to yeah, Africa. North Africa. Um, they, they sent him off as a punishment for, for his silliness. He, he didn't believe in PTSD, and he thought if, when a soldier broke down and couldn't go anymore, he was a coward. And he had this habit of slapping privates in the face like a fucking bitch and, like, dogging them out and calling them cowards. And he got in a lot of trouble for that. He, he ran his mouth a lot, I guess. I wonder how Patton would have done if he wasn't high-ranking, right? Like, it's pretty easy to be brave here in my hotel rooms, me and the bugs. It's pretty, it, it's maybe not that hard to be brave way back at the command center when uh, you're Patton. Pat, Patton was actually known for being a general who, like, he would go up to the front lines and talk yeah. to people. Like, uh-huh. that's why he's still so popular with the entire military now is because they knew him as a general who specifically didn't do exactly what you're saying, which is like, all right, forward like i'm gonna be right here in the command post but everybody he would, like, go, up. go yeah everybody, have you ever line, seen the movie hit it up have you guys seen the movie with yeah, george yeah, C. I've scott seen the movie with that great Let's, monologue in the beginning that's what i was about to say we ought to just watch the goddamn monologue oh that monologue is killer he's like he's like all right he's, he's like americans love the taste of battle they inherently love war it's what we do and he's just like going through this whole thing like america 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 america's never lost a war and we never will 
and you know, this is pre-Vietnam, of course. He's just through this whole thing. He's just really pumping you up. <laughs> it was uh, Vietnam. It was a tie. Vietnam was a tie. You can't even break it down because it's like if either side wanted to destroy the other side of Korea just in a war of wiping them out, they could have. You know, it's not like lack of power that kept one side from doing it. But well, yes, yes, Chiz. It was not a war. It was the Great Vietnamese Kerfuffle. Of the sixties, uh, the great miscommunication, yeah, <laughs> as it is now known, or the Why great lie. If you look at the the Tonkin thing, was it political? Yeah, yeah. There, the Gulf of Tonkin with their their sneakiness. We talked about that recently, though. Yeah, the whole false flag thing. Let me do uh, our last uh, advertisement here and tell everybody uh, a little bit about Dawn of War Three. Right. Building on 12 years of critically acclaimed gameplay, Dawn of War is back to redefine real-time strategy gaming and offer the most fun you can have with Warhammer 40k. By combining the epic scale of the first Dawn of War with the customization and elite heroes of Dawn of War 2, Relic redefines the genre and brings the franchise into the modern era. The result is a best-in-class real-time strategy that offers a rich strategic experience, uh, stunning visuals, and, a catastro and catastrophic surprises that players have come to expect. Plus, Dawn of War 3 lets you take control of the biggest characters in Dawn of War history, command massive armies in blistering galactic warfare, and tip the battle's balance in your favor. Dawn of War 3 will, will be released on April 27th and is available to pre-order right now. Uh, the open beta will take place from 10 a.m. Pacific uh, time, Friday, April 21st, until 10 a.m. Pacific time, Monday, April the 24th. So register right now at dawnofwar.com slash beta. That's dawnofwar.com slash beta. Very cool. Yeah, check it out. You download that right now. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm up for some new real-time I'm actually looking at their website right now. That looks really cool. And yeah, yeah we should find a new RTS thing to do. We should yeah, definitely get this when it comes out. I, uh... I got I got to the point where I was just crushing Chiz at Magic so much he just quit. Um, so I, I think I I I, uh, I beat him thirty I don't five times in a row. I don't believe you. Is no, you 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 told me twenty seven times to be fair. <laughs> it, it's right around thirty something like that in a row. Um, he kept changing decks. He kept mixing things up. Ah ah, there's an official Bad. record here, Kyle. <laughs> no, yeah, that's uh, no no that was that, that's fake news. Yeah. There are ties in Magic. Uh, there are there are like bullshit games where like uh, something happened and that we didn't count. I don't recall the like exact it times out or like there's problems like that in online stuff. There may, it was a connection connection issue or or something. I don't recall what the the, so the, the way the Chiz ties. puts it here. Kyle's won 87 games and Chiz is 142. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, His... and then two no contests. No, he wrote it. He said 87. 40... No, Woody, you don't have to backtrack. You got it right. Chiz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chiz to, see, Chiz doesn't is so conflicted about this. He doesn't even know his own record. Like, like, <laughs> I, I don't even if they were if they were Magic, he wouldn't have made the playoffs with that record. No, no, not even close. Like, no, he would have maybe barely made it in and then got swept in the first round. You know, I'm sorry, guys. Chiz is writing <laughs> in the chat, and uh, he did write 87-42, Kyle versus Chiz, implying Kyle's the winner, but he says that's backwards. And now, like in all caps, he's like, "God damn it." I spent so much money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really fucking like magic. Um, I, I feel like my decks are pretty freaking strong right now. Chiz's decks are very strong as well. Um, I, I like that game a lot. But I, I'd like to play something uh, real-time strategy-based because the problem is with magic, it really is very dependent on the first 10 cards. The, the, t the 10 cards you get dealt that game. 
You know, if you're not playing a lot of control and moving stuff around, yeah. there's there's a lot of luck of the draw it's in there. It's a different kind of game too. Like Magic is great. I fucking love Magic, but yeah, RTSs are great too. It's just a different thing. Like you need, I you feel need more skillful if I get good at an RTS though, right? Because I'm I'm like I'm constantly uh, interacting with the game and affecting change. Whereas with Magic, after the first, after my hand is dealt, I pretty much all my moves are. are pretty much determinable from that point most of the time i don't know i just feel like rts is just so much yeah with so much getting, more, like, uh, getting better so much more like, stuff going on yeah you're right with magic that like it's kind of pre-planned for you a bit depending on what you get in your hand but a lot of getting better is more realizing new opportunities and shit so like if you're new and you get a hand of seven you're like oh well i obviously have to play these four land and then start playing my creatures bigger 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 and then the more you get in line with the game, you'll start to like realize new tactics. Like, oh, okay, I recognize exactly the kind of deck he's playing right now. He's going to exile the first creature I play that seems even vaguely a threat. So what I'm going to do is not play this guy that I actually want. I'm going to play this guy and bait him into burning a card. And yeah. then I'm going to play this to reanimate it, and then I'll piss away a removal card for no or whatever the thing is instead of just doing what new players do, which is, well, just spend it all and throw the most expensive thing I have on the table, which I guess if you're playing green is a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's and what I was going to say. Isn't a bad idea. Yeah, I knew what he was like biting his tongue trying to say that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, RTS stuff. We definitely should play some more, Kyle. Because I I'm down. Uh, Warhammer or Total War Warhammer, still a good one, uh, where you command those enormous armies and you send. Uh, yeah, but whole... it took you like three months to even be competent at it. It seemed like you were like reading and watching videos, and that was just to be able to like control your army. It was more like. Like, when I was playing the campaigns and shit, like, I could win the battles, like, against the foes and everything most of the time, unless, like, they obviously outmatched me. Because, like, as you're about to start a battle, it'll show, like, the power level. And you'll be like, oh, fuck, like, they got way more than me. They've got cavalry. I don't have enough anti-large units. Like, I got to be careful. I'll try it anyway. But really, it's just hard to micromanage and remember the, the keystrokes or whatever the fucking hotkeys are to be, like... To not have your approach be like, all right, everybody forward in a block. Like, it's so much harder to be like, all right, these people forward. I want these archers. You run. You get hidden in these in these woods so you can surprise them. And then I want my cavalry over here out of, out of vision. And then as the battle goes on, you're, like, scrolling around this enormous map trying to be like, oh, oh, my cavalry. Oh, you shouldn't be in combat. Pull them out. Pull them out. Oh, oh, this guy. This is going poorly as well. Like, it's so uh, as long as you don't play against real people online. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I could get yeah. into any game right now. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm playing Magic, but less than before because Chiz seems to be playing a little bit less before. I think he's gotten into some kind of a real estate bu uh, buzz or something like that. I don't know what he's up to these days. Wait, wait, uh, roller coaster buying... tycoon. That's a. No, I didn't say that. I, I said he was. He had a. He had a uh, bit of an interest in real estate. I saw that. That's what he was reading up on. I. I don't think he's oh, bought he's... any properties or anything. Um, but huh. but I think he's uh, maybe he's brushing up on um, that a bit more than magic uh right at the moment might be smart might be so smart. yeah i could uh, the real estate I, market I, it does pay better and magic won't is not. he getting into real estate because he feels like the stock market is due for a crash there are people who feel that way i can't get my head straight because i my father felt like the stock market was due for a crash under the entire obama administration and i, I feel like he missed out on opportunities because it didn't crash at all it just did awesome and now i feel that way under trump but yeah, it, it, maybe I would be dumb to, to you know, pull money. I don't know. Either. I think it's a safe bet to bet on America, right? Like we're good at shit. Hey, we're we're 
despite our faults, like it in the end, it's probably a safe bet to bet on us. Uh, you know, I I just think it is. Even under Trump's tutelage, he can't fuck up something that big. I don't think he's he's incredibly pro business. W did at the expense of our environment and like children and and anybody W's else. And, man, and the market did okay you know, for a little while, but he spent he. You know what a bear market will do to he a He borrowed a trillion dollars and then threw it away. Like, like we're lucky we're still here. <laughs> like, anybody else had done that. If China had borrowed a trillion dollars and then wasted it, like, they wouldn't even, we wouldn't be talking about them as a superpower. Like, like we are lucky we're still here after what Bush did. That, that's one of the most disgraceful things in history. You got to go, like, when, when you look at that trillion dollars that we wasted in Iraq, like, that... That ranks almost with me as like, remember when I was talking to you about Mao, uh, the guy who was ruling the Chinese, and he had this thing where he had all the peasants kill all the birds they could lay their hands on. He passed out weapons, kill the birds because they're eating the grain. Got to kill every bird in China. They're eating our grain. And then they realize that the birds are what eat the locusts, and the locusts are what eat the grain. Uh, that's and right so without, before hundreds of millions died, right? There you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So like we didn't step in shit quite that bad, but a trillion fucking dollars. Like like if you started adding up all the things you could have bought with a trillion dollars, you get cool stuff like yeah a moon base. Like like literally like I'm gonna name some things you could get with a trillion dollars, and they're not even bullshit. I'm not. This isn't just silliness. This isn't fanciful. A moon base. Um, free college for every kid in America. Um, for like a generation or two or three or four. Like like. Yeah. True. A trillion, right? No. You know, like, like we, you don't think so? No, not even close. Like every kid in college going to school for quote yeah. free, like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a kid, hundred grand a kid. I'm gonna call college eighty grand. Uh, that okay. might be a little low. I'm gonna call it a hundred grand. Twenty five times four. Yeah, it's easier math. Yeah. And uh, so a trillion. God, I'm not even. Uh, so 80 grand times a thousand would be 80 million. I don't see that number very often. That's a billion. Billion kids, that would be 80 billion. Um, so you could do. You could send 10, 10 million. That would be um, 10 million. You could do 10 million for 800 billion. Um, no, no, 10 million for a trillion for at 100,000. Okay, that's easy math. Yeah, you could. Yeah, okay. So you could send 10 million kids to a first class university. And then everybody after that has to pay. Or we're just talking in hypotheticals. <laughs> no, fucking 20 million of the kids who wouldn't have gone <laughs> anyway to, to college on a, for half price, right? You, you see what I'm saying with this? A trillion dollars could have elevated our position in the world for all times. Like, Gigabit we're setting Ethernet for everybody. We could have built a super, we could have built that whole wall of solar panels and two birds, one stone. Everybody's happy. We could build the wall out of mirrors and give people sunburn who approach it. Ooh, I like but that. But that's not like as that cool building. as a solar is panel. That, where's that building at? Is in the UK that there's that building that's sort of shaped like a curve, and it focuses the sun rays when they bounce off it down to the street, and it heat it melts cars. It uh, it that people like crack eggs on the sidewalk down there. Like yeah, you could get something like that going. Oh, and then I was reading about this solar collection thing that that we have here in America somewhere, where. They have this big collection tower, and then surrounding it, they have concentric circles of, of focus mirrors focusing the sun's rays right onto that tower, and it's, and it's collecting uh, energy that way. And, but they realize that 
they're creating these crazy beams of energy through the air, like like the reflected light, and it's like burning birds alive in the air. It was so cool. Like like like, like I was like, don't stop. They're, they're trying to fix it so it doesn't burn the birds alive. And I'm like, you know ah, what? That's uh, that's, I think that Archimedes or someone in like the ancient Greek world was yes. known to have like like one of the things he made aside from like I don't he didn't do the Greek fire thing, but that but was the thing they had. He would have the death ray, which was just an enormous amount of mirrors all angled that away so that you could light fire to ships from a distance. And they're Mythbuster not sure did. like how yeah, Mythbuster did it years ago. I'm not sure if it's like if I remember correctly, they're like, Yeah, this works, but you gotta really hope your opponent has nowhere to go yeah. for a while. And, and, and they had modern mirrors and they had a lot of them. It was really hard to like get going and make work. That the walrus guy stuff. had the best line. He's like, Our death ray doesn't seem to be working because I'm standing in it and I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh Didn't the it kind of suck to learn people. that the Mythbusters weren't friends? Like, I don't know. I I I guess I knew it, and I understand that. Every every comedy duo that's together for a decade, when it ends, they don't even talk to each other anymore. I mean, when I, bet... I found out Frodo and Sam were straight, I didn't mind. Yeah. <coughs> so They're not straight. They're, they're, they're not. <laughs> no, they, they, uh, they cut the part out. If you go watch the extended edition, they fuck on that rock at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before the eagles come. <laughs> no, Mr. Frodo, my lips are so oh. chapped. <laughs> Before Mordor was broke back, they cut out that part of the thing, but they scaled it. It was there. Remember how chapped Sam's lips were? I wanted to give him some Carmex so fucking Can bad. Can you lick I, lips, I, Sam? God damn, Sam, you <laughs> need some Vaseline. <laughs> what, that's what he should have brought instead of those fucking spices from the Shire. He should have had him a little thing of Carmex. That would have solved the whole fucking problem. <laughs> that's what problem. they should have given him. Galadriel should have been like, and this young halfling... <laughs> a Carmex that will never run out as long as your faith <laughs> remains pure. You know, this sex with SPF 30. <laughs> I use yeah, it on my fair kids. skin. Yeah. Sure, you know, how I'm 30,000 years old and I don't look sure. a day over 31. Yeah. <laughs> sure you don't have any more of those four devilish daggers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any more of those daggers, eh? <laughs> That's what he says. He, he's like, yeah. he's like she gives him that fucking uh, it, the clo the cloak and the rope or oh, something like that, and he's like, got any more of those fine elvish daggers? Yes. <laughs> she just looks at him like, ah, oh, bitch, I got no more daggers. But but I'm thinking like, really, you don't have any more daggers? I mean, like, are you low on those daggers that have seen the war before? Like, come yeah. on. Then she gives Gimli three golden hairs from her head. I asked her for a single hair from a golden head. She gave me three. And then he smiles. Yep. As they he smiles because it's such an honor. And Shit, Gimli baby. was brought in by the elves, and he he lived in the Undying Lands. That's my favorite part of the whole thing in Lord of the Rings. Is at the end, Gimli and Legolas get to go off to the Undying Lands together and and do whatever they do over there. So, I, I like to imagine that like like Gimli took took uh, 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 what's 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 Orlando Bloom's name. Uh, Legolas. Uh, I like to imagine he took Legolas and they, they fucked some hairy dwarf women, and then Legolas took him and they fucked some elf women, and that's what the Undying. Do you think that's what about. it was? Where he's like, uh, you know, I have to tell you, Gimli, it was much better than I thought it would be with a dwarf woman. He's like, that's <laughs> what I haven't told you. There are no dwarf women. <laughs> <laughs> that was a man. <laughs> <laughs> We really do just sprout from the ground. <laughs> ground, yes. Which is, of course, ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. 
that, 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 oh, that'll never get it. That's another good feel-good movie for me. I fucking love that. Yeah, when they go to remake that, we, we need to, to do that person in. Start a real crowd campaign to fucking make their film not work. If they no, ever try I, to remake that shit. I've never seen the third um, Hobbit movie, and I feel like I kind of want to see it. Four of the five armies. Or something like that. <laughs> Super yeah, shitty. The the, uh, like, this isn't a huge spoiler. There is, out of nowhere, like, to get the five armies there to all do battle on the same field, they got to pull a bunch of hijinks. And one of the evil armies gets there via these gigantic earthworms that just burrow through a mountain and leave a tunnel for them. And it's so, like, it's so shitty when you see it happen. First of all, it's like, wait, the enemy has had these, like, gargantuan 300-foot worms, I don't know, something like that, this whole time and never used them once. And here's the thing. They bore this hole, and as they're boring through the mountain, the entire army is, like, walking behind them, and then, like, they come out of the same hole the worm came out of. Like, like where did the worm go? Like, it, it, it's real shit, man. Like, like that whole third movie, all the Hobbit movies, frankly. It, I, yeah, I don't the know Hobbit movies, watch. the more the more I pay any attention to them or rewatch them, the more I dislike them, because... I don't even think I will rewatch them again because I, I'll just hate it and it'll piss me off that they ruined the Lord off. of the Rings. And it's the Peter CGI. Jackson, right? It, like, it'd be different if somehow they hired some other, I don't know, Michael Bay and those movies sucked and you'd be like, oh, well, there's your reason. But no. There's Gimli wearing Oakleys. <laughs> I, I watched something about what you're saying, Woody, about why it didn't turn out as well. Apparently they like brought him in late on the series to the point that they had already made a lot of artistic decisions and they were like, all right, well, this is what you have to work with. If you're going to do this is we're bringing you in at this point. And he had yeah. to like work with a bunch of shit that he would never have done otherwise. Like the whole battle of the five armies. I watched some extra on that where it was everybody like in the real time as the documentary, of the film being shot was shot. You know, he was like so stressed out being like, there's no way we're going to finish this. We're not ready. We're not ready for this battle. And we have to have it shot by, you know, two weeks from now. And eventually they just fucking, uh, push it off for like two more months so they can like redo the entire battle because they they had to start from square one because it just was unworkable and it still turned out fucking terribly and so I don't know that it was so disappointing so disappointing. yeah it, it, the the real reason that it's so shitty from what I understand is that when he was making the original trilogy there was like two or three years of lead time like before we start working on this movie let's start working on this movie for like a couple of years getting the ducks in order figuring out how things would look, planning the way to sequentially, to non-sequentially film three films. You know, they film them all at the same fucking time. You know, they're, they're trying to, so, so they're filming stuff at different times and making it all work editing-wise. And then all those VFX, there's, there's so much forced perspective. There's so much uh, from the Weta workshop, all the handmade yeah. belts, all the handmade shields and helms. All of that shit that just looks real because it is real. When you put a thousand extras on the field and get them slamming those spears on the ground like the Zulu, like it sounds like it sounds different than it would sound if you just went into sound mixing and made it sound that way. Those that, yeah. in the Battle of the Five Armies, it's this big glob of CGI versus this big glob of CGI. It's about as inspirational and like 
fun to watch as if you ever watched like a screensaver back in the old days of like <laughs> balls, yeah. like, like, like the red balls hit the blue balls and they just all start disintegrating and like just like what the fuck I don't know if we're is that the are we for the red balls or the blue balls you know and, you and remember like, the the way you felt when you're watching Helms Deep the first time in the two towers where they're they're slamming those spears on the ground and it's yeah. resonating it's so loud and it zooms in on the guy and you see that it's not bullshit he's wearing real armor there and he's like the urukai scream and like the spittle and the gross teeth and it's the horn dude that's when uh what was his name when ugluck was standing on that rock and he blows the horn uh i love it you oh, that his was name. Sick. yes he well i mean they had to put ugluck in charge after lurch was killed uh uh, in the first movie. I, Lurtz was the guy who killed Boromir, who was then killed by Aragorn. And yeah. Lurtz threw that dagger at Aragorn, and it actually was going to hit Aragorn until Aragorn knocked it out of the way. With the sword. I've watched all of the extras so many times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 he, Taylor didn't quite clarify that. What happened was this fucking person playing Ugluck threw a fucking dagger at, at an actor playing Aragorn, and he Fucking deflect parried it out of the way with his real fucking sword. That's a real yeah. fucking shot they because did. I the like that. The instruction was like, hey, throw this dagger two feet to the right of him, and he's going to smack it out of the way. The guy threw it wrong, and it was actually going to hit him, and he knocked it out of the way, which is why that scene of him blocking the dagger looks so good because, like, it blocked it the way a real dagger would. He didn't hit it with the tip of his sword, like, ting, like in a movie. That dagger got to right here, and, like, he, like, sweeped it away with the hilt of his sword almost. Like, he almost got. Yeah got nicked by it but yeah that was cool i love that fuck I, I love that stuff so much i feel like it's so well cast i they, they took such good care of all the characters like like i know we, that none of us liked that the dwarves were kind of made fun of and they're they're our co comedic relief but shit if we if they weren't if they were like dark and had no sense of humor maybe we'd be like uh really could have lightened things up a little bit if Gimli made a few beard jokes, eh? Yeah. Like, we might feel that way. Um, you know, you, you have to toss me! I cannot jump the distance! You know, yeah. like, That's the part yeah, I hate. I, I know it is. Yeah. It's a triumphant moment, though, because like it's like, the music goes, ah, and he fucking throws him, and they're both out there, and you just see him fucking... Every time Aragorn... I'm like a liberal that that's offended on his happy. behalf, right? Like, he's happy he got thrown across, and I'm like, oh, how dare you insult him? You've offended me about him. Yes. He's he's Lord not Leo. he's being thrown against his best interest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what's better for the dwarves, you know? <laughs> and it's not to be tossed. You know. All right. Um. Are we ready to wrap there? I have one more um advertisement. I need to get Chiz on board for if that's the case. Chiz. Two more. He says. I did Dawn of War three. Uh, it's just time to do the. Oh, there's a post roll for Dawn of War three. Okay, well, let me tell everyone about that. Good call, Chiz. Um, yeah, one more uh, little tidbit about Dawn of War 3. Dawn of War is back to redefine real-time strategy gaming and offer the most fun you can have with Warhammer 40k. Building on 12 years of critically acclaimed gameplay, Dawn of War 3 offers the rich strategic experience, stunning visuals, and, a catastroph and catastrophic surprises that players have come to expect. Dawn of War 3 will be released on April 27th and is now available to pre-order. The open beta will take place between uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday, April 21st, and 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday, April 24th. You can register right now at donofwar.com slash beta. And, of course... Check them out. Uh, now we're going to do a little... Yeah, Kyle and I will. Uh-huh. And uh, one more thing from Dell here. Uh, with Dell. 
Bring your best game at every level, from powerful Dell gaming PCs with Intel Core processors to the ultimate Alienware VR-ready experience. Don't just play, game. Visit dell.com slash gaming. That's dell.com slash gaming. Very good. Nice. Look at us. (laughs) (laughs) Trying these ads. All right. PKA episode 331.